weird for another week. We're the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where we feed your need for the things you read. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 212. 212. What are we? Uh, Maverick here and Goose? <laughs> goose. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. Cover me, Goose. No. Here we are. Episode. Episode 212, Eric Shea, here we are. Welcome to the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of June 26, 2019. Mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my, here we go. If you want to go and find us on Twitter, you can go to WeirdScienceDC. We also have a website that I already mentioned, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And if you want to email us, you can email us at WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. Another thing that we like to push all the time and every time, Eric. Once, twice, three times a lady Ooh. is our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash weird science. And this is a very special week to be mentioning that because next week's annuals week. And sure I don't want to sound pretty low, pretty low. Eric, but... Uh, next week's show will be Patreon only, and usually that means about three books this week or next week. It means about 20. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of books. Again, we've mentioned this before. Well, we, we saw it coming because they had no books between December uh, 25th and the start of the new year is what they did. So they backloaded them here. I even saw some people on Twitter like, what the heck happened for next week? This is like the <laughs> most epic, you know, epic uh what is it called? Annuals week ever. And so uh, we made the rule. It's not that we made the rule this time. Nope. The rule was that every annuals week that we have, and there's about Pretty four a year. Jim. About four a year would be Patreon only. So if you want to listen to next week's show, you will have to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Sign up for that. Now, again, I, I, you know, I shouldn't say all these ways that you can kind of sneak under the radar, but the episode for no. next week will <laughs> come out in February. So when you do go and join in February, if you do go uh, to listen to that, you will get a full month before you have to pay. And you can check out all the other shows. Sure we can. have a lot of shows, usually about 30 or some a a month and it's up to almost 500 shows total Ridiculous. in fact some people are joining and they're like man you should do something like this i'm like oh we did oh, that we did this. and i have to reshuffle some Check things it out. and stuff like that but one of the other things that we usually have and we did this week is the patreon only spotlight picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew boop boop, boop. And this week, they picked Naomi, number one, and Teen Titans, number 26. Now, sure there won't be a spotlight next week because everything's on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, and we were positive on one of those. Sure Teen were. Titans. Aww. We weren't so Bullish hip on another. Naomi. But talking about Naomi, I actually had a, pu- a couple people say to me that they really enjoyed our discussion of Naomi in the fact that it seemed as if they could tell that we were trying to be very positive. We yeah. were trying to grasp onto something and really wanted to like it, but we can't fake the funk. We were saying what we had, but by the end, we were both intrigued and looking forward to maybe number two coming out and giving us a little to you bit. Too, Jim. Yeah, yeah, and, and I just <laughs> I hope that the number two issue comes around and, and shows us a little. Now, with that, Brian Michael Bendis, since we even recorded that on Thursday night, has come out and said that Naomi is the most important book in the DCU. I mean, since Titans <laughs> Other got than canceled. Titans? Titans got canceled, okay. so that isn't. But says that now, it is going to change Turns the out DCU Naomi forever. is Wally it, it, West. 
It seems like Naomi is actually like a new god is what he's hinting at. These are not spoilers because nothing has come out. Yeah, nothing has really come out as positively the, you know, the answer. Something kills my enthusiasm faster than saying new gods. Damn right. Kills you faster than Wally West got killed, Eric. Oh, my. And, And speaking of which, by the end of the podcast, we will be talking about all the books that we will have on that Patreon only show. One of them being Heroes in Crisis. And it's a pretty big issue. I'm not saying it's good, bad, and different, but it's a pretty big one, Eric. I, I just mean page count is oh, what I mean. Oh, okay. But uh, speaking of the badasses who did pick Naomi and Teen Titans, it's time for the badass roll call. All right. Here stands. we go. Now, we're not going to have wrong turn do it. Wrong right. turn, don't chase. It, wrong turn, get Wrong turn, get right. chase, Eric. Well, why am I delaying things? I'm going to screw myself again. Here are the badasses, Lady or. Lord Abbey matches Balone, John, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoya, uh, D Man. I'm having problems, Sarah. Uh, Batman Beyond, Mark. It's because I always have these ways to pronounce names, and then I find out new ways that oh, are yeah. correct ways. It screws me up. Adjacent uh, in culture, David Fink, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Ryan Reading. So I'm glad that he has joined up, and I just clicked his name, and it screwed me up. There you go, <laughs> Ryan. Carlos, Ian Chubb, Leonard, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my men Pete from NYC, Polly P. T. Fred T. Reed's Comics, Eric G. Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G., Mrs. T's, Ooh. our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Reuben. Reuben. See, I can still pull it out at the end. What Eric, you need to do is get yourself what I mean a is Google Docs. Yeah, well, what I do at a party, I pull it out at the end. That ends the party. Hey, if I knew it was a party, I would have put my dick in the mashed potatoes. Oh, wait. What party are you here? going to where there's mashed potatoes? <laughs> it's a mashed potato party. You, oh, you've never been well, to a party with mashed potatoes? With Super Bowl <laughs> party, maybe? Uh, no. Hey, I bring the mashed potatoes. You bring the gravies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Eric. No, the it's old from mashed a, potato party. It's from a Beastie Boys song. I was just trying to be clever, and now you call him Freddy Cougar. <laughs> Freddy Cougar. Oh, I'm my trying to be clever goodness. by ripping off the Beastie Boys. That's right. I'm ripping off the them Beastie Boys. Well, before we go on, though, we don't have a movie from Wrong Turn. I actually got that quote from him. Wrong Turn, don't chase. Wrong turn gets chased. I had to chase him down to get that quote. Oh my God, he was leaving ever... early. He was leaving early on Friday, and I said to you, I got to get him to say this. And uh, I saw him leaving, clocking out. I ran after well, him saying, through all the sudden, parking lot. We were called to do a special job right around lunchtime, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you were just gone. I'm like, well, I oh, guess I, no I, one's I, stopping yeah. Jim from going to lunch. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like, Jim, Eric, burr, 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 the lunchtime. We, we go in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. I saw wrong turn. I'm like, I got to get out of there. I got more important things to do than work. So I chased him down, let him say that. But because of that, we don't have a new movie no. for you. But we do have the reveal of what the last movie was. And, of course, I don't even have that clip. Drum but roll, Eric, please. Eric, do you have what, that? What was that clip that he was talking about last week? Gone in 60 seconds. It the Nick was Cage classic. gone in 60 seconds. And I, I'm desperately trying to pull it up because I want to give it to you of what was the – here, wait a minute. No, I don't have it. Eric. You don't it's have only, it. It's right. an epic fail. I had the All theme right. song. Oh, well. There you go. I didn't have it. Uh, basically, it went, a little, don't chase, it went a little something like this. It went – they, the, 
the two guys did the racings, uh-huh, then the uh-huh. cops came, and then they wiped the wall, and then the brothers. It was there, awesome. I liked seconds. it. It was awesome. I liked the killing. Sliders. There you go. I, I think that what the tell was to most people was the idea that he said they wiped the numbers off the yep. wall. That, that seemed to be the tell. But hey, and we're, I, I was not prepared fully for this intro. I, I'm not sure that people realize this, Eric, since it was so professional. Uh, but also, I'm flying blind tonight. I have one contact in. I, I did the news today on Patreon with one contact. Struggled the whole time. My my left eye is killing me so much. It's, it seems to me as if maybe you're not supposed to wear daily wear contacts for three years. That, that might be me. It's me telling uh, you this I'm for six sure. years. Well, I'm that well, and since then I've worn three pairs of contacts. Yep. There you go. Uh, so I'm having some problems. My my one my left eye, not my one eye. My left eye is closed shut. I'm I look like Popeye. Is what I look like. I was really uh, hoping you looked like Left Eye from TLC. No, are you trying to break my heart here? You know, it, it, right away you have Weezer. Too soon. They, they ended up doing no scrubs uh, this week, and this happened on the new show as well because. Ghostbusters is coming out with a weekly book coming up for the 35th anniversary or some awesome, some stupid awesome. year about that. But in that they some called they, they called the Ghostbusters the Busters. And I said if TLC taught me anything from that no scrubs Eric, you don't want to be a buster. Why I do you want to learn that from busters? Fast and the Furious as far as I Why I'm are concerned. you calling them busters? No, no, TLC. TLC taught me you don't want to be a buster or a broke ass is what you don't want to be. I think I might be one of the two. I was just told they didn't want no scrubs. No, they don't want no scrubs. To me, that means they don't want a guy who bathes regularly, and that's me. I'm not going to be a scrub, and I'm not going to go chasing no waterfalls, Jim. Uh, There's two things, three things I won't do, Eric. I will not chase waterfalls. I'm not going to be a buster, Mm -hmm. and I'm also not going to drive with a left eye. In any sort of situation. And basically on the other deal, I'm not going to get on a plane ride with Aaliyah. No. Th- those are four things I'm never going to do. Uh, or maybe go to the shooting broken. range with Kurt Cobain. I, I don't know, Aaron. Uh, what has happened to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's we, sad. We, yeah, it is. It's very sad. Eric. Very, very sad. Also, don't when uh, when uh, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> I was going to say something else that was even worse. But hey. That's how we roll, Eric. We don't have a lot of books tonight. It's true. So uh, it's going to be a loosey-goosey podcast, and we're going to start the loosey-goosiness right now with some books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave. Hey there, party people. 
How you doing there? Party people, huh? <laughs> Party people in the house. Put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't mind. Here we are with the review this week. You don't mind, do you? I don't mind doing a party people, uh, you know, trance. I, I don't know. <laughs> party <saying>. people <laughs> trance. I was we're doing fucking seances something. over here. Hey, listen. It's not like I'm here doing the freestyles. And I'm sitting here ready to talk about some books and I ain't that excited about. So I, I got to pump up the people. I got to get you the people. You got to pump yourself people. up. The people, on, people are already go. pumped. Lebron James. Lebron James. Lebron let's go, James. baby. I like the killing. Oh, my. Fatty. Fatty. <laughs> You're just a bored guy with the soundboard is what you are. Yes, I am. Am I being sound bored? Is that what I'm doing? Oh, my. I, I sat here. <laughs> I ended maybe. up. I ended up reading some of these books. Well, we, we don't have a lot of books this no. week. So uh, I, I comes home from works, I uh-huh, does. Uh-huh. And then my, my wife does. says, you're working hard or hardly working. And I oh, said, God. I think you're trying to come on to me. I don't like where this is going, or maybe I do. And then I says to hers, I got to read some books. We don't have a lot of books this week. So yeah. it's going to be very easy to get some stuff done. I ended up trying to get the regular soundboard back. I did a little, yeah, we did some little stuff. test with yeah. you. I uh, said, all right, well, I'll see you in a couple hours. I'm going to read these books. I started reading I fell asleep. Ah, that's not a good way to start out the night. Or no. I, I, I fell right asleep. I mean, out cold. See, I took my nap before I tried to read the books. I oh. was smart about it. Listen to you taking a nap. I'm not saying I took a nap. I'm saying I got knocked down. I think somebody came and shot me with a dart or something. Uh, like, what happened somebody to me? Somebody roofied daddy. I'm telling you, once you start saying that you're taking a nap, now you sound like an old man, Eric. I don't need that. I, so I don't want to come just, in there. You just passed out. That's I okay. passed out. Uh, yeah. I may have been drinking. I don't know. Something happened. Pills, drinking, you know, who knows? I'm Maybe an old man. Books. You have life problems. Yeah, maybe these books are the problem. Uh, are these books the drink that I drank and got drunk, Eric? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. So then I says to use. You did. Oh, no, I just woke up. Uh, you're going to have to give me another hour because I got to read, you know, all these books and whatnot and get going. And then I actually sent it back a message. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to need that hour. Nope. This was not that much going on. This week. Now, next week, we already spoke about it before. Pretty low, Eric. We have our podcast going to be Patreon only. And we have tons of books. Tons of books, Eric. I I mean, I says to you, hey, why are we doing this on the Patreons? And you said, I don't know, but we're doing it because you said so. I said, all right. I don't want to step on your toes. You're, You're always hurt. You, you pull muscles. If I step on your toes, you're going to miss three weeks of work. I, I don't want that. Uh, but this week's podcast, you what is our most, I think our record's about 12 and a half to 13 hour long. I know episode, we've gone into right? 13 hours before. Yeah, I think there, I will just call it 13 hours as the longest episode. We will not get there tonight. No. We're, we're not we going to reach not get 13. there to next week. I, I think that if you minus the 10 from that, you're going to be around where we're going to lie. And it may be one of the shortest episodes we've ever had is what that I think is coming Because usually we have sections of books laid out and usually we have sections of three. That's right. kind of the way we like to, to put the landscape of the podcast down. And usually three books, the first section, that'll take as long as an hour and a half. 
if not, you know, hour, 15 minutes, something like that. Sometimes we'll have two books that last an hour. We have two books coming up. If these last an hour, I don't understand what's going on. It may be the second book, but before we do, these are going to be the reviews. And if you want to listen to us. Is that us us, trying to figure out what's going on in that book? Like if we're going to work through this together? Yes. Are you with me? You know what I'm talking about? I was talking at work about it. And I said to you, uh, there's some troubles. I need a roadmap here. But if you want to read all of our written reviews, go to WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And you will be able to read those reviews. Now, when you go over to read said reviews, sometimes the scores may change. By the time we had done the reviews on a Tuesday to the time we go to read them a couple more times and then talk about it together. Sometimes we don't even do those reviews, so it doesn't matter. That is true as well. I'm just giving a little hint that if you know my scores for these first two, you may be surprised. Unless, well, I actually, one of the cool things about the podcast is oh, so you're that just trying to save up, face right now is what you're doing. Damn right. Okay. What do you think? That's all I'm ever doing. And all these setups are just so that I don't look like a fool later and rarely works. No, one of the really cool bonuses of having a podcast and a site is that you end Please up tell me. And, and, well i will tell you it's not having free time <laughs> that's that's certain no one of the cool things i really like and i know you enjoy all all uh you know joking aside Fanny. Fanny, uh is Please, that we do get excited that. that sometimes on a tuesday very singular deal you're you're doing your reviews you're by yourself you, you know, nobody's there talking in your ear except maybe Tanya's yelling about something. Jessica, you know, like shut her the yelling. hell up and try to reviews yes, over here. Dancing. Look at me. Am I your favorite human? And you're like, you're, you're going to be dead. That's oh what you're going to be. <laughs> but when you do a review, you're very much in your own little world yes. doing some stuff. And so when the podcast comes, one of the coolest things that can ever happen in a in our life, at least, we, we don't have much of a life, is to come onto the podcast and have the other guy, you or me, you know, convinced the person that their review was a little more negative than it should be. Like we end up, you know, We're talking positive. about a book that you gave a seven. That's what I mean. You give it a seven and then you come and, and talk to me and I realize, oh, you know what? I want to go up to an eight. That's the best. That's that's the thing that we strive for. Uh, a lot of times, though, it's where you're like, boy, I was really positive. What was I thinking? And when I talk to oh, people no. on the Tuesday, Slack, Jim was a moron. Yeah, Tuesday Jim, what was he on? Because I want some of that back. And you'll see, Tuesday Jim was on something tonight. But uh, when I end up talking to people as well, like say in the Slack, just it's just something off the top of my head. This didn't happen. Okay. But say like I'm making up a scenario. He's saving face again, maybe, folks. No, maybe like you didn't like a detective comics as much as some of the people in the Slack. Mm-hmm. And then they attack you and then oh. you try to defend it. But you have to realize, too, is when we're doing a review and talking about it, it is both of us talking. And we have to convince each other that we're not morons. That's the first step of sure my reviewing on the podcast. So if I come in and I say a book is a 10 out of 10. I best have some defense of that because I know you will attack me about it and attack say, what are you, you talking about? Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm telling you, can't we just have a proper discussion? Me. That's what happens. It's because when, when you live high and low like I do, Eric, the problem Mostly is low. everything is an attack. Everything's an attack. Well, yeah. I, I, I've been told that I punch down. Uh, how is that? I what was am I talking fighting? about your height. Mr. Mine? That's what I'm saying. Punching down. How you, you ruined my joke there. Here it goes, Eric. We're going to talk about these books now. <laughs> Here we go. It's all sad. Listen to him. 
Yeah, yeah, Fatty. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about these. LeBron James. I'll talk about LeBron. You want to talk about LeBron James? He's injured right now, Eric. He oh. hasn't played in a while, so we can't talk about him. I like the, the killing. Thing is, I, like I think the I could talk too. about LeBron James more than I could about Justice League tonight. Really? Well, that's not the first book. Sliders. I know. Eric. Batman number 63, written by Tom King, art by Michael Yannon. Sliders Jordy made me Belair. whisper. I don't know why. And Clayton Cowles. Batman is stuck in nightmares, so shouldn't he get some dreams as well? Nightmares and dreams? That sounds like some lame-ass tweet by some hack, doesn't it? R.I.P. Wes Craven? Well, the first two nightmares of Master Bruce and Professor Pig being Damien didn't like feel like they tied into anything. This one at least felt like it belonged in the series. And the last page actually... Got me a bit excited to continue on. Yes, these issues are pretentious bullshit. Yeah. But at this point in the run, Eric, it's our pretentious bullshit. And I don't see it changing anytime soon. Let's discuss. I read uh, this issue and I got angry by the – because everybody's talking about how great – like, you know, this is the issue that really brings to focus the nightmares aspect of the story. Arc, and it just made me think, okay, so now they're actually spelling out that the Master Bruce for issue, the first issue of the story. It's a nightmare. It doesn't make sense. And then like the Professor Pig, it's all dreams and nightmares. And I'm like, no, no, these were issues that he had that the editor said didn't make sense and he threw it in. So now it's a dream. It works. Yeah, I I agree. And the Master Bruce thing, I am going to completely say that 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 wasn't a nightmare. The nightmare was the continuation of, well, uh, the continuation of what this kid could have possibly done. So you can fit it into being a nightmare. Like, oh my God, I was just what thinking the kid about this possibly master done, And we we're going to dream about his psychosis where yeah. he was Batman was with him at, at yeah. Bruce Wayne's murder. Of the I parents. agree that that was bull crap, that that's just an issue that he wanted to do. And now it's retroactively being thrown in as a nightmare. Now the professor pig thing. Fine. I Still, said to you, what is I the actually, around with that yes. the whole thing yo you figured out the professor pig was your you know son who i took you long enough yeah. i thought you were the world's greatest i'm like why were we yeah, supposed why would you to think the professor out? pig was his yeah. son in that last yeah, why issue? would that ever be what something that, that would you know figure out so what i thought and what i wanted to think that the professor pig thing was was and remember all of these come out after Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint, yes. uh, you know, at least as far as we know, because who knows how that's going to change. But Thomas Wayne got into the Batcave, may have killed Penguin, yeah. may has pretty much I taken out Alfred, yeah, taken out Alfred, and then attacked Bruce. So y- you get that little interlude with the Master Bruce. Okay, if that's not a nightmare, then I'm okay. We're doing that. We'll get and back right to there, that. The but, whole thing, too, to subdue Batman at that point, he might have just fear toxined him right there with yeah, what we're talking well, about in this. The Professor Pig, I don't mind Professor Pig thinking in my mind that now he's woken up and pro- they gave him the Professor Pig, though it doesn't make sense because I said from the get-go – Bane is not out to kill Batman, or no. he would have done it before. Bane yeah. is out to ruin him. He's about that. He wants to break him mentally and things like that. So having Professor Pig torture him to the point where maybe he would kill him by accident isn't going to be kosher to him, I don't think. But I thought, yeah, no, he's getting beat up. But by the end, when he sees Damien become, you know, Professor Pig is Damien. To me, then that could have been where he's been beaten up so much that he's passing out. Then the nightmares begin, but nothing makes sense. And it doesn't tie in this, though, at least feels like it's part of the series. But I have a big problem with the idea that a nightmare 
is that the wedding would have taken place and Catwoman would have died. And that seems to be what this is saying. That well, to, to me means that when Bruce wakes up, y- you get the idea that this is a, hey, guess what? It's a good thing that the wedding didn't happen because look what might have happened. Look what you're afraid would have happened. So to me, this shows that he was relieved when the wedding didn't happen. And in his mind, his greatest fear would have been that if they did get married, she would have been killed. Well, that's well, the now thing she's is one dead. of those things. So, I don't know what John Constantine is, if he's just a subconscious thing or like this or what. Well, if he says what, at the end, he says, I'm not that. So exactly. I'm guessing that that's pretty much spelled out that this is just the John Constantine in his head. Exactly. Like um, the subconscious thing has come through as John Constantine somehow talking about how right now you are trapped. You're being fed fear toxin to like, you know, drive you mad from all these nightmares you have. That's why my score because of that one page. Yeah, and pretty the, much the panel. And the thing is, though, it's like, you know, every I keep seeing, seeing people talk about how, okay, it finally makes sense. The issue number 50, the wedding didn't happen and it makes sense because this is what would happen. Like, no, this is what Bruce would no, be no, afraid no. would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the nightmare like, like if I'm going to have a nightmare where I almost went to work and uh, the, you know, there was an explosion at work, or mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't even. And so then my nightmare is that I did go to work, but then I, it, the, the whole idea of his fear and his nightmare being that if they did get married, uh, you know, she would have died. Well, then you wake up from this and go, whew. Thank God we didn't get married. That's not a reaction that I have when I have a nightmare. I wake up and go, holy crap, I look like Eric Shea. Oh, no. And then I'm freaking out. Uh, the, the, where I don't like the connective tissue of this. Now, number one, please, we're talking about this. Uh, are we dumb? Are, are me and you stupid? Because Pretty all this dumb, is yeah. is to get people with the bat and cat back oh, on board. And I That's saw it working so on people. That, to, oh, that this is so up, great. We see why this whole thing part. is working now. This yeah. whole thing. Oh, I like, told you. I told it you. It doesn't work. matter. Even like if Batman be. comes out of this knowing he is being you know driven mad by fear toxin, this would be a great fear of his. It could be anybody at this point. It could be any of his kids getting killed at any certain point. Could it be one of his greatest fears. This is the thing that we're dealing with though with the wedding. So it's obviously about Catwoman being killed because they're together. You wake up like, well, or you come out of the fear toxin. Yes, that was fear toxin. It was bullshit. This is not what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. And also maybe play around a little, get a little more into it. Number one, Constantine's in this nightmare. Why? I don't get any idea why Batman in his head has picked Constantine. Well, because not only there's that, no, that the Constantine in involved, his head is talking about the first time he smoked a cigarette yeah, in a dream yeah. about his no, dead mom. I'm like, this what does nonsense. this have to do with Bruce having a dream a and Constantine, Constantine being yeah. the freaking narrator with who's now, the subconscious we'll voice? Later. I doubt yeah. it. But to me, uh, if you're going to have Constantine in your head of a fear toxin nightmare and you're Batman and, and what I want to get out of these and where this kind of is by the time you get to the end. But I want to see from the very beginning where I see that a Bruce Wayne Batman is being fear toxin. That's what we assume now. Right. Said at the so end. we're told. We'll go with that. But through this issue, after we're told, I go back and I see that actually this is Bruce Wayne Batman in his nightmare working the detective case of trying to get out of these nightmares. But instead, 
Constantine's just there. And I, I would like to see like, there's Constantine in your dream. You're thinking it's almost like doing a, uh, what is it where you can, uh, you know, interact oh, with your uh, dreams. Oh, I want to I was going to say livid dreaming, but it's That's, vivid yeah. dreaming. Yeah, I, I can't remember the term. I don't think it's that either. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say illicit dreaming. That's what I. But Jessica talks need, about it all the time. She can't I, help but tell me yes, about every dream she and, has and, and how she that, can do this. And I'm angry that I can't. Yeah. So what I want to know first off, I think that's the coolest thing I've ever heard, and I'd never wake up and lucid, believe me. Lucid, be, that's why I was going yeah, lucid it. dreaming. Yes. Boy, they would be illicit for me. There'd be some some <laughs> stuff going on in those dreams. But so I want to see a Bruce Wayne Batman do this where he realizes, okay, this isn't real. So let's work the case. Well, it, it's, it's almost it's, like it would be a very clever way to do the idea of when you have a ghost, go back to work his own murder. Oh, I would like that. to Remember see how that. we had that story? I think it was one of the side deals in uh, Dark Knight's uh, Metal where he was realizing things weren't real and trying yeah. to work his way back through to get out of yeah, the was when he was even in he was in the issue 27 and uh, you know all that was going back all those callbacks to the past where he realized and he'd go through a window into a library you had all that that's what i'd want from these i want to see where he is trying to and you saw it didn't see it tom king tried to force the issue of that and the pig where it's like i can't hear anything why can't i hear anything i'm trying to move i have a batarang taped to my you know my chest I want to see the detective work in here where he goes, Constantine, like, well, what the hell's Constantine doing here? This is, or this doesn't feel like a Constantine. So then he starts working the case. Instead, it's just wow moments and it's just service. going That's through the day to day life of if Catwoman and, and Batman had gotten yeah. married and, and how and they John would react, how they would love each other, how they would fight crime together, and how they would eventually yeah. lose each other while Constantine is just in the background and I mean, narrating and just giving where, you know little freaking bits yeah. and pieces here and there to talk to Bruce because Selena shows up at the and you know on the top of the building on the, the top of tower? I believe it's Finger Tower and <laughs> says, "Hey, I'm here. I was going to do something else, but let's go." And what I really think that uh, people didn't really say much of in this and I really liked it at a point it's like Michael Yannon is kind of aping the idea that that issue 50 the wedding issue had pullouts that just had dialogue in them and uh, you know narration and he does that where you know you have Bruce and Selena kissing on the rooftop that looks like one the the honeymoon is definitely something that would have been one of those pullouts in the wedding so it's kind of aping that issue a little with that that's where you get that stu- it's John Constantine narration but that's what we got in issue 50 I thought that was pretty neat and I really like his art in this I think that he did a good job and where I do think too that he usually doesn't get so involved in it usually with a batman issue that he's been in you don't get a lot of scene changes because batman doesn't do a lot in his book this had a lot of scene changes you had him go with two face at and the also it's one of those things too you, like a dream there's no progression of where we're going we yeah. just end up there which works for a dream because you never remember how like why well, or how you got someplace I, you just are what happens in this that kind of annoys me and i saw some people comment on this they're using the idea, like you said, where they're like, oh, man, this is great because the they're also using the idea of nightmares when somebody's like, boy, this is the worst dialogue for John Constantine ever. It's because it's a dream and it's not him. No, no, please. No, no you're why. trying to do that. Or this is the worst, you know, this I've, is the I've worst. I've read this series for 63 issues now. Yeah. That's not why. Yeah, and it's like, this is the worst because you, you set up a, you know, a riddle and a two-faced thing and then you don't, do, oh, it's a dream. That's why it's a dream. 
No, no, no. no you you no. can't get away with that. Now, I did tell you, because as it goes through, you do see Selena and Bruce, you know, having a little kissy time and stuff like that. And uh, you do see that Constantine says Selena's going to die. It doesn't matter what you do. She's oh, going to her. die. Yeah. And he's like, I'll save her. Now, I like the idea of this being a dream. But again, John Constantine, you kind of have to pull back and tell me who John Constantine is. If it's not Constantine in the dream, is this somebody there over Batman talking to him as he's being fear toxin and he's mumbling, Selena, you're alive. She's going to be dead because this pushing narrative of it. Yes, it's his fear. So you get to it. But I, I want more of what this well, voice of Constantine is. That's what I kind of thought in the last issue we had with Pig where we're saying, OK, this is obviously a nightmare kind of thing where it's Pig torturing the whole time. And all of a sudden, statement. I thought that he was still under some kind of like, say, fear toxin, something like some kind yeah. of drug where he was hallucinating and at the end he was breaking breaking through a bit yeah. but he's still in the yeah. cave and Damien was the one he was fighting there thinking it was Pig all along but this yeah. doesn't really match up with that. Yeah, almost like, the like an thing. old man Logan deal where, yeah. you know, he's fighting Damien and doesn't even realize that he thinks it's pig and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to get something. And so then you keep going and you do have a two-faced deal. And this is where at first, you know, you get the idea that Bruce in his dream, like you, he has set up something where he thinks Selena's going to die then. She doesn't then. But I do like, like, I like that Tom King, he, he's terrible at riddles, the worst, but he's also not great at detective work either detective work for this batman is usually he goes to canto and then he leaves canto right uh, with info so the setup of this whole deal of oh man you figured it out the game was tied two two you know there were possible two answers two face left inside two dead twins i think that if it continued on he may have ruined it but the way he leaves it out there just to lay there as a setup I liked it. I'm like, okay, that's good. But then you go back to the mansion and you got to play like what in this nightmare is the idea of why do you set the clock to 1048? Well, that's when my parents died. You shouldn't do that. That's pretty crazy. I know, but I have to. Please, let's that's do a 3848. That's just King being being king. It's king being the, hey, look at me. I'm I'm deep and smart and I know Batman. No, I don't Even that. that's when I we get off the that. whole thing about the whole thing. When we even go to, towards the ending, the idea that Catwoman is dead on the roof, like a sniper shot a lot like you know what happened to yeah. dick he's like yeah. it could be the beast he even says yeah. exactly he even but says like why dick. in a dream where it's batman's dream is nightmare are we focusing on constantine talking about smoking in an elevator yeah, with himself. a guy yeah. that's not real by himself we'll like, have to see what is this and, and i don't think that we'll ever find out but where you have the idea <laughs> this is where i got crazy when Here i was reviewing it you have the idea that this is the wedding that's what he's doing he's, he's trying to fool people and say listen you wanted the, the wedding well this is what you, would baby. happen yeah. this is what would have happened if you everybody it's the monkey paw oh you wanted the wedding well here would be the monkey paw Boom. selena would have been killed now it, it is funny in an issue or or a week that the issues have been that tom king has that walmart superman thing where you have a constant deal in superman's head that lois is being get, murdered lois, over yeah. and over uh, and here you have in Batman's head that Selena's getting killed. It does. And I, I got in a fight with a guy who has a podcast on, about the idea that Tom King, he says Tom King doesn't always write about murder and death and pain or whatever. I said, no, no, no. The, to me, that right. is what he does. And yeah, he's like, every single story is not okay. Well, ACDC has like three songs that don't sound like every other one, but in a generality, they sound alike in most. So if you do like and this you know sort those of deal. Song, those songs aren't going to be on the greatest hits album. 
No way. <laughs> with, with the idea that if this is the kind of stuff that you like, then then you'll be all in. You know, hey, I like this sort of, you know, dark Doom and deal. Gloom. I like yeah. seeing Batman. But people are starting to get sick of it. But where I said that in my mind, Tom King's going through this whole thing. And like, this is what would have happened with the wedding. Oh, Selena, like, here you go, guys. But you still get to have the kisses and the honeymoon and joy. You know, toxic. this is what you want to at the end, when Constantine says, he, he's like, Batman is there with Selena, who's dead. Yeah. And Constantine shows up on the rooftop. Of course, they're on the rooftops that Constantine has to force down your throat as he gets in the elevator. Uh, what is this? And then Constantine's like, hello, love. Hello. They got you strapped to a some machine using the scarecrow gas indeed to induce this all of this. Is that spot on whatever Constantine? Whatever came before. Whatever, but he, whatever came gas, before. They're yes. trying to drive you blatant mad. Yeah, and then he says, I'm sorry, because he's like, are you here to help me? He's like, no, no, sorry, my friend. I'm here to tell you, you can't get out. You'll never get out. You'll go mad. Not that you'll remember this in the next one. So that's about, that, to me, one this shot. is the exact page that I wanted for Mr. Miracle. This is the scene that I wanted somebody to show up at the end of Mr. Miracle. Or Mr. Miracle was Metron, like, but then what they want to get it for the final issue. Yes. So it, to me, where everybody's like, hey, by the way, this is the Selena you never got, the married Selena. I'm like, no, no, this is the Mr. Miracle ending that I wanted fully at the end. So boy, but to tie it out now, the worst part is, is I have to kind of put a blind eye to the not that you'll remember in the next one, because like you said, now we're setting up just one shot. Yeah. So that but don't matter at the all between idea each other. in my mind that. This is why I said I wanted this whole issue to show a Batman while he's in a nightmare being such a bad ass that he is under fear toxin. He's in a nightmare. He's strapped to a machine. He's doing detective work in his own nightmare to figure out how to get out, what it means, who's doing it. We're not getting that. That You, you are missing a huge opportunity. And then when he says, listen, they got you strapped to some machine. And when he says, I'm not anybody, I'm no one. That, to me, would have been the cool kicker at the end that he was also using Constantine in his own dream to do some detective work to figure it out. But just knowing that this is saying he isn't a machine, he has Scarecrow Guess. This is the deal. You're by yourself, says you're by yourself. Nobody knows where you are. That is big. That is actually something that I can grasp onto in a series that I barely have anything to even hold on to by fingertips. So I went higher on this because of the art and because by the end, seeing that where Tom King actually seems to say like, okay, listen – I'm not going to do any fairy tales this and, and by the way put put away Chaucer because I was going to do the Canterbury Tales this time oh I'm going to leave that for later I'm telling you if the Canterbury Tales don't come out by the end of this I'll be shocked but he put that aside to actually by the end say let me give you a little bit of an idea of what's going on in reality that yes Batman is being fear toxin he is strapped somewhere by himself I would assume Thomas Wayne has him. So, yeah, yeah that's good. And and then people are on uh, Twitter to Tom King. I saw one specific tweet where, I don't understand what's going on. And then Tom King's like, read the last page what Constantine said. I'm like, really? Like, I thought that, that was right the in your face. that is the only thing that matters yes. to this whole thing. And, and I that's that why was right in your face. I'm so angry about this because not only did we get another issue that meant nothing. It was just fan service as far as I'm concerned. But it said the last two issues also meant nothing. And even yeah. the whole thing, if, if you wanted to say that the Master Bruce thing, 
was a continuation of a character that he invented. That's fine. It's not a character I enjoy. At least it's a continuing no, no. story. I didn't, they, I didn't They, they like even him. say in the whole thing, it doesn't make sense. Why would they let this happen? Because it was a nightmare. I It was a continuation of a character. At least it was doing something. Now, because of this issue, it was doing absolutely nothing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to be so much lower than it me. It makes me so – the thing is I really do love Mikhail Yannon's art. I think, but this, I think the art – if we're going to go and split it in half and say five for story, five for art, this is five art. I yes, really like it. And this actually gets me back to the – deal of when he was on Grayson where uh, it wowed me because you did get a lot of these big set pieces and things and I think that it really helped them out by all the locations like you said being able to jump from scene to scene as in a dream right. also I thought that the like the pin up type kind of you know aping that from yeah, the 50 I thought was very interesting and, and it very was just a lot of nothing it. though to do it I know. I know. It's funny because everybody I, – I go to a lot of sites. I go to a lot of reviews. I read a lot of comment sections. I go on Reddit. I go to see some things, you know, lurking around. Eric, I'm a creeper. Uh, you know, I'm Jack Ryder, baby. But uh, I, I see the tables, you know, the tide is turning. Right. But this issue – and where I think that it might affect Tom King, you know, to be upset is the idea that he's like, okay, I have this Professor Pig with uh, with Mitch Garrard's. We're we're solid gold. People love us when we get together. We're we're the life of the party. We're the bell of the ball. And people didn't like it as much. This issue had to have been one of those where he's like, okay, you know, the tide is turning a little. I hope people will stick with it because I have it in my mind. I think he does think he has a story to tell through these hundred issues. But you're starting to see people kind of losing their patience with it. I think that he thought that this was where people were going to jump back on, that this is the one because of the bat cat. He, he was up throwing out pictures of this issue with the bat and the cat, and this is coming and. And yet the reviews are not good. The reviews that no. went when I'm in the middle and people are bailing and now I'm liking it. What's happening? Because I said, I liked the little bit with Two-Face. It doesn't make sense overall. Like I said, I want it more of a clever narrative. Also, why does Batman keep punching people the same exact way? It's that same exact, How? you know. Uh, and pal but it's that same perspective of them flying towards he did it twice in this one he did it to gordon is this something that is like a thing now and and even with this too you have them where selena and batman are going through the city and you know you have his he likes to have this dialogue that to me is it clickbait dialogue could you call it that where he says have things like man Gotham's bad tonight. No, Gotham's Gotham. Like he has these little taglines that he wants people to 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 go with. But I like the I, two I just call it bad deal. dialogue. Yeah, I like the two faced deal though with that setup with the twins and stuff like that. So I gave it a seven out of ten. Again, I told you I think the art is near perfect for what this is, what it's been. So you go with a story that I'm saying is a two out of five. Uh, the the reason why I liked a couple of the moments and I really thought that by the end, that thing that Constantine says after two issues of getting, you know, nothing, I now have at least some foothold of what's going on. I can grasp onto this and now we can go forward. The problem is, is now we have a crossover with uh, Flash right. that comes out next month. So the next two issues are that it has nothing to do with this. No. It, it kind of goes back in time, I would I would assume. And then from there. We continue on with more nightmares. We go nightmares. 
Yeah. This isn't over. So people are losing patience here. And yeah, I, I am. And I think I've said to you all week that I think that DC may have to really take a very hard look at the idea of how long somebody should be on a book. Because even if people love it, whatever, people still start to get tired of the same type of story, the same writing, the same kind of thing going on. And I see that people are getting Batman fatigue and DC would never want people to have Batman fatigue. No, and no. yeah, you know that the thing that's going to benefit is Detective Comics where people are going to jump over to there to get a, a different feel, but I would say in my mind if I was DC from here on out, you know, unless a book's selling 7 trillion copies, I think 50 issues should be a run. I, I you start getting past that, it does start feeling very stale. It starts to kind of get boring, but what would you give this? I would give this issue a 4.5 out of 10 because even though I love uh, I was going to say Mitch Garads again, like we were talking about earlier, but yeah, Mikhail yeah. Yadin's art, that I hate the dialogue. I hate to set up the whole Ding idea sound. that nothing matters in the past three issues now. It's Lebron all James. just ridiculous. Yes. Like, you know, the whole idea of nightmares. Like, we could even say, like, oh, yeah, it's Batman having nightmares, but it doesn't mean anything in the end. Let's get back to where we Ooh. left off with the conclusion where it's we up against Flashpoint, Batman, like Thomas Wayne. Mm. And now let's just break the momentum and then have the two issue freaking, you know, Joshua Williamson's story coming and then come back. And then we finally get back to Flashpoint. Back. No one's going to care anymore because you gave a shit for months. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very odd, you know, you have pacing in a book, but you also have pacing in an arc, you have pacing in a series. And the pacing in the series is really just, it's a screeching halt We're going to see about the Master Bruce's yeah, and, and the then you have people, There are people, I see some people online, and they, don't, they, they, they need their hand held. So next issue, they're going to oh just God, get it in the mail or at the it. deal. I mean, the and, next one well, we're talking well, about. Well, I'm saying that just imagine there's people who don't even, there's people online. And if you're one of them, I apologize, <laughs> but I apologize because of your eyes or something where they get on Twitter and go, oh, my God, I've just cracked the code. The issue 50 at the end, Bane sitting there with all those people, Skeets is there. Oh, my. And I'm like, really? Like, that's what you just figured out that July. happened on July 4th. Holy moly. And you're just by figuring the fireworks. that out. The, the person puts that. The next one is hashtag changes everything. No, what? no, no. Jesus, criminy. Change your glasses. Get your prescription changed because that that was that was. I didn't right even have glasses at that point. I saw that. So what's going to happen then when the next issue shows up and there's Gotham Girl beating the crap out of Batman and Flash at the sanctuary? That people are. Oh, this must be one of them damn nightmares. <laughs> I mean, it like, well, what's going on? It is a nightmare. Holy moly. Please. I, I just I saw this tweet. And again, I'm not going to apologize. If you're listening here, he takes stop. back his previous apology. Stop folks. listening now, please. No, no, you please can keep go listening. Go listen else. to him. He's no. a crazy man. Go, go somewhere else. Holy crime. Because if you are, you ain't paying attention. They're like, I love this. You know, I love that podcast, that science weirds, uh, those two guys, Timmy and then John. Uh, these people aren't paying attention, Eric. A am I, am I Timmy? Criminy. No. Oh. I don't know. I'm sitting here. I, I have the Oreo most stuff. I'm about to just sit here and eat those. At least I can enjoy that. No, you can't. Yeah, after three, a, you feel like uh, you're going to get sick. Yeah. Well, after two books right now, I'm going to feel sick. So, you know, at least I got three out of that. Well, Jim, tell me all about Justice League. How about that? Oh, what is that? That's a transition. Pretty cool. Here. Is that what you're doing? 
Yeah, you don't tell I mean, me. What am I I'm asking you? Please, I, you're, you're tell me about here? Justice League. Please. <laughs> no, I can tell you about it. I can't explain it. Justice League number 16, written by James Tynan the fourth and Scott Snyder. It's a script by James Tynan though. You have art by Jim Chung, Stephen Segovia, Timo Murray, Will Quintana, and Tom Napolitano. And I do want to point out that that seems already like a larger creative team, you know, yeah. art team. The problem is... Jim Chung and Steven Segovia also double up on inks. Sure do. Steven Segovia does some colors. I mean, this is a mess of an art team, it seems, and a book that should be very big. I'm telling you right now, before my little blurb, I did not like the art in this issue. I I didn't like it at all. I didn't mind it. Uh, At times, times I thought it looked like a jar jar. I'm still just trying Uh, to understand the Martian keep about being one of the last green, like, you know, Martians. Like, she's white. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm colorblind, buddy. I I only see people. That's all I see. God, she's a goddamn mummy. You're you're a piece of crap. Yeah, but (laughs) She's she's your mummy. We have been on Thanagar Prime for what seems like forever. And while Martian Manhunter, Kendra, and John Stewart have been looking for answers, uh, uh, we are as well. Shaira has been trying to stop them. I have not been – and I should have put my thing, but the real person who stops them is James Tynan. I have not been too keen with all of what's been going on in this book since Drowned Earth ended, but all that can change if we start getting some answers from the story. Well – do we get some answers this week? Let's discuss, Eric. Uh, I'm telling yeah, you, you right away, this throws me off completely because, you know, I'm a bit of a stickler for what they call it a continuity, Jim. I don't know if you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard the continuity kid but, is back <laughs> in town. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you start out the whole thing talking about the universe that existed before our own and the idea this is where Perpetua comes from and – We've already dealt with this, talking about the Maltusians who turn into the Guardians, knowing about this whole thing. We have dealt with this in Lost Army that led into Edge of Oblivion, the idea that the Green Lanterns, and not only that, but the character Relic from the New 52, We this is all stuff that came in the universe that existed before our own, and somehow yeah. that doesn't seem to matter anymore because this is a different nope. universe that existed before our own, which was run by Perpetua and Martian-human hybrid monsters and seven dark I- energies. Yeah, yeah. And and my issues are not just like that. That I understand. I knew that you'd have problems. So you have that. But I my problem, stop having my problems. biggest problem, first off, we don't know all the energy. was broken open at that point where Hal had to close it with Cronus gone because it led to the universe that existed before our own. Yep. And they're, they're wiping that out. We know that that didn't. And that, that story was nonsense. But what I have problems with is the idea that you're going to go through you're going to go through this book and it's it's happened it this it comes to roost in my mind in this issue with the idea of what happened to Thanagar and then what Thanagar Prime is and then also how old Thanagar Prime is because at points it seems like it's not so old then at some points it's from the beginning of the universe also Thanagar got destroyed by Despero we yeah, know that the we've Hawkman, seen that but Thanagar Prime would have already existed, and yep. at points they make it seem as if Thanagar Prime well, was something that Shaira made to resemble something so that they didn't see – the universe didn't know that they were weak. Which but is the a weird thing. Is, it, Thanagar Prime has always been there, they It said. almost makes it seem like Thanagar Prime was the thing that was decimated because of Despero, yeah. when they're almost going to seem like they're getting confused at times for the way they're yeah. describing it, the whole It goes thing. back and forth. And That's then my the whole problem. idea where we have – Thanagar Prime, you know, the Thanagar, you thought, you know, it was only an outpost. This is the real planet. And then out yeah. of nowhere, it's also the vault for the universe that people come the and put their stuff the away, earth. even then though it's a secret nowhere. planet that phases in and yeah. out of reality and, and time problem, that nobody knows about up. except yeah. for the one they do. 
you've set up so much in the idea that nobody's allowed to know where Thanagar Prime is, that it's a vault of all the universe's secrets. But then here you make it seem as if Shaira is trying to build it so that the universe sees that Thanagar almost like it's supposed to take the place. Like all of a sudden Thanagar got destroyed and in an instant she made this appear so that people are like, oh, there's Thanagar. Oh, oh I get yeah. it. But we've had in Thanagar. this in this arc where people were brought there in the non-windowed spaceship. You can't see the star maps and you go in. So which is it? Which is it? What's well, you, going you on? You even speak and, about that because in the first part of this whole Hawk World debacle we're dealing with, the, yeah. we were told specifically the Green Lantern Corps has yeah, no jurisdiction here. They have and no I jurisdiction. I went back there to make sure that we didn't screw up. I went back and reread yeah. it. No, Green Lantern they Corps no has jurisdiction. no jurisdiction. Until the Green Lantern Corps show up where they have jurisdiction, Earth yeah. teams have no jurisdiction. How'd they now. get there? Yeah, how'd they get there? Because this is supposed to blink phase out. Nobody's supposed to know where it is. And really, Shaira almost made it seem when she said in the first issue when they arrived there about the listen you're green lantern you don't have jurisdiction here give me your ring Can't and he's like tattoo, oh i can't it's a tattoo it almost made it seem like that setup then was to be like oh crap if things go wrong like john can't get the core involved because they don't even know where this is they don't have jurisdiction yeah. they're not going to go and and where we have the green well, lantern Corps the doing thing crazy things too. usually they don't go against even- that jurisdiction I even went back to uh, Dark Knight's Metal Number Three, where Hal Jordan had never heard of a Thanagar Prime and being the Green Lantern and stuff like yep. that. There, yeah. there was nothing about it, and like you know, yeah, Mister Trickins like, look, this was a Story. thing. I'm like, Mister was like, no human has ever said twice. This is something that's completely secret and stuff like that. So yep. I don't know what they're playing at anymore because every no. issue we jump into, it they're seems like they're contradicting the themselves to get the story to continue. But when you do that issue and the next like this jurisdiction thing that just it slaps you right um, in the um, face that jurisdiction thing that's the least of my worries at this point well, i'm the saying stuff i know getting. but where i'm saying is where they're changing the rules yeah. you know you people aren't going to remember all how jordan said that a metal you can you know hey we can get away with that let's kind of slip that under but when you're changing them you know an issue later or in the issue which we had last issue so with all of this going on like you have the whole big thing of the the keep and not the keep but the vault that was just nonsense to just get you to john or you know john Marsha manhunter to get the keep but then the and keep also is saying have a reason that there he was forever. there before during metal and stuff like that <sighs> trying to find the keep yeah, because what happens is Kilowog basically says, why didn't you call us, John? Uh, we would have come Green Lanterns, have jurisdiction here, oh. not you Earth heroes. But the problem is, is what you're saying right there does go against the whole idea of what happened before. But also that means that John Stewart has jurisdiction. And with the others with him, I don't think that matters much. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And you go there. Well, while this is going on, we knew. Well, March what point there's a line that says that he was suspended and that's why he yeah, doesn't well, have he so says, much. You're suspended now and now you better do this. And like, well, what are you talking about? And I thought that you you quit and you did this and you did that. And you're and he's like, I have to I have to help the multiverse now. And everything is just thrown at you. And uh, again, people are like boy this is big because and it is and big oh, you're redoing martian man under deal but it's big without any answers not only and that with, with it's big because of things what we've been dealing with this whole time the idea of perpetual the idea of the totality the seven dark yeah. energies 
everything that we've been dealing with right now for what now? It's six, issue number 16. 16 yeah. issues of this whole thing. I can't tell you anything about. We've been dealing with no. it for 16 issues. My head's and they try to give you the backstory. And all the backstory does for me about the universe that existed before our own is confuse me for what DC has done previously yeah. within the last couple of years. And then where I said, uh, this reminds me that I am Rocky and I'm fighting Drago. And, and unfortunately, yeah, this is a fight Cold that's War, now. But I'm telling you, now it's 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 uh, round 50. And I've still been using – well, I'm still using the whole thing of I'm just going to tire him out. He's not tiring out. The, these issues, these questions, these enigmas that we're getting here aren't tiring out. I'm getting the crap kicked out of me. I'm starting to get punch drunk that I can't even put my head together of what the big story is. Like sit there and think, what is the overall story of these 16 issues? Is source it, wall you know, broken. The source wall broken. That's it. But yet you're adding and where I think that they're going really wrong with this is instead of, okay, let's stop and and solve this thing so we can go forward. We never I never get my footing. I never get the okay. Now I know exactly what Perpetua is, what she can do. And but instead, you just keep adding things in. Now you're adding in her army that was made of the DNA of Earth and Mars. But the way they're spelling it out, it was at the beginning of the universe. So by the end, I'm like, okay. because so this it was army the universe up- that existed before our own. Yeah. But yet that was what ended up making humans and Martians, well, the it one seems, thing the when thing they is, split. What we saw before, and then we had at one point the Legionnaire, the, not, not like the Legion superheroes, but the Legionnaires that like Lex has been dealing with, how we were under yeah. the underwater base. It seems that those people went back in time and grabbed yeah. John as a baby so he could bring him here. And those were the white-looking Martians that yeah, we saw they, they in the Yeah, they made the abominations and, exactly. of the army. So and that's the, what we saw previously when the Justice League was fighting thing. under, like, you know, in that undersea yeah, lab. Yeah, so that's where we get. That's Perpetua's army are white Martians. You, you get that I from guess. this. Uh, but I, I just don't like where it's it's starting to try to be. It's a, it's a very, you know, Scott Snyder-esque deal. But James Tennant's writing the script. I don't know how much Scott Snyder has in his, you know, his fingers in here because a lot of times what I love about Scott Snyder is that he'll bring up something like all of a sudden he'll have something in in an issue that actually brings up from his run of Batman right. issue 12. And all of a sudden you're like, holy moly, that does make sense. It's starting to be like, let's just do that and fight. Like, here is the symbol, the seven thing. I'm like, well, uh, the it's thing too is, late I, I want to know about the seven dark energies. And instead, yeah. I'm learning about what the lines on the symbol represent. Oh, these yeah. are the dark. Well, tell me what yeah, these why are. Can't you no, tell them? the well, ones yeah, above me this the line on the symbol, those are the, pos- those are the positive versions of that that are all over. Yeah. Well, well, tell me what those are. No. Let me tell no. you about some other stuff that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. And by the way, the line in the middle, that, that's wall. the source wall. And so you've got to do it. And there's, you know, the the balance between the good and the bad. you got to show that. Well, and, and just the idea that the keep is like, I have to give you all the knowledge and you're going to take this. I want, I want to know some. Give me some. Because then she's like, you know, you've seen this idea in your head that you were in a cage. And this is why, because Perpetua's army was made of this abomination of... Of both Martian and human DNA, but it, it got split by by the Guardians when they ended up well, that's blocking the thing is, Perpetual away. And, and it was a weird thing because was the line that they noticed where I guess Perpetual went and grabbed these beings because there shouldn't be any humans or Martians in the universe that existed before our own. No, that's what Did, they're saying. This is the 
creation. I'm of saying them. though, but it the thing argued. I'm saying though, but she created these things with D- human DNA and Martian DNA. Was that for when the totality broke free and she stretched across time to finally land on Earth for the first issue? I don't like know. I got the idea that it was just DNA that we now think of as human and Martian when they split it. That's what made the humans. That's what made the Martians. I again, it's not really explained well. And, and then she says that, and it's like, oh, you know, that like you said, the Legionnaires then heard of this then went back in time grab and it's starting to feel like I'm bruce like, wayne in metal it's I'm starting to feel like that whole thing with the wagon it has gotten and so convoluted to the point where i'm telling you i don't like to say this because I, I i think this is a harsh thing to say it's getting along the lines of brian hitch's justice league with this all this well, over the top world ending stuff that really is not coming together yeah, in the end I told and you. the thing is at least with that those stories would end after six to eight issues. Yeah. And this then is you going get on. to the next one. Yeah. And this is just, I'm getting punch drunk and I'm getting, like I said, I got the idea where I'm reading this and the Martian Manhunter showing the secret history of Martian Manhunter as a kid being kidnapped uh, through time and space and then ending up as DNA being used to make the white Martians. It, it like I said, it's starting to feel like Bruce Wayne was the wagon right. and, and through time he was doing, it's starting to be like a repeat of that. And where you're getting, that's big. This is a big well, thing. You don't even say I that. I need to you. know what is my basis of standing on what's the, you know, what is my foundation to then move to something this big? Because even then, you start adding things thrown in. Well, and I'm it's telling you, you talk about it's a big well. deal calling back the whole idea of changing Martian Manhunter's origin, the freaking comeback. They're like, now we're showing why he was having those visions when he was in yeah. the totality, how it makes sense. He's always had yeah. this. But by the I'm like, that's changing things there. Let's add more to it. By the end of the issue, the whole idea that the totality is afraid of Kendra, and that's why she split her resurrection in yeah. half. So yeah. her Shiera and I, Kendra exist. The confused. thing is, that is the fucked up point where we are actually going out of our way in a Hawkman book to actually like talk about how Hawkman resurrects, how he can be at two places in space and time because of the way the resurrection is. That has nothing to do with the totality at all. I don't maybe know we'll, why. Maybe it'll tie in later. Maybe that'll be the the stupid thing. I just I, I like I said. I give them kudos for trying to go big, but you gotta you gotta explain these. And I'm starting to get really frustrated because even then, you have just as a normal issue, very much yakety yak as we usually get with James Tynan. Uh, but then you force an ending to where I want I I want answers, and instead you just throw a bunch of stuff at the end as well because then like you said you have this whole deal of the perpetual splitting right you know kendra shira all this then all of a sudden you have them where they're like and kendra come or shira comes down and says hey because the keeps dying no no if she dies you know everything i've done thanagar it's going to dissolve and end of that i'm like oh, this is thanagar prime we were just told a story that has been there for since the beginning of time it seems this isn't the thanagar so i'm getting confused with that she ends up getting the absorbus gun i can make the the keep young again i'll do this oh no, no. but what happens as no. ends up she can't and everything starts falling apart. The planet seems to be falling apart at one point, but that kind of stops. I'm, you I'm, do have the hawk people that I get that. That should be right. what they dissolve. That makes sense. The wing guards. But then, but then you're setting up a whole deal where she goes, well, 
it doesn't matter anyway. We've set up this this whole deal of the this vault. vault. It's going to seal. We're going to be in here 100 years. You also said before that when Last it does issue. seal, it sucks out the I went and the checked that air. too to make sure that it will suck all the air out to yeah, kill they anybody be inside. Dead. And the whole idea, why would you build a vault that you are depending on people from all across the universe to come and show yeah. the pro- – Thanagar Prime is this whole gigantic thing – when if anybody does anything, the, the doors will close and the shut for a hundred years, years and everybody's and, SOL. And like, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. If you want it to be a real, oh, you know, a the walls terrorist, are stronger than willpower. Yeah, here's the deal: if you want it to legitimately be a terrorist and go to Thanagar Prime, you set up to go there, then do something silly, and then they'll lock the vaults. Now nobody can get in for a hundred years. You're done. The Thanagar Prime's done for a hundred years. Everybody's dead. Uh, but you set this up. Oh, we're going to be stuck here. We're going to be stuck here until they're not. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, ba-boom, in comes Starman and the Trinity. really getting set up to be a lot like Dr. Manhattan in front of the, like, you know, yeah. instead of Captain yeah. Adam being the Dr. Manhattan of this universe, it seems like Will Payton Starman has all the abilities because he yeah. has the totality power within him that he can see all, do all at any given point and know everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He, and, that, and, he's and, a little overpowered at this point. And with overpowered, you get another bit of explanation or lack of almost like when you had Martian Manhunter mind control a non, you know, brained Hawkman, Savage Hawkman before, because he goes there, he ends up, you know, sucking the soul to to Kendra, makes her map of her don't wings even go. That's the and then they is- say, How'd you do this? And he basically just says Ah, just doing it. Oh, why? Make things right. Well, even the whole thing, it's like this. You know, it's uh, he's talking about how the totality has severed her resurrection, so she's not whole like this. That's why we have a Shire and a Kendra, which it seems to be going against what we're dealing with Hawkman. But the whole idea, all right, I will make you a whole Kendra. And Shire is like, did you just take my soul? No. No. <laughs> but, yeah. but what did you do? Uh, but yeah. even the whole at, thing, at one point, I think it's even more we- confusing, where he talks about – like Kendra's like, I feel whole again for the first time since I died as Shiera Car- like Hall. I'm yeah, like, yeah. but it's Shiera Hall, but not it's Shiera. not Shay, but it's not yeah. Shayera. It's not so Shayera. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, is that should be the same person, but I don't know what you're playing with with your continuity anymore. You're just saying things now. Yeah. I, I'm getting and lost. And this so is bad. the they rush to the end where you then have Kendra say like, this is the thing. He ends up like, here you go, and the the green energy comes out of his fist. It makes her, you know, the map wings and her big wings go. She says. How is this possible? How can you know how to do that? His explanation that we're getting, and and unfortunately, this is what the reader is getting. There are many broken things in the universe. It's time we start fixing them. That that's Agreed. that's Agreed. an explanation. What, what and then and what does this leave me with? Just a soul? No, no. Of course you have a soul. Let's move on. And yeah, and then they just Thanagar's prime is important for the role of to play to and come. The worst and part is just, we don't even know Kendra's connection to Hawkman anymore since the Hawkman series no. has made his origin it's story me, yeah. him specifically Himself. without Kendra. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't yeah, even know how and it works. So, and even with this though, if you don't even care about Kendra's story or whatever. It, it gets confusing here because you're just names are being said things. It's never explained. And then you get even the thing where you had Shaira there and like, she's been doing some bad things, obviously, yeah. but you know, but the Green Lantern Corps, we're going to arrest you. Kendra's like, no, no, you can't arrest her. Right. She just cares about her planet. You're right. We're not going to arrest her because when this shows up with Starman's like, yep, Thanagar Prime plays an important role here. So we just move on. And yeah, basically, this whole thing was to give a retroactive deal of Martian Manhunter's, you know, origin and, you know, whatever. I, I don't really know what else you get here. 
You don't really get much of anything else. And then to say things are going to get tough now. Here we go. And then, you know, you have Will Payton at the end. You're finally ready to fulfill your cosmic destiny, he says to Kendra. It's time to fix the source well. No shit, Sherlock. Seriously. It's been that for a while. Also, the other thing that I keep thinking throughout where you're getting the Thanagar Prime and like, I was trying to rebuild Thanagar Prime. But at some points, it makes it seem as if metal happened eight years ago, but but it shouldn't be that long. So how long is things? Got? It just it, it ends up being nonsense. And I do need to sometimes have my hand held. I'll admit it. And this is one of those times I am so confused about the overall story going on in this book to the point where I can't even explain from issue one to 16, everything and what it means and how we go forward. I mean, from this point on, all I can tell you is, and eh, they're together and they have to fix the source wall. That was the last thing he said. That's what I'll go with because I'm confused. Uh, I gave it a six. Uh, I'm going down to a five and it's a regular five. I'm confused. I didn't like the art that much. I thought yeah. it was off at points. It jumped back and forth. There was too many artists. Uh, and I just, I'm not enjoying this at all. And I want to, uh, Why would I you? Said, it's a Justice League book that's doing well, huge I, I things. Like right points now, where, we're, yeah. we're waiting. We were, we were waiting for the doomsday clock to finish up and change the universe and show us all this. It seems like this is the book that that's going to be doing this. And it Maybe is a it's, chore it's to get changing there. on the fly. I don't and know. I don't know either. It's, it's and just this is the thing I said read. to you. I hate when people say like you, you get a comic and you get it once a month, twice a month, whatever, and you get it and you you have some things going on. And then all of a sudden you have a one shot. And when a reviewer is like, we needed that cool down issue. Well, most books, you don't need that. Most books, you can assume that the cool down happened between issues. Like, I need it, it an was, interesting info dump this, is what I need right this, now. In this issue, I do think, and I told you what I would love to have in this series is to have an issue where they get to the, you know, the just the Hall of Justice. Not though I almost said Watchtower, but they get to the Hall of Justice now, and they're like. All right. So what are we up against? And I said, I need a Barry Allen who would be the goofy guy who they're like, well, you know, we have the seven energies. And like, he's like, wait a second. I know you said what they are before, but can you tell me again? Oh, Barry. Okay. Here they are. Then, and then Perpetua. Who's Perpetua again? And what does she have to do with this? Well, let me tell you. Barry, you stupid idiot. Boom. And I do need that. And I said, maybe you need like a, a, a one shot thing of a guidebook, almost like the multiversity guidebook. Give me a guidebook of what's going on here because I'm so confused of how yeah, things even tie that together had question and what marks I need. in it though, Jim. I don't need that. Yeah, well, I just need I'm just saying a side book that explains it because this is not explaining things. You're you're adding questions on top of questions and it's starting to get to me what would you give it i'm giving this issue a fuck you five even though i didn't mind the art as much as you the issue just can't keep its own continuity within its own three issue story arc it is just going over the top and it's convoluted non-explanations of things it's hard to even talk about i mean talking about it just then this was a cluster fuck of a of a talk too because it's hard to even explain when you don't really know what you're explaining everything that we've been told from the get-go and it's just changes on the fly and I can't keep the story straight anymore. And they're not I'm giving me you. any of the answers that I need at this point to tell me what's going on with these dark energies. What's an artifact? What's an energy? I don't know. And like the I whole don't. thing, like we're going to describe what the lines on a symbol mean before you tell me what the main focus of the plot is. I'm like, get the hell out of here. 
this issue just really upset me just because it couldn't even follow its own little mini like you know arc no. like continuity. So fuck no, you. We have an this. annual next week. Hopefully, so I look though, forward to because I wanted yeah. to hopefully get something like I use want that some page answers. space. And all of a sudden, if we have answers, I'm in. I'll, me I'll too, be fully I in be because in. I love the characters. I, I like you know big things, and it it does seem like they're trying to go real big. Hey, but baby. I just. Yeah, really. But I, I'm just, I'm very frustrated with it. And it's starting, I'm getting punch drunk. I need to know what's going on. And because when you have a big moment and I'm left confused, I feel like I'm, it's like I'm back at parties in high school where I'm and everybody's laughing it up and drinking. And I'm there in the corner wondering what the hell I'm doing there. And plus, I'm not even in the corner, actually. They're all wondering, too. I'm in the bushes looking through the window, and that's what I feel like in this. They still too. know you're there. What the hell is he yeah, doing they here? Do. <laughs> they're, they're just ignoring me. But, uh, they call the go cops, but they're not supposed to be partying that hard. That's true. You're not supposed to drink when you're in high school. So we're going to go off now to some mail. They say I only got two types of duty babies in here. the shoes and the socks to match. I want to tell you everything that you almost forgot. But I didn't. Oh, baby, yes. Ah. I heard you two were going to bring back Nestle's Magic Ball. Oh, girl, at least I hope I get the genie from Aladdin. And Eric, I heard you're gonna bring back squeezes. Oh, baby, yes, you know you're bringing that back. You know that delicious juice with the wacky faces on the bottle. And Jim, oh yes, I heard you're gonna bring back Pepsi Blue. Oh, baby, you know you're bringing back that berry cola fusion. Oh yes. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Right here we are. Eric, are you a buster? You don't want to be no buster. I'm pretty sure I may be a buster. <laughs> I don't want you to be no buster. Mail section number one. And if you want to be part of the mail and the show and a star Just of the show. You're <laughs> going home from work. You're driving. So I'm hanging out the side of my best friend's yeah. ride trying to holler at them. I'm trying a buster. To holler at them. Hey, baby. There you go. I, I think that a good <laughs> double shot would be that and Hollaback Girl. That'd be a very good uh, one, two shot there. I could just imagine me hanging out the side of the car. <laughs> Basically, that would mean that I closed the thing on my hoodie and I'm trying to get it out and I'm falling out. Just like, imagine us in that video. It's, I'm it's just trying TLC's to think it's no right up there scrubs. for when we were blaring, fuck the police. And then we yeah. could pull it in somewhere. Oh, let's turn this down. Oh, let's roll up those windows. <laughs> yeah, I am such an opposite person of maybe a, but maybe a buster is somebody who got the, you know, the, the music blaring hanging out. Yeah, I, I do not do that. 
that. First off, hanging out the side of my best friend's ride, I'm afraid I'm going to get my goddamn head taken off by a truck or something. I'm very nervous about stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I'm also very nervous at points of getting hit by a mailbox. Stuff like that. that. That scares the shit out of me. But hey. Keeps I, him awake I, at night, there, folks. You know, uh, hanging out this, hanging in the passenger side and minding his business with his seatbelt <laughs> on. Listening there, to music at a decent volume. Yeah, listen at a music with a decent volume. And they might even call him a normal guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have a good, uh, no scrubs, uh, you know. No, you better, you better take a shower. No, that's what I thought it was. They, uh-huh. they, they like guys. They don't like extras, guys who do a lot of showering. Uh, that's why yeah, I think you know I how still, women hate that. Yeah, uh, they do. They hate it. And Waterfalls <laughs> to me is a song just about me washing my clothes in in the the shower. That's what it is. I I love TLC. You know who so doesn't what? like TLC? No one. Dancing Mike. Dancing I'll get Mike out of town. hates him. Yeah, he hates him. I love him. I ain't too proud to beg, baby. And we were watching the other guys the other day. And and it does take a little bit for Michael Keaton to get into that mode. It's almost like they decided into the right, movie we, we, to start we doing that. Mike here. Yeah. And they, they started it a little at once that goes in. I'm fully in. I am so in when he's just quoting TLC. It's so good. John is first, Eric, and John is a first time, second time writer. I am sorry. I am so sorry. John says, hey, guys, this is my second time writing into the show, and I've been a listener for about two months now. I follow a handful of comic book podcasts on a regular basis, and from just the little amount of time I've been listening to Weird Science, it's pretty clear that y'all catch by far the most shade out of all of them. And it's true. true. It is true. Uh, You know why? I think that there's a couple reasons. Uh, First off, we open ourselves to it. We don't mind it as much, though. You know, I start kicking things and throwing things at work. The thing is, we're dummies. Well, I'm I'm saying, though, we'll open up by calling people out on things. We'll say things by name. We'll say, you know what I mean? We're not a lot of these podcasts, and it does drive me nuts, where a lot of podcasts seem to make it think like they're doing it from a goddamn panic room. Right, like they're they're recording it from a, a a bunker that they can't mention anything else, or the code will go out. I, they'll say stuff like, "If I sat here right now and I'm like, hey, Tom King was just on the Word Balloon podcast and uh-huh. had a deal, I don't care." You know, if you want to go, a lot of people listen to that podcast. They go. A lot of people, though, will be like, yeah, that other podcast that I don't want to mention, you know, or they'll say like, oh, man, that guy reviews it. That rhymes with at man. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? I I don't. That's what. And it opens you up for people to yell and scream. And plus, we do give our full opinions, Eric. And a lot of times. And they aren't the nicest, but from creators and comic fans alike, it seems like you guys receive a lot of criticism for your reviews and sometimes more negative opinions on for the way we look. And he says he loves it. Because we're scrubs. I guarantee that. We are scrubs. You're a waterfall is what you are. Thank you. you. Yes. Uh, And though he says that he loves this, does he love us getting shade or does he love us with our opinions? Uh, Maybe both. You know it's shade. To me, it means you guys are genuine and honest in your reviews, and it's just a shame some people can't handle it. A lot of, and, and here's the other thing, it. too. I, I was thinking about it today because, again, the word balloon, they just had what he calls his king's speech. He's been on a bunch of times. Yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, you have that brand of a podcast, you have, you know, interviews and right. stuff like that. We don't do that. And because nope. of what we do, we're never going to be able to. <laughs> because, number one, the people hate us, they really do. But, 
other than that, you know, some I, creators actually do talk about the idea. Yeah. Hey, when can I come on? Oh, we can do this. Never hear from them again. Yeah, yeah we never hear again. It <laughs> seems like they go and ask somebody like, "Hey, I, I asked this weird science. You know, this is Kyle Higgins. He can't, he's like, hey, I'd love to come on and talk about New Order with you. I, all right, all right. When do you want to do it? He's one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Never heard back again. It's the worst part, yeah, too. You I had to talk silent. me into it because I'm so awkward and, like, the idea of doing that fills me with such so much dread that you finally, though, talked me into it. Never yeah. hear from him again. Reggie and Chris on <laughs> the Cosmic Treadmill just that, had Jeff Lemire. <laughs> he had, they had Jeff Lemire yeah. on, and it was awesome. The thing is, though, while everybody hates us, I think that we could get some people on, and some people have said, you guys should do review or interviews and stuff like that. The problem is... I don't want to kind of blur the line there because once we have, say, a Scott Snyder on, next thing I know, Dancing Mike's going to be yelling that the guy was whispering sweet nothings <laughs> in my ear and we don't want to <laughs> upset him. So once you get to the point where it may seem that we're trying to be nice to get somebody on, then the whole thing falls apart. So we're pretty much, we do our reviews. We are ourselves in a panic room because I'm always panicking about everything, yeah. but uh, I like to mention other podcasts, other reviewers, sometimes calling them out and other people and stuff like that. That's why we say the mail and I, we don't really say it much anymore on this one. You, you can write in and say negative stuff. You can write in and talk shit and we will read it and probably have some fun with it, too. And pretty much you're guaranteed to be on if you throw shit at Eric there. A lot of other writers and podcasts I follow seem to really go out of their way and finding anything to praise or help in praising each title they review, which is good to an extent, but not to the point where the reviews and opinions seem fake or like they're forcing positivity just because of a biases between certain creators and, and characters and I don't like that either and I see that in reviews I say to you all the time like just because you're a Nightwing fan doesn't mean you have to hate or love a Nightwing oh, yeah. book just because I mean go by the story I better Supergirl say I like this because we might not get it anymore if I don't yeah, like this and that's this. where I, Supergirl is a big one because yeah. of the fact that that book kind of comes and goes it will disappear at points but one guy's review is not going to keep the book going just be honest with it and then maybe like i'll tell you the guy who pretty much the get fresh crew respects the most i believe of writers is brian hill and brian hill was writing i believe it was the michael cray book and jeremy was reviewing it and then a couple issues in jeremy had some complaints that he said in the reviews and brian hill actually messaged jeremy and said listen I'm going to take what you're saying to heart because I yeah. see what you're saying. I agree. I, I see what, you know, it's criticisms different, are valid and yeah, I'm going to change the way I'm writing it in order to make it better. Yeah. And it's a different perspective that you're giving me here. Thank you. And I'm going to do it. And then Jeremy said, and this is the thing there. Jeremy wasn't was faking so cool. the funk. He did no. legitimately say then. It got better, at least for Jeremy. It's funny that I, I would like to think that the book fell off the face of the earth. Only Jeremy was happy with it then because now it's a Jeremy book. But no, that's not the case. He he told some things and Brian Hill agreed. So yeah. I really I really respect that. And I respect a lot of guys that we do talk to that, yeah, maybe we don't give the best of reviews or whatever, but they still understand what's going on. Uh, but the Even most that of one those... time Scott Liddell said that tweet, yeah, these guys say nice stuff about me sometimes. Sometimes. That's all we got from <laughs> Him. I like the brutal honesty and more negative takes on books because I believe as a comic fan, that is the one and only way to really check these writers, artists, and let them know that you want to see higher quality in these books they're putting out. It also lets me know that the more positive reviews you guys put up are definitely worth checking out. And I picked up a couple of books just because you guys have given them eights and nines and have that's yet awesome. to be disappointed. Really Again, awesome. that's we take that uh, very much to heart. We were sure talking do. about this when I got John's email this week. I read it to you at work, which I often don't do. 
too. We usually save them to be fresh here. But that part I actually was actually pretty proud of. And that's why you don't hear us go nuts about every single book because I don't want anybody to buy something based because on the recommendation I don't special, really need. Nothing yeah. is. And then somebody's going to go out and spend all this money. And go, God damn it, Jim, you're an asshole. Why would you make woman. me do that? I don't need that. And, hey, I liked it. But there you go. Th- there's the thing, though. If you listen to us long enough, you'll get the gist of what I like, what you like, and then you can go by that, right? I love the enthusiasm and energy you all put in each episode and your passion for the medium shows. Uh, yeah. About 10 minutes before we started tonight, I, I wanted to jump out the window, Eric. <laughs> I actually thought to myself, why the hell did we finish it all last night? I want to go to bed. I was so miserable. But uh, once we start talking, I pick it yeah. up. Just bit my tongue, too. That's right there on that little ulcer bit? No, on the side this time. I'm going to have you ulcer. Two I'm going to have an ulcerated tongue, and that sounds disgusting. Keep Just up imagining the awesome job. bumps all over the ends of his tongue. Oh, look, your worst. tongue's going to look it's like a red worst. pickle. Yeah, yeah, that's it's sexy, gross. but hey, prove the haters wrong. That's what TLC Catching wants. that shade like an Eric Shea. Oh, wait, he said fat kid in the summertime. Oh. You didn't do a lot in the summertime as a kid, right? Your I did classes a lot in would the get summertime. How dare up. you? You watch a lot of TV and stuff. Not a lot of playtime, right? You I didn't do physical activities. Right? I did so. I went and played a lot of sports. I played Manhunt oh. all the time every goddamn oh, man day. Manhunt? Did oh, you? Yeah. Was that a game or was that just your dating practices? Oh! Did you listen to the song I sent you? I did, did you not. Listen to I, didn't, I, didn't uh, even not, I did not see it coming until we were getting I sent, ready. Uh, I sent you a demo. It mentions what you might have done as a kid, as a fan. Smooch all the ladies? No, it wasn't smooching. Oh, yeah, because I didn't do all that. It was not smooching any ladies. And he says that's, that's right. John Keller from Thank Charlotte, you, North Carolina. He's down in the old NC, as we say it. And <laughs> no, PS, shout outs to Wrong Turn. The man is a national treasure. And he's he something. I told him to watch National Treasure. That's not his speed, though. It, it would be too intricate. He needs cars <laughs> no, racing and explosions so. is what he needs. You know, these 3D color change gla- like glasses that Ben Franklin wore hidden yeah. behind a brick. Get yeah. the hell out of yeah, town. He's not, he's not going to know. Wrong turn, don't movie. chase. So Wrong turn, gets chased. Wrong turn, gets chased. Luis Where's my next? National Treasure 3, Jim? I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to come out. I'm the, from now on, you're, and I'm America's sweetheart, and I'm the national treasure. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> hello, get uh, Louis says hello, get fresh crew. Whoop, What's boop. up, Louis? So whoop, I was boop. thinking of something today, and it got me scared. Oh no, or scarred. I was thinking of Eric's eating habits. Uh-oh. <laughs> the best no, is he wants he wants a sound effect, and I don't have it because I thought it was overplayed. Here, it yeah. goes something like this: fatty. That's go. pretty good. Yeah, and I'm nervous. How about this? You like that? And I'm nervous he might not be able to do the podcast for the next 50 years. Jim, so we need to think of a backup plan just in case his fat little heart can't handle it. So here are the five replacements just in case fat so Eric has a fat heart attack. I hate my life so much. (laughs) I added a little to that. Number five. Guy Kid will bring a young, hip, new vibe to the group and attract some younger crew members. You think you know that what? would go well? It would go hey there. well. Listen here, I was down at the five and dime when they were talking to heroes in the crisis. I think well, that, he should be it replaced me next week would for you that like Patreon that? episode. I can't believe that the Wally West is dead. The guy just came back steadily. <laughs> telling you, I'm about to, I'm about to pass out. Oh, I can't do that. Burn victim Mae West. She sounds hot. And with a woman on the podcast, we can get a female perspective of some of the books. That's what goes something like this. Hello, Rick Boy. 
Lady, and this is a main restaurant victim, and this is episode two twelve. Pick boy. You're like gross. Yeah. You just uh, where's gross. my? I need I need a drink. My throat now is killing me. The soundboard. I feel it's so crazy. Good you about never this. know what it's gonna say, and does a lot of impressions. Robot. Wrong turn. Sometimes Eric. R I P. You like that? You hear me, Jim? Even sometimes Jess or the robot. It's the robot. Beep bop a doop. Until the robot sounds Eric. That's Guy Kid. Off the rails. That was that was a robot doing that was robot doing Guy Kid impersonations. I am the I'm the Guy Kid Beep Bop. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Nothing right there. (laughs) Nothing at all. I have the prime directive. The only thing I'm not allowed to do is love. There you go. <laughs> Me too, guy better? kid. Me too. How's Wolfie? Wolfie's okay. Your parents are dead. He's doing all guy of the voices. fucking reads Terminator <laughs> 2, Judgment it's guy. guy kid. Terminator 2. Where are you going with that kid on the motorbike? Shut up, Ma. He's a ginger. <laughs> There you go. Tell him to get back into the salute your shorts for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and see. Whew, that wow. takes a lot out of me. It's taking a lot I out of me somehow. One, I think I'm the one who's going to have a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. How's Wolfie? Wolfie's fine, big boy. Ah, your parents are dead, I think. They got their hands through the milk cartons. Do, do come with me if ben you want to live. Uh, okay. <laughs> Come with me if you're going to want to live here. Uh, I, I think Isn't I'll take my chances, guy. I, <laughs> I've been training all this time here, and now I'm going to stab you with the pen. <laughs> that was Linda Hamilton. Oh, we know. I watched uh, the movie. Get out of uh, here. I'll have an Uzi 9mm. That's from Terminator 1. That's when he actually was getting the guns. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. You remember Miller that? Behind the counter. You, I got you. You remember that movie? There? You remember Hillbilly Jim there? Uh, that was yes. the no, back Hillbilly Jim. Bring it back, Billy. He was probably around when the comic books used to be good. So he can rejoice us. Uh, or, yeah, rejoice about the good old days there. I, I'd like bring it back, Billy. I'll go you with that. You know we bringing that back. You know I'm bringing that back. Yeah. And pills. He doesn't say much, but when he does, you listen. He's funny, smart, and helpful. Every time you and Pills start talking, it makes me cry with laughter when you two are on. Eric, are, are me and Pills How is it always does he think on? I'm going to die before you. <laughs> Well, I I just made a big mistake, Eric. I, I don't have any of the pills with me. What I do have is a pack of open crackers, and I wanted to shake them like they were pills, and they went all the fuck all over the place. <laughs> I am covered in cracker. Listen, you can hear it a little. They went all over the goddamn place. Where are you, pills? Where are you? Eric, you, you like pills? Is that something you like? Oh, Jesus, I just dropped my, my thing. Eric, you're well, yep. be talking. No, doing? no, no, no. We all want to hear what's going on with you in the background, you goddamn lunatic. What's that? Uh, oh, my God. My chair fell back, but luckily it bounced off the bed. Yeah, it fell back. Oh, it broke, fatty. You're you're here? Pills, how did you get here so, so easily? What? You, so always, easily. <laughs> it's just you, that easy. You've always been here, Pills? You've always been here for me? That's not true, Pills. You're never here for me. You're, when you show up, I'm up till 3 a.m. and I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Party on, oh. Jim. Oh, that's living, you say? 
Okay, Pills. You sit you sit here, Pills. Now now I screwed up my mic. Oh, this, this whole nonsense. It's goddamn fucking playtime. But no one can truly replace you, Eric. So please pick up a salad sometime. What? You could lose weight with these p- pills? Makes you lose weight, Eric. That's what Ooh. Pills said. Pills said screw Better that get back salad. on those pills. Oh, my. Don't if Yeah. <laughs> really. Me and you. If we would do a, a video podcast, people would think we're those fat fucking twins that used to ride the mini bikes. <laughs> Here we are, boys. Holy moly. Do it for Jess. Don't do it for anyone but her. Do it for your toy collection because once you're gone, Jess will probably burn them all to make sure you have no connection to the human world so you can't come back as a ghost. So please, please, please cut down on the crap food. Join a gym. Follow Jim's healthy diet lifestyle. Yeah. How's that going? That's gone out the door. It ended up that I'm... I have too many kids in this house that I have to cook for, and it ends up screwing me up. And once I go off, I go off big time. So I'll see you on the seven, and Eric, Speaking I'll see you at the your, salad your, bar. You know, you know, used to be diet. I yeah. got a thing in today because Jess went to her parents' house, and her parents went up to her grandparents' house up in uh, you know upstate New York, where yeah, they yeah. were celebrating Christmas, exchanging gifts and all that stuff. And they brought a box back, and Jess brought back a box. <laughs> One of the gifts I got was a whole thirty book. Was it that? No, no, it was not a whole uh, 30 book, but uh, it was a thing that you crack eggs into this thing, then you boil this thing, so then it just makes shellless hard-boiled eggs. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. And I thought neat. of you immediately. Yeah, I, I was just eating, eating, I was eating a lot eggs. of eggs. Oh, you're losing weight, but your cholesterol is over the hill. Yes. Eh, what is the egg council getting to you? Well, <laughs> there you go. The next uh, email is from Ethan, who says... Boopity bop bop loop boing, Eric. Boing. I agree. Holy shit, I can swear here that this isn't fresh start. He, he says that. I think that all of his mails, because Ethan has mailed into the Marvel podcast. I, I think What's he that? has cursed at him. I have to just not say them. Slow burning dumpster fire that is Marvel Comics, Eric. I'm kidding. There's a lot of good stuff over there. Over there. Can you sing that for me? Can, over, give me that. I'm trying to remember over how Over there. Over there. Eric Shea is a jerk. Over there. You're I just don't think that's how everywhere. that goes. You're not, well, it is. You're not going to change your tune just because you're over there. Over there means across the street. <laughs> I've crossed the street to avoid you. I'll write the jackasses that run that podcast later. Jesus, how Christ, how pissed is everyone going to be when this little nightmare arc in, in the Batman book, uh, there you go, Eric, turns out to be... Batmite has been posing as Thomas Wayne all along. It makes more sense than Thomas Wayne Bruce being there. Is stuck in this revolving door of shotgun artists. We have another couple. Joel Jones is going to do a one shot. I saw somebody else. An over repetitive dialogue. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, fuck that. Batman hasn't done something remotely Batmanish in like 40 issues. Sure has. Eat, eat a dick, he says. Yeah. Oh, my. On a good note, because I don't want to be as negative as some people, that rhymes with M. I'm going to say a little something about Justice League. I'm actually growing sort of fond of Snyder, Tyne, and Voltron type shit that always seems to happen these days. Snyder comes up with great ideas, strange ideas, and when Tyne kind of does the dialogue, I believe, which is okay. Sometimes. Sometimes the motherfucker gets wordy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's really taking advantage of the explicit. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's more of a positive trend, at least as far as the last few issues Justice League have gone. We didn't like this one. Uh, We already talked about it. Uh, 
at this point in the podcast. Yeah, we're just confused with what is the focus and having problems. And then I went and argued with people in the Slack about it. I recently uh, went back you and kind of skimmed through the last 16 issues. And I got to say that Snyder is doing his best Grant Morrison impression, which has happened since Metal. Metal ended turn, it turned into, from what he said was the popcorn summer movie, into the Grant Morrison deal. And I did say to him, I believe I said to him in a message that I, I want a Scott Snyder book, not a Grant Morrison book. And he didn't like that. I hope we Ooh. get a Rock of Ages level story. Wasn't that that play on Broadway, Rock of Ages? Aaron? It was amazing. Also, uh, I started kind of getting, was that like Rent? Getting uh, resentful that Jim Chung keeps getting credit on these books for doing like two pages of art every other issue. <laughs> so I dug a little and noticed that he is the only guy drawing Starman stuff. And maybe that's the deal. I didn't like how Starman looked. I no. thought it looked like a John Very Romita pencil Jr. heavy. Jim. Yes, it is pencil heavy. You know my triggers. There, my triggers. Pencil heavy art and Eric Shea. Maybe Hi some there. kind of buildup, and, and then possibly also uh, pumping your gas and then going into the Wawa. That's bullshit. Maybe some kind of build up. You're to right. The I'm going to park Jim at the Chunk gas station Starman pump, park. go into a while, come out and then pump my gas. Well, then I would at least assume that you paid at the counter. If no, you didn't, then I I'll did still be not. upset. <laughs> I'll still be upset then, but at least I could assume that. You don't know maybe, what I do, though. You don't maybe know. Maybe just shitty at I'll, I'll watch. Maybe just <laughs> shitty editing. Who knows? Not Dan DeDeal. Anyways, Reggie and the rest of my dudes in the Justice League Dark Club, keep up the good work. All That's right. becoming my favorite segment of the podcast. How dare you? That's <laughs> because I don't say anything. I told you right now. I, I have made the deal. Ethan has convinced me that from now on, Reggie will call you on a Friday night. You Ethan. guys can work that book. Yeah, Ethan's the he's the one who's I'm reading his mail. Eric. Oh, I attention. thought you when you said Ethan, I Keep thought you meant your son, me, son convinced you like, are you just That's talking to your kid son. about this? <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, and uh, now from now on, you guys can get a hold of each other. Maybe Ethan can join in. This is my first email here, but I've been listening for a while, and I like this brand of cynical love. A joke for the road, though. If you see a monkey in a tree jacking off, let it finish. Ethan B., Watkinsville, uh, Georgia. And if you want to go on Twitter, he is Ethan the Face on Twitter. And that is the end of mail section number Thank one. You. We went a little off the rails here. And then I'll tell you, Over with, one, with one contact out, it feels like... I'm having a stroke. It really does. No, no, that's over your body. Over there, over there. I'm gonna slice send the Eric's word, throat. Send the over word there. Over there. He's a jerk. I, I uh, the other day you asked me what my Machine Man songs used to be. Yes. I, I remembered after I dropped you off, but I, I can't sing those. No, no, you Eric, cannot. Eric's Machine Man themes that I used to sing them—they're not appropriate, Eric. But they we're gonna not. go off now to uh, some more books. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Ding sound. Jim rings the bell. Ding sound. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ding sound. Hello and welcome back to the books. Here we go. Finally, a section where I can ding sound because these are your two books. They're two books that we really, really enjoyed the first issues of. 
under pressure. <laughs> I don't know how that song goes. You, you end up with uh, two books that were both number twos. And it's yes. kind of a funny thing. Uh, this Shazam was delayed to kind of make this happen with these number twos. Uh, and you see the delay right away. The cover is a Christmas cover. Uh, now, the, the weird Shazam thing about family it before, with Santa Claus. It's crazy in yeah, Jan- yeah. the end of January. Very odd. Very odd. Uh, the other thing that's odd to me right before we do go into the blurb that I will sound oh. is the idea that this was delayed a month and then when it comes back you don't even get Dale Eaglesham on art so I obviously know. something went wrong where they had to redo the issue he didn't have it like oh, no, it's Marco, not even we, like call up Marco Santucci Dale's I'm out. telling you it's not even like Marco Santucci shows up to finish something like there's nothing did yeah. something go like completely wrong that the dog ate Dale Eaglesham's homework <laughs> I, I don't know what out? happened or was it that they changed something? I, I It's weird to change something in an issue, too. Uh, but, hey, who knows? But what is this that we're talking about, Eric? We are talking about Shazam number King two, Sam. written by Jeff Johns, with art by Marco Santucci, Mike Atea, and Rob Lee. Our Shazam family have found a train in the Rock of Eternity that will take them to the different magical lands that exist. But should they be going off on a jaunt when back at home, Billy's biological father has shown up and is bound to throw both Billy and the rest of the family's lives into drama? Not to mention Dr. Savannah and Mr. Mind are out and about trying to create the monster society of evil. Yes. Uh, I did think that one thing that (laughs) I thought about this. I thought that one thing here is the idea that we had the first issue. And if anybody was going to throw any shade at the first issue, which if you remember, I gave a 9.5. I simply adored it. Uh, Is the idea that you didn't know all of the characters' names maybe by the end. The the Marvel family, the Shazam family there. Uh, And this one seemed like you did get at the beginning a lot of, hey, Freddy, what hey, are you doing, Pedro? Freddy? What's Eugene hey, doing? Hey, Eugene. Up? Oh, yeah. my. What, you, you know what I mean? You did You did get that from the very beginning. It, it kind of, you know, got a little bit less as you went on. But boy, at the beginning, almost like Jeff John's like, you want to know the names? I'm going to tell you the names. <laughs> hey there, Pedro. What are you doing, Pedro? Me, well, even, Pedro? Oh, even I'm doing this. Darla, this. Whole, even when it starts out the whole thing where Billy's by biological father is in the Vasquez house and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We better go see yeah. what the kids are up to. And they go through all the, Freddie, Billy, Mary, That's Darla, what I'm saying. Pedro, yeah. Eugene. And, and it goes right there. They say all the names. Then you go where you're in the Rock of Attorney, where the kids are. Because the big thing that ended the last issue, the, the first issue of the series, was that Billy's biological father supposedly had shown up. I want to talk to, you know, my son, Billy. So while that's going on at home, they're in the Rock of Eternity, and they've found this, you know, the Magic Lands map. So they're dealing with that. You go it's with one of that, those so weird things, too. This- it's like the whole idea after dinner, we're going to go up to our rooms, we're going to do our homework, don't worry. Like... What do their parents check on? Like the whole idea is the Rock of Eternity out of time for whatever thing. I'm just thinking you're about to yeah, go I off think on a is. train to the magical lands, of like for the fun lands for this one. But like, how long are you gone compared to like the whole thing? Because like, I think they're, they're going to play ex- with the idea. Yeah, I hope so. Just not, because the whole be. thing is, it's like the Vasquez is here. They have Billy's biologic father. They're on the phone with social services and all this to try to get to the bottom of this. But when it comes to when they have six foster kids and all of a sudden they all go missing, they start looking like awful foster parents out of nowhere. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, yeah, Billy's uh, dead there. And I like the idea where you do have, you know, the the couple there, the Vasquez, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, is this going to be true? And the, they should have called us and told us he was on their way. And the, the nerve of them saying that if we would realize if, if Billy was our son and he is. And then, yeah, that's messed and then up. That the really father. bothered me just how yeah, much well, of a dick the lady at social services I like the way they said it. And even the, the way that it's tied around, like, well, listen, you know, this happened to me. I remember when my my foster parents, when my biological parents, you know, they were very encouraging. So I want to do that. I think that's setting up for the idea that Billy's like, yeah, fine, whatever you say, but I'm now with them, you know, yeah. the hell with you. But you go in and after this whole Pedro, Darla, Eugene, <laughs> Freddie, then you jump in and they start saying the names within themselves, too. Right. And I will tell you that either Jeff Johns did a good job there. Or the fact that I did know the names enough from last issue to then when I see I did them yell again. Them at you a lot. Well, here's the deal. Like maybe I forgot Pedro. Like after okay. I got done last Pedro's issue, I, your I'm favorite. like, I know the the big guy, you know, yeah. Pedro. Yeah, he is. But I'm just saying in general. Just seeing the name again and then seeing the kids without it being pushed, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I know Pedro. I know Eugene was the, you know, the smart guy. Yeah. Darla was the little girl. And yeah, so I do know them. I know them more than I thought I did. And so going through this, I think I'm down pat with them. The I'm worst really part, good though, with is them that now. While you may know their names, another problem I had with the first issue was showing, you know, the extended Shazam family, what their individual powers are. You may know because well, you read Flash. I don't think Flash they want to show that. too much now. That, I don't think they want to really reveal all of it. You don't get a Shazam at all. You don't oh, get no, any of the kids powered up. I think that they don't want to show you what they are fully yet because we never really did in the first place. We did go and, you know, you're the techno guy, Eugene, and, and Pedro's like, you know, the Darla heavy being hitter. The, the, the speedster of the group and stuff like that. Yeah, you saw yeah. some I mean, I and stuff like know, that. I don't think I it was think, spelled out I, very well. I, I think that they – I don't think Jeff Johns wants you to see them as the Shazam family so much yet. I think he wants you to get to know them as the little kids first and then you go on because it's really push. Ma- Mary is the mother of the group. She's the right. one who's with the rules. I think that he really wants to set that up first. He wants to set up that Freddy's the guy who always wants to have adventure and doesn't like to follow the rules. You have, you know, all these where he's setting that stuff up. I think that then we will see the powers because you don't really get the powers at all this issue. So he is definitely setting up the family before the Shazam family. And I liked it. I actually like them as just kids here. Oh, so do I. I don't really need to see them yet with all their powers. I'm fine this way. And uh, so you do go and you have the Rock of Attorney and they're going to vote like, hey, let's go to these lands. Let's see what's going on. And you are given the idea of a couple of them, including Monsterland. And I just even the idea of it being called that, I don't want to go there. You don't want to go. And it's boarded up as well. So I really don't want to go there. It is funny that you have Monsterland boarded up. I would have thought that you'd have some cool sounding deal obviously they're gonna end up having to go there anyway See, I, I actually um, have to uh i have to go back and check out the first issue because i didn't obviously because i'm talking about it right now but the whole thing when we went to the first time i thought it was one train that took them to different places kind of thing wherever they decided they wanted to go they could program it i don't know how the magical yeah, i don't works think i trains. think the train but was just there and i think multiple trains though that would take you like one's labeled wildlands one's labeled yeah, it dark does lands. seem like that but uh, even in that, I didn't think that you really saw multiple trains. It just was that train that did say, you know, the the wildlands. And then maybe when you get in, it kind of converts into well, where the you're other train that's got like candy that. coming out of it. Like, I wouldn't eat that, Pedro. It says Darklands. It's coming off a freaking yeah, thing. You don't that, want that. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, I think that maybe it's like one of those things that as you go to them, I don't know. It's it's magic. So I, right. I don't know how it works. But yeah, I like that there's candy uh, on the ground coming out of the train from under. And there's Pedro like, yeah, Pedro, I, I wouldn't eat that. Eugene's like, hey, it's called d- don't the eat that. Lands. It's called Knock the Darklands. And it's spilling out from under a train. You, you don't, don't want do to eat that. And he's like. There's candy everywhere, but you, you kind of start to, to learn stop me from a little candy. bit of these guys. Now they're going to head off to, you know, into the magic lens. And in the meantime, the you have Dr. Savannah, you have Dr. Savannah. And while they're going, uh, Freddie's like, look at this. It looks like Disneyland on steroids. This is going to be awesome. And they're, <laughs> they're going to go off. And you do have Dr. Savannah. Then he's there at the doctors. And you're like wondering because then you find out with this is a pretty cool deal where you even see his glowing eye that nobody oh, yeah. seems to really pay attention to. But you also have Mr. Mind in his ear telling him about all these people, all these magic people, all these plans. And it is screwed up that they're at the doctor because they have to get the tongue of a healer. Well, that's I'm the like, thing. Is that, it like the mad disgusting. poet seems to be the, this, this, uh, you know, monster that they're trying to pull out and become, you know, yeah. the mad, like they're the monster society of evil and stuff like that. And he has the book of monsters here, which has Mr. Mind in it, which I thought was when it was fell to the ground and opened up to Mr. Mind and it gave you a full you double page spread of who Mr. Mind is. I'm like, Oh, that's great. I like that a lot. And the whole yeah, idea that, that is a cool they way. have to go around and they have to make these sacrifices like the tongue of a healer to get the mad poet that they want for their group. But, yeah. While I thought all of this is cool, if you did not read those Justice League backups, which spelled out Billy Batson's origin story and Dr. Savannah here, where this is a direct no. continuation of where we left off, where at the end, Dr. Savannah, you know, he's been touched by the magic now. He found Mr. Mind. Direct continuation from that. I don't think they did a good enough job telling you who Dr. Savannah is for this whole thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think that they're going to get to that as well. I don't think it's just going to be left there. I think that right now, if you haven't read those, it's supposed to be more of a mystery than it is with us. You know, who Dr. Savannah is, you read those back up. Yeah. We know Mr. Mind. I think that this is one of those things that I would like to talk to somebody who has no idea who they are and what they think of this. I think that that people who are reading this fresh and, you know, without anything behind, uh, have read before i think they're looking at it as a oh this stuff just wanted this is a mystery i wonder who this is and this this worm and is in his ear that mr mine you read the <laughs> little so deal creepy. and boy it's talking about it is and now now they're grabbing the i think the big point isn't just knowing who dr savannah is yet it's that they're going around and i could say that if it wasn't dr savannah and this was a new character and it was a mystery i think that'd be kind of exciting to wonder who this is and well, i think that that's where they'd go with it's a weird thing too for the Dr. Savannah part, like where they actually, you know, the book falls and you see the whole big, like I said, the big spread page of yeah. Mr. Mind and stuff like that. It talks about how the, you needed the combined might of, you know, Achilles, Solomon, Hercules, all the people yeah. that make up, you know, the Shazam power. And at the end, and an exclamation point, which I assume would this mean, you know, Shiz- the wizard Shazam, you can't say the name. That's why it's just an exclamation point. So it's weird to me that you have these six champions. We talk about the six yeah. champions now who are our Shazam family. And by the yep, end, when you have King family. Kid show up talking about how he's the mysterious seventh champion. He's I'm like, the seventh well, that's, champion. that's a weird thing because each of these children are endowed with the – I can't say – the specific power of these individual champions where, you know, Shazam yeah. makes up all of them kind of thing. But it just seemed weird that this King Kid out of nowhere, like for – even though if you just read this whole Mr. Mind book, it took all of these champions and he's saying he's the mysterious seventh. I'm like, well, no, that was the wizard Shazam. Yeah, I think he's lying. I, of course, I think I'm it's an outright lie. But yeah, it I'm just saying like that a him weird showing up from where it spells it out and then like, you know, oh, I'm that seventh guy. 
All right. Well, that's why I think they spelled it out because then you're like, oh, you you think that, oh man, what's this going to go? And this is a weird family deal. And then you'll just find out that he's lying because he's not, and he's trying to control. We'll have to see the weird thing that I thought that they even mentioned as they go to this Funland deal, and you do have people there. So that was odd. You, you know, Crazy oh my god, kids you know, there's all these kids going, and then at one point you do have this kid running away from a birthday cake, and he's like, no, get away from it. me, no. I don't want to do this. And they're like, man, what's going on? Everybody loves. Kids. Cake, and there's the start of a mystery of I'm just I would telling guess you, that though, these people are I, you know I'm prisoners. With, I'm with my foster like brothers and sisters, or if I'm just with my friends, I make a trip to the Funlands, and I see a little clown man walking down yeah, a dark staircase at me to, like, yeah. to welcome me. I'm like, oh, he's I'm out. funky Let's go looking. Back. Plus, we all the go things back. like. I'm out. Any time that you would see anything like that looking clown there, it's in a horror movie and nothing goes right. Also, when you go there, you end up in this fun land and it does. I mean, you have loop-de-loop-de-loop-de-loop roller coasters going on. And then like one of the kids, even the kid when they first open up and there's, if you look, there's kids that are in different ages. Like, I mean, some of the kids look like newsies. Others look like us. So it does look like maybe they're there and I wouldn't even be, it wouldn't make me that surprised if they... They are there and some magic is making them keep enjoying this. And by this point, they're exhausted and want to get the heck out. I would you never see, I know, separate. Hey, That's the thing that drove me nuts. Mary's being a Mary about this whole thing. Yeah. Let's just separate for an hour. We'll all meet back in my eh, guys. Why separate? To stick together? There's no we're, reason we're, to separate. We're magical. I know it's called the fun lands, but come on. Yeah. You, you know, some monkey paw stories here. You don't want to. I'm telling you. Yeah. If anything, they have watched Disney movies or whatever it is. This looks exactly like Pleasure Island and Pinocchio. Everybody turned to the yeah. jackasses there. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Just stick together yeah. and like check things out if you want to and get back to the trade in an yeah, hour. I think King I think King Kid is a bit of a jackass. That's what we'll find Ooh. out. But yeah, we'll see the the deal. But yeah, they separate, they're going around, everybody's having a fun time and whatever. But yeah, you have that weird deal with get away from me. I don't want that. I don't want that. Like, oh, man, no. well, what's up with that kid? You know, everybody loves the cakes. And in the meantime, we do have Dr. Savannah then where this doctor comes in and like, let me see what, and I'm thinking to my, in my mind, like the, the doctor's going to check your ear, Savannah, what, what's going to go on? There's a, you know, Mr. Mind I was there. hoping it was but the no. eye doctor. Yeah, he ends up there. Yeah, really. And he ends up there because uh, Mr. Mine has told Savannah to go and grab that tongue. We need the tongue healer, of a medicine man uh, for con- the spell, yeah, Savannah. To, to continue on. And I thought that was cool. But yeah, by the end of this, it's a very, very quick read. I yeah. mean, you get the idea you're not getting any Shazam family. You're getting the, you know, the kids you're not having any sort of magical transformation but i said i didn't mind i like seeing them as kids it's very quick i I thought the dr savannah mr mind thing was cool enough Uh, but everything in the second issue and my mind is just it's all setting up the mystery that we're going to continue on that's the thing is Uh, i I got afraid by the whole thing just because you know we've got all the kids now and they're often you know exploring the magical lands back at home we got billy's biological father hanging out waiting for him to show up wherever the hell you know wherever the the Vasquez's are awful foster exactly. because they don't know where everybody is. And now – and then we got you know the Monster Society of Evil getting formed by Mr. Mind. I'm like this is the second issue. We are jam-packed full of stuff here and I'm afraid that not everything's going to have the proper time it needs for the amount of stuff that they're shoving well, into each issue. Here's the weird thing about it is too – if you're sitting there, we're reading it. Yes, it was it was delayed a month. Uh, we didn't get the regular artist on this. I, I like the art. I'm not saying anything so about the art. I think I Marco Santucci really does a great it. job in this. 
The other issue is you started out the series with a backup that showed you more about the characters of there. This doesn't have a backup. Now it no. does have a it does have a Wonder Twins backup that shoved I, in. I don't but like that backup. I, was it supposed to have a backup originally? And now they just are like, boy, we have to get this out because having a second issue, you have a big issue. Number one, Shazam. People have been begging for a Shazam book for six years or longer, and now all of a sudden you have it, and then you have to delay the second issue. Then it's not even the regular artist on a number two. And right. now you had set up that the number one had a backup that we really liked. Sure did. That was a Darla slash Mary type deal that we really, you know, more of Mary, but still. And and Freddie, Darla was at the very end. But uh, it, now all of a sudden you end up with nothing. You didn't have a backup. Were we supposed to get one? Were we supposed to get more of maybe Pedro and Eugene, which maybe. would have really helped out going forward? But we will never know, probably. But yeah, something is a little amiss here. Something does seem a little off in my mind. And this issue, all of a sudden, where you are setting up some things, it does seem like maybe it's like, well, let's just do this one. Not much will happen so that we can catch up, maybe. I I don't know. I still liked it a lot. My score is still high. Um, But it didn't see it didn't have the you know the pizzazz that that first one did the gravitas uh, because like you said you don't have them showing their powers now you don't have right. you know all of a sudden savannah is there so there are some weird things going on but yeah by the end you do have kid kid uh, uh king, king kid, kid. Yes. i want to say king candy uh, <laughs> so from uh, half the time. from wreck it ralph yeah, yeah, kid, kid, he looks cool. He shows up there, does so he, I, I'm excited cool to, to see what goes. I think he does. I would like to be King Kid with that blue hair. He looks pretty cool. He's sitting there like a badass with that cane. And the thing uh, is, too, but yeah, I want to see what's going on. The first time, I, I like obviously I don't trust King Kid, the leader of the fun, the king of the yeah, fun land, yeah. stuff like that. But I'm looking at him like, oh, he looks like you know he's got you know candy cane stockings on, a king's robe. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I'm looking. You at see the, his uh, little uh, his necklace. Oh, I'm saying the SS on that? there? Yeah. I'm it like, looks like that... it's a Hitler deal, but I think exactly. it's supposed to be lightning bolts, but it does seem like it's I don't know. Hitler I just deal. see the SS. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this I kid's a Nazi. I don't trust this kid at all. I like his blue hair. Nazis don't go for blue hair, so I don't think it's Nazi symbols. What's in the fun lands they do? What did you give it? I gave Can't this really. issue a eight out of 10 because I still really enjoyed the issue. I'm having fun. Yeah. I just thought some of the things were weird where like the amount of stuff that we're jam packing in there. I'm really afraid that yeah. things are going to get left behind or not get enough panel play because of the amount of story that Jeff Johns wants to tell right away. Well, right now I'm having a good time. And I think that Marco Santucci did a hell of a job jumping into the second issue I think he and did making too. this look amazing. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I like the art. It, it's not as good as the Dale Eaglesham, but it may be just – and it may be as good. It's just different. Yeah. I really like that first issue. But, hey, if the guy can't get the second issue done, you got to have somebody do it. Can't and it I think door. he does a really good job. I'm giving it an 8.5. Nice. Uh, again, I give the first one a 9.5. This is a little down to me. I give the first me, one a 9. I realize that I know – the characters. Yeah. I like to see them as kids before we get all of their powers, because once you get the powers and they're the, the I'm going to think that we're going to be a lot of Shazam family instead of the kids. Uh, so I don't mind taking a little time here and seeing how they are. Uh, but it, it just seemed like something was a little bit missing here on this number two. And maybe it was the backup. Maybe it was that some things were going to be bigger, but something happened. Something happened between one and now that they change whatever. I, I wonder what it is. Uh, For so some we'll reason, whatever see. it is, I feel like Jeff Johns has had all these stories 
in the tank or written well, since 2013. True, but just imagine if the second issue originally had something that was really going to pay off in issue five that they already had written, and then that, but that ends up being something you can't do anymore. Now you got to rewrite all of them, so you have to end up can't you know? Hey, while while you know Sanducci's doing number two, Dale, you have to do three and four, you know, something like that. Right. That it might not just be this issue that was the problem. It may be down the line that it, the lead up has to be changed and something like that. So well, I, I saw the Paulie P in the Slack check was having a problem because you know he's reading Just League Dark right now, and we have the whole big deal going on in the DC universe where magic the, is all magic. messed up, yeah. and like, like and maybe where does that this is fit into this into whole that. thing? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Right now, I'm considering this a direct continuation of where we left off in 2013. So it didn't really bother me because of the continuity aspect, just because of where we were in that story before. Maybe yeah, I don't lead, know. You know. Because of the way, though, with with that, though, then you're you're really counting on people knowing that. And you're not starting out with Philadelphia 2015 to at least give people an idea that it's not in the current timeline right now. So right. I think they're trying to play it all around. Now, I just think that maybe Polly P's right that by by issue six, there was going to be something that would have happened that, like you said, maybe Jeff Johns had the story in mind before JLD or before the source wall broke or before yeah. even his doomsday clock. All this stuff that would have tied in that isn't now and you have to fix it. But there's that trickle down effect that's something that you have to fix in issue five. You may have started setting up in two, three and four. They have to change those as well. But, yeah, something went wrong. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I still liked it. I still am I. fully on board. I still like it. It gives me a smile. Me too. And this one just I, – I, it, it's such a quick read that by the end, I know how much I like this because it's one of the few books that when it's over, I'm like, boy, I wish that we had more. And that's when I realized, like, oh, man, I really like those backups from last <laughs> issue. And now when, when Dale Eaglesham comes back, that wasn't Dale Eaglesham art on the backup no. either. So when the, you get the number three, if a backup suddenly reappears in that, then I'll be like, yeah, something really went yeah. funky with this to change it. But I'm still on board and I'm still on board with so the next I. issue. Uh, I just I'm starting. To, I, I have worries, but go with it, Eric. Freedom Fighters, number two, written by Robert Venditti with art by Eddie Barrows. <laughs> Ever Ferreira, there or were you just <laughs> Adriano Lucas? I think and we, we have Bennett. an awful delay right now. The go, new Freedom Fighters I, have I, made themselves known, and now they have to survive Adolf Hitler Jr.'s ratsy war machine so that they can continue to inspire hope and show the people that the American dream isn't dead. Is that it? Are you done? I'm I done. think we have like maybe a five-second delay. Maybe. Because I'm talking to you, and you know, we have some issues. But there we go. My issue is – is that I am getting worried about Robert Venditti. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you if you know what Robert Venditti has recently written, he has Hawkman, right? That yeah. book seems to tread water after sure a little. Does. And they, they always, these things start off big. Sure Like does. you are fired up and then it treads water. You also have Damage. That book has been treading water a lot. You also have how Jordan the Green did, Lantern did it ever not Ooh, tread wait, water? Did that tread water? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of his writing, he's very, very deliberate with treading water. It seems. And why in the second issue do I feel like it's already treading well, water? I, is, I'm you still know, on board. I was really on board with the first issue, but the whole thing is by the end of this because this issue essentially is one giant fight scene between the new Freedom Fighters. And a giant yeah. robot monster, you know, a freaking iron giant. But uh, 
the thing is, I really feel like I even said the last issue. I don't think we got enough of the original Freedom Fighters. I think no. the first issue should have been all about the original ones. And this one, for what we get here, it should have been the end of last issue. And this whole fight scene, it could have been one issue and it could have gotten us the same uh, exact thing while giving us yeah, more I, of yeah. the original Freedom I Fighters. I mean, here's the deal. What I would like if we're going to do, you know, a little script doctoring, Eric, and, and some editor Shay. Uh, I would have liked, if you're going to do that, I would have liked a panel by panel uh, kind of versus deal of you see the original Freedom Fighters going about the Ratsies back in the day while this fight scene goes on with the new one. So I can even sit there and go, okay, that was the original Human Bomb that did that. Here's the neat new Human Bomb and kind of go vice versa with them so I can go, okay, now I understand what the original Human Bomb was and what the the uh, the new one is. And then you get all of these going down. I would have liked that to end with then the combined of the original freedom fighters being just you know being captured and killed to where they're fighting back now and saying we're back baby and everybody goes but yeah this this second issue here it really seemed like you i mean i still enjoyed it i love the art i oh, yeah. like I the idea I, and, but what happens in my mind is robert venditti is a guy who it's the idea of the series. Now, again, the, he should not have pacing problems at all. This is a 12-issue maxi series. You have a definitive start, and you got to get your story done. But I start to worry already at this issue that he has a six-issue story, and we're going to start to have, like, the next issue will be really big. And then after that, we'll kind of, you know, tread water a little. And then a big one, because this issue just didn't seem like what happened needed a full issue to have. It was a big uh, old fight. Even the whole I thing love is- the idea of the freedom fighters being back a new yeah, incarnation. Cool. I love the Ratsies. I love that you have a Nazi you Mecca. I, I yeah, Nazi Mecca is crazy. That is really cool. Hawkman, the book, and the idea that you're going to get a redone origin, that is, you know, huge. That's cool. That's something I want to see. And then we get into it, and then I'm like, well, you know, everything isn't exactly the coolest that I thought. And I'm worried that this is what is going to be this, that the idea is going to end up being way cooler than the actual issues because this issue is down in my mind, uh, especially compared to an awesome first issue that I loved. I, well, the I thing loved is, the, I actually gave this a bit of a pass just because, like I said, this is the second issue. You just have these Freedom Fighters, these new ones, at the end of the first issue. I think this whole thing of having this giant fight scene throughout the second issue is like, all right, let's show them what the team can do together and what they like their power set is and everything like that. So I think it goes on a little bit too I long. I thought some of that was a little confusing. Really? I actually was a little confused by the point where, you know, you have the things. And now we're talking where we just talked about Shazam, where I know Eugene. Like I may not know, but I know the characters when I see them. I don't right now, if you quiz me, I've read these issues. I couldn't pretty much name the Freedom Fighters. I probably would miss one, not know one right. I, I really am not that invested in this team, let alone know that who they really are. You know, who are they? You know, who is the human bomb? And right, who, right. who is this? I I'll really say, you, don't know you the don't team You don't know yet. who the human bomb is or who all these no, people I'm saying, are. I probably wouldn't have even said Doll Woman. I probably really? would have forgotten Doll Woman if I would have went. And I, I would have been like, is one of them Phantom girl it's phantom lady, lady. Yeah. i just I, i'm telling you i don't know them enough because in this thing you get the placard 
Black Condor carries the weight of the world on his wings. And then they're just fighting. And it's just basically like, do this, do that. All right, Condor, did you get it? Boom. All right. And I didn't get much of a story progression that I can grab onto and say like, man, that was a really cool line by Phantom Lady. Or that was really awesome what Black Condor did. By the end, if you ask me, I'd be like... Well, they, they kind of took down a mecha who kind of got up and then they took him down again. And the Ratsies and Adolf, you know, Adolf Jr.'s pissed. Well, I, I guess, really too, it seems like, it seems like they were going counting on. on the war machine showing up and facing off against them. Because, like, not only is the idea, like, we're going to show the American people what it's like to, you know, have hope again. The Freedom Fighters are back. But it yeah. seems that they also wanted this so Doll Woman could go inside and download information from the war machine yeah, yeah. for further, yeah, they you got, know, I, And, yeah, I mean, I'm reading it. I know that. But I don't care yet. I really like I think that what he's relying on fully is the idea that everybody hates Nazis. So you're getting like Nazis are bad. This is what we're doing. I don't care about this Freedom Fighters team yet. I really don't. I have no reason to be invested in them or really care except for the fact that the Nazis rule America. Right. That's all I got. I don't care if Black Condor died in this issue. I would not care one bit because I don't know him or what he's doing. I don't really care yet. And we're two issues in and I really have no invest. I have no investment in the team. I have the investment of, you know, the story with the Ratsies and things and right. Mecca and stuff like that and the cool art. But I really don't and really bringing have, Uncle Sam you know, be- back to life, waking him up. But even that, though, you barely get that in this. It's more of just like, let's bring down a Mecca and get the Ratsies pissed. I want more of Uncle Sam. I want to see that, but this is more of let's just inspire people. But then by the end, they're like, yeah, I'm, once they start celebrating, you know, you have people yeah. going to the streets. They're, they're ridiculous. You got the what posters coming down. We, let's bring them back. Believe. We just had a kid almost get taken away because he was throwing a baseball. <laughs> and now in that same neighborhood, they're there. Hey, yeah, America. All right. Yeah. I'm like, don't, don't run back inside. You are <laughs> going to be in trouble, which you see, because then Nazi ratsy plastic man is there, you know, to bring some people down. But yeah, I want to know where I think that the blue tracer is cool, the, but I want to know ship, how yeah, they the had that and what they did. I mean, that just shows up. And so with that, I'm not invested in the team at all. Well, that, that's I don't the, know that's anything the funniest about, part about it. it because you have a bunch of people like, you know, the, uh, the secret police coming in and like they start getting out like, you know, grab all these people, send them the re-education for all this nonsense. And, yeah. you know, our freedom fighters go and take out these, as they call them, jackboots. And as the pilot, yeah. who I'm not sure who the pilot is, which it did bother me a little bit, but the pilot said, look, I intercepted some ratsy comms. They're on board jackboots. Yep. We got to get out of here. And then like, all right, freedom fighters are back. Drop the payload of, you know, posters. Make a believe, hope. I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. all these people after you leave are getting taken away. They're dead. <laughs> Yeah, they're dead. You you pretty much signed their execution. Now, I'll tell you, just it, it just ends up because we just talked about Shazam and where you said like, hey, I, I really want to know, you know, their powers. Like right. you have Eugene. We saw a little. We saw that Darlene, she's the speedster. speedster yeah, yeah. In this, in this, I want to know the people. I, I'm not invested in a guy just because he yells, I'm Black Condor. I don't have any sort of invest. So maybe both of these issues could take a little cue from the other because, yeah, you get there. And that's the, the weirdest thing, too, is you end up with a human bomb, right? Right. And we get to see his power set, but yeah, I kind of could have figured out Human Bomb's power set because I know the other Human Bomb. You, you're relying on these being these new versions of things. So give me 
that the person behind the hero, Eric, I need to be invested in these people. I need to know that Black Condor's dad was a guy who ended up getting killed by the Ratsies because originally he was going to do say, you know, I'm making this up. But this is what I need to know so that when something happens or when they do something, I know their motivation besides the idea of they're, they're Nazis and we're going to kill them. We want America back. That I get. But I need something to really grab onto. Well, I so think I he need to do this gigantic – Spl- I'm sorry. I think you're going to get that coming up. I think this was just that big gigantic yeah, splash yeah. because we needed to wake up Uncle Sam, who's been gone. You know, he's been gone yeah. since you know America lost. The people stopped having hope, stopped believing in the American dream, and that's what he's fueled on the American spirit. So, like the whole thing here is waking him up, getting him back. So, because we can't have a freedom fighters team without the spirit of America by our yeah, side. Yeah, but like leading I said, us. the American spirit. This may be 30 people cheering. This isn't the full America. This is just one street. It looks like that they're getting these flyers uh, plus plastic men's now they're going to you know attack so i I wouldn't think that this is man yeah yeah, I don't. I don't think that this would be the thing that you just get one street of people there who are going to be all fired up that would get back all of the spirit. I think that this is where Venditti is the guy who treads water. We're going to have four issues of getting the spirit back, and I do believe that I did. I think it's like issue five or six that uh-huh. the solicit just came out. The solicit points that he ain't back yet. And that's, you know, halfway through this. So with this, I need more of the people, not just, hey, doll woman, let's go. I I need to know why she's there, what she's doing, why she decided to be that or why Black Condor took up the mantle of that. What made him be the one who goes? And then all of a sudden from the first issue of the, hey, you can't play baseball, no baseball allowed. (laughs) That's an awful German accent (laughs) to now People seeming to be like, all right, heroes. Yeah, they're all out here. Like, okay. Because you even start with like, some are too young to remember. Some are too old that they forgot. Whatever. I understand. But I'm getting like some weird deals with this that I'm not invested in. And I need to be invested in the characters more than just the concept because the concept's awesome. I love it. I love every bit of that concept. I need now these people in the know. And yeah, we might get that uh, later. I'm sure we will. But this is the point where when we say we get three issues to be in, I'm still in. But I I wonder if some people are just like, well, this is just another one of these alt-universe type stories. And I don't really know the characters and I'll go. But the art's great. I love the idea of it. So my score is still high. I'm just oh, starting to worry that it, things are rushing through this. One of my but favorite things it? at the end, though, after they drop down the posters and they leave and everybody's like, ah, the heroes are back. You see a kid grab a flyer. It's the end of the issue. And he grabs a hold of it. And you see the, you know, Uncle Sam, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. He walks in and like, hey, kid, where are you going? Don't you see the heroes are back? And it just really reminds me of that scene in Terminator 2 where, you know, the T-1000 yeah. is like, you know, John Connor's foster mother. And all of a sudden, you, she just flicks her wrist. How's Wolfie? I'm telling you. when <laughs> Then you see the blade extended out and through the, the foster yep. father's That's what the, I, yeah. I really wish for through some reason. Milk. You see this guy wrapped up by the plastic man who's in disguise. You wanted to see that. I wanted to be more like T-1000. I wanted but you know what? It was enough like T-1000 where I actually got really hyped at the end. Just the idea, too, that – these plastic men are still out and about, you know, since 19, like, what is it, what, 62 when the, everything went down? Yeah. Like, maybe it was the end of the 40s. I forget what they said in the first issue, but what year was. But the plastic men, these are some imposing guys. And at, scary at the one point, the year was the, the year and the date was the in uh, when Kennedy got shot. It was okay. one of the bigger dates that they did show. So that's like 62. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm still enjoying it. I think that maybe one of the problems is, is like, why did they like to me 
giving people this, hey, uh, you know, you're going to tell a story. What's the story? I think that they are very enamored with these maxi series now. And I hope that by the end of this, it, it pays off that you got 12 issues instead of yeah. it being six issues of story and six issues of treading water to get to the 12 yeah, issue maxi series. I, and I really hope that I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that a lot of these things, these stories, you, you have why they end up at, you know, Marvel's a little different with five issues, but even when you have arcs and trades they are six issues for a reason it seems and a reason to that has been you know for a while now that a lot of them have this kind of way they make these six issues into the full story now you add that extra one to get another trade and it just seems like you know some things end up missing and i think that this issue could have been done in four pages uh because of the whole idea you're getting a lot of stuff that's just i mean at one point we did it we we knocked him out oh no he's up up again i'm like really (laughs) like you were just gonna rinse and repeat here the robot's doing the rocky i didn't hear no bell yeah, yeah, really. Uh, ding, ding. And then I want more. I'm telling you, I want more of Adolf Hitler the second. I want more of the Ratsy side as well. I want to see a lot of the, like, I want more character work, not just the concept. Please Good, don't I'm hang your head on the concept. Sound, Jim I need I want more. more Adolf Hitler. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, really. I'll go back where you ended up saying you wanted more Nazis <laughs> the uh, yeah. during the uh, multiversity. Yeah. No, I said uh, I wanted more no, Hitler too. I, I, yeah, yeah. I want more character work. I Like I said, I, I can only repeat myself so many times, Eric. I, I do all the time. But the concept is great, and I'm so on board with it. I need the next step. I need to be invested in the characters in this. And right now, I'm not. Now, we're only at the second issue. That's why, yeah. again, I'm saying all this. My score isn't, you know, a two. You'll you'll see it's a 2.5, Eric. No, it's, oh. it's way higher. You, you know, I'm just pointing out something that's starting to worry me, like we're seeing in a lot of Robert Venditti's, you know, series and stuff like that. But what did you give it? I gave this issue a 7.8 out of 10 because I love the art. I just thought that the fight went on way too yeah. long for what we're given in this issue. Well, like you said, you want to hear, see more about who the Freedom Fighters are, but instead we got a double extended fight scene that took way too long. And I only got hyped by the end with the idea that, okay, Uncle Sam's awake now yeah. and the, you know, the SS plastic men are out and about. I'm still on board for the next issue. I just thought this was a down from where we were last issue for what I was expecting to get. Yeah. I agree. And I think I think maybe we both – what did you give the last issue? What did you give the first issue? I believe I gave Do that one remember? an 8 or an 8.5. Because, yeah, I think I gave it a 9 on the podcast. It seems – in my mind, I think I gave it a 9. This one I'm giving a 7.5. I'm just a little bit lower than you. I just – these are the things I worry about that I want to you know, stress. But I still – the concept still got me. I'm still fully on board. I still, if I'm buying this, I'm still buying it. I just am starting to see that I need a little teeny bit more to keep me going. And I'm worried. And and one of the things would be, let's see Uncle Sam. And I'm guessing that in my mind, of my dummy mind, you're going to spend six issues bringing him back. And then the second half, the other six issues will be him then with the Freedom Fighters fighting the Razzies. I think that's how I I think that would be. Three out of ten. Okay. Okay. So you're not even that far, you know, down from it. Yeah. I think that I, I still think down. I gave it a nine, eight, five, nine, something like that. But yeah, I, I think that it's set up. You get six issues to get Uncle Sam, then the other six issues to fight the Ratsies. I'm fine with that. Let's take but it back. Please don't, 
don't use a whole issue to just fight. I, I don't need that. I want to know the people, you know, have them. And, and maybe from here you go back to the base and they talk. And that, that's what I want. We'll see. And then people will hate it because it'll be like, oh, man, this is a down issue of them talking. I actually want that right now. Like we had with the Shazam family. I'm glad right. now because now I know all of them and I, I love them as as kids as well. So we'll see uh, the deal. But that is it for the second section of books, Eric. And uh, we're going to go off now to some more mail yo it's mail call it is the best podcast a week even though Shay is such a freak I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim and I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode first I'll hear mail with Jim Here we are with mail section number two, and we're going to start with Walt Gator, who says, hello, jam and eggs. Eric, I think you're eggs. Damn right I'm eggs. (laughs) I'm jam, Eric, because I jam on. I'm your jam. I'm everybody everybody in the Get Fresh crew. (laughs) Currently on vacation in Disney World, and I'm a guy who likes few things in life. Two of them are my comics and my TV shows, which are mainly comic book TV shows. When I have a limitation on phone usage, it is a struggle, Eric. Can only use phones mainly in rooms and on a bus. When waiting for food or waiting in line, some people, his girlfriend, thinks it's rude and antisocial to be on the phone, even if it is just listening to a podcast. It's I the can best thing well is, multitask. I agree, but I really don't want anybody to start talking to me instead of looking at their phone. No. Like, I would just sit there like this. Look at this asshole. Just looking at his phone yeah, like a goddamn zombie. The funniest thing is, I'm the, the worst, too, me, though. Oh, my God. Don't look I'm at me. Worst, don't talk to me. I'm thinking about, like, what is this girlfriend pissed off at? He doesn't want to talk to strangers in line, but <laughs> it means her. <laughs> I thought that she was out of the equation. My girlfriend is Italian, and they oh. like to say Spend almost an hour at the time after they eat dinner just talking. Oh, oh those Italians, Eric. Torture, <laughs> he says. I just want to walk around. I think that might be a lot of people, but hey, uh, Italians. Eh, Go Italians. in the parks, read some comics. I, us Germans, Eric, we just like to get done and then you punch somebody in the face and walk away. Or watch Weird. some of my shows instead. I usually get all my books finished by Thursday. Unfortunately, this week I'm only half done. Thankfully, it's a short week and only have 14 books. Really wish that all of Bendis' new book line was part of DC's own Ultimate Universe. Me as I well. I know I sound like a broken record. Uh, most people don't know what that is anymore, Eric. But you should do so much with a Naomi. She could get a popularity like Miles Morales. I'm on the fence about Naomi as of now. Enjoy issue one, but I fear that Bendis will fuck it up. I, I just want to know more about her and her friends that that's Everything. all i want very curious to see where i stand after the first arc also read batman and wow finally seeing more and more people come to the realization that tom king is doing a shitty job uh, i i'll give you the thing right now i don't oh, think he's doing a shitty job i i don't think he's doing a shitty job i, I just think that people are he's doing a job that his writing style is tending to feel stale he's doing the same thing he's always done 
it, it really hasn't changed. So people getting upset about it, I just think they need something different. He needs to go to a different book, get the spark again of maybe a Mr. Miracle that people loved. I didn't, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, I think he's been on the book too much and he doesn't have much to say about it and, and just keeps going. Other realization I had this week in the books was why I am liking Sideways more and more now when it's getting canned. That damn first arc scared too many potential future buyers away, Eric. Where's Tempest Fugin at when we need him? Now have to find time to watch the rest of my shows and like seven or eight podcasts. Thanks for letting me vent on here. Keep up the good work. I should probably finish this up. My girlfriend is giving me the evil eye for being on the phone. Have a great day. Remember, if someone ever tells you that money doesn't buy happiness, laugh at their face because it does. And then punch them. And then steal their money. Yeah. Brandon is next. Thanks, Walkator. I hope you Thanks, enjoyed Walker. your vacation. Next is Brandy. Take me next time. Brandy needs a vacation. That guy just got two foot of snow. He said that <laughs> it, he said he got two foot of snow, <laughs> but it, his girlfriend was looking to get three to four inches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sup, dirty. No, no, no. Sup, fellas. He says the kid's birthday up, party is this week. So we're taking her and some of her friends to Sky Zone. For a while Saturday and having a party for. It's one of those fun time places that you run around and yell things. Couple things here, you know. Run around and yell things. Uh, What is that like a McDonald's play place? Nah, I'm sure you play a little laser tag, you do a little uh, ski ball. Why is it called Sky Zone? That's just what they call it to make it seem fancy. I don't know. Maybe it's something that you go in and you hang glide and do some parachuting. I don't know. A couple things here. Sky Zone is one of those trampoline parks there. Ah. See? We stepped on the lead. I I have seen one of those Where you just bounce around for X amount of time with a bunch of other nonsense lingering around. They seem dangerous to me for some reason. They all are. Any trampoline is a death trap. (laughs) I'm telling you, if one of these nightmares of Batman isn't him at a trampoline park, I don't know what's going on. I met two people whose dads both died from trampoline-related accidents. I, I so wanted terrible. the wrong turn to go through with getting a yeah, trampoline he was going to get a trampoline. I told him. Christmas. I said, no, I, I love you, wrong turn. You're going to die. We, we should not his kid. Let him just him. do it. We should have just let him do it. I'm telling you, his girl... My girl. She, she, girl. she can't get it through the door, Eric. She's going she's gonna to bounce that motherfucker to fucking Saturn. <laughs> he ain't never coming back. Well, one kid <laughs> stepped on the party. So we have this leftover pass. Oh, I wish I was near Buffalo. Oh. Now my daughter has convinced herself she wants me to use the pass and jump with them. Oh, that'd be so nice. And it sucks. What, I, wait a minute. I you you didn't plan on jumping with your kid? Damn right. I think that everybody can. This is open deal. This isn't like a bouncy fucking house at the park. This is a no, full no, out No, no, I'm thing. saying, though, it seems that, like, you know, he hasn't actually, like, he didn't get himself a no, pass, no, he so he couldn't do jump. It. He's a goddamn adult. He's just going to yeah. sit and watch. Poor McKenna is a dad. He, he doesn't like getting involved. That's, that's why that's why anytime the guy turns on the mic to record she's always there she's begging for his attention she he never gives it if oh they unleash God, me in a dark. trampoline park full of kids one of two things are happening one some little kid will annoy the piss out of me and i want to body uh-huh, check uh-huh. the shit out of them in no an environment what. that can't really get to hurt in so i won't be able to beat the shit out of a kid <laughs> number two if i do this i'm so about to blow out one of my awful knees so yeah, god no, no, damn 
sense. bad that even modern science won't be able to save it. Awful, yeah, awful yeah. Niece. Long story short, just wish me luck. I wonder if his face hurts or have bail money ready. I actually come to think of it, that's just a standard night out in Buffalo. I'll be fine. That is true. When you go out in Buffalo, you make sure that there's a, a designated driver is just the guy who's not as drunk, but also right. you make sure you all pull together bail money before you go out. Quick because points Because obviously here. one of these people is going to go into a back alley and beat the shit out of a kid. Yeah, this yeah. one seems that, to happen in Buffalo. Yeah, that happens. Also, if you end up crashing and wrecking, it, it looks better than it did before. So people sure might does. actually give you a little benefit. But now we all know I'm not reading any of Bendis's current output of God knows how many titles he's decided to drop or put his name on that make nobody any money but himself. But I have to ask anyway, what the hell is this guy's obsession with teenage characters? Anyone else notice this? Hey, where are all the young kids at, Eric? Ever since Ultimate Spider-Man, where What's he Jim's generally obsession? did a pretty good job, he just goes back to the into his grab bag of stock teenage characters pulling a new one out every time every third year or so while i generally yeah. don't have a huge problem with new teenage characters at the hands of bendis they basically have become interchangeable i do agree with that a bit and he gets lazier every time if naomi isn't a ripoff of reary character from marvel well then i guess about? i have one's to get my Spider-Man, eyes one's an iron lady yeah you know, they're completely yeah. different yeah. And one's, one's a mystery a, girl one's a jessica jones my lasik <laughs> has gone bad i mean he isn't even trying She's Eye. Plus his other books. What's the other eye, though? Are just half-assed. <laughs> open to the public. <laughs> continuations of things he worked at at one point in time. Anyway, so it's nothing really new. To top it all off, it's always the same back and forth in every book. He has teenagers in. I said that I thought that I was marketing. I was kind of uh, copywriting what I like to call the stepladder dialogue tree, Eric. Nobody went with it. That's how it looks on the page. It's like a ladder. You and your stepladders. Yep. And if he thinks people talk talk like this because he listens to his kids and they do well and then he needs to slap the shit out of them he and stop homeschooling them like he's in buffalo right <laughs> because now he's making them dumber yeah yeah i'm sure naomi is fine eh, I, I have problems with it so far but i have i have hopes he, he just already has to deal with Miles and Riri on the Marvel side of things he also created. Then he made their character just linger in purgatory for years as he wrote them doing nothing. Now in the hands of others, they have zero to call back to, nothing to work with. That's actually something I didn't think about, and that is true. I think that that might be a problem with e-viewing on Riri on Ironheart because there isn't much to call back to because he didn't do much. Because he, again, does Let's nothing with the these future, characters. Jim. Stop just trying that to call back memorable. all the time. Ryan from the Uncanny Nerver said he's looking forward to e-viewing on Ironheart because he thinks that Bendis didn't do a great job. He created a great character but didn't do anything, so he's writing right. with that too. Sure, people love Miles, but have you ever heard someone say, you must read this Miles Morales arc? No, they just <sighs> like the character because of the movie now. DC just needs to put out good books with the set of heroes they already that uh, people like and put them under a DC banner. Stop with all this nonsense of catering to the current walking corpse of Brian Michael Bendis' body and these imprints and everything else. I don't know if you've noticed DC Comics and Dan DiDio, but everyone or nobody cares about your imprints unless you throw a wang in an issue. Oh my, a wang, Eric. Is that a character... By Johnny Wang, Johnny Wang books. Well, I caught up with a bunch of stuff I didn't read last week, then read all of this week's stuff. So let's discuss, he says, <laughs> Batman. Jim, did you take the pills before reviewing this book? Did I? Oh, I might have, Eric. If you no, added no, the didn't. score in my head for last issue and this issue together, I still don't get a seven. I mean, Tom King is just pissing in Batman's face at this point. 
You might like that. Since he draws so much from personal experience when he writes, I can't wait for the issue. Ace the Bat Hound drags him down the Batcave stairs. (laughs) So others have pointed out as well as solicits that this is all Batman under toxin or a dream machine. The dream machine after being knocked out, right? Does this remind anyone of something else that not from the distant past? Like when a dude claiming to be Bruce's father supposedly came back and Batman was hooked up to some dreaming machine. Anyone else read that story? Because I sure as hell did. Oh, yeah. So clever, Tom. You've done it again. Morrison also did something very similar to this. But at least Morrison's Batman got out and went straight to whooping someone's ass. Well, I'm sure Tom King's Wasn't Batman. Wasn't also in Final Crisis? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's, yeah. Well, now go to his bedroom and cry with his favorite blankie for the next five issues about Catwoman and Daddy from another timeline because Daddy. he's a broken cuck. As he says to himself, she likes that I say please. So done with this nonsense. Way too many, way too many to go. I think I'm going to refollow Tom King. And every time he tweets, just tweet at him how many issues he has left. This week brings us to hashtag... 42 and that might be one of his rules you'll get blocked brandon that's what'll happen you'll have to get some burner uh, accounts you know i don't know what those are justice league i just feel most nothing about this book almost nothing about this book anymore after i read it reminds me of a lot of how i felt toward the end of tynan's run on detective and i'm with that i mean because this is tynan's book right it's words (laughs) on a page at this point with some decent pictures and if i didn't supposedly basically take the place of doomsday clock in terms of purpose to this line of comics i don't think i'd read it anymore last yep. week's catch up supergirl what the hell did i just read this book is Nothing a mess good. right now and would be doomed if art germ didn't do a variant basically every other week it seems to struggle with tone there are rape jokes this issue in a supergirl book i don't remember that but hey but i, I, I kind of do i think you I, have to put your mind in a dark place for yeah, it, i guess i'm not in buffalo but Shadow Bat Wang, nobody noticed at first glance as a no-no at DC. I want a job at DC editorial. You live the in best California. Thing is, I imagine nobody had outrage about the whole like you know pseudo rape jokes in Supergirl because nobody's reading. Yeah, it. apparently do nothing. They may just all pull Eric Shays and show up three days a week at work. Who knows? But know. how sweet would that be? I mean, I don't Pretty blame sweet. creative uh, totally. I'm sure that they put their beaks on the Rogal Czar reveals here or breaks because Bendis has the them. Beaks. Won't do his Rogal. <laughs> Czar reveals until December of 2031. <laughs> hey, what you writing there with the Rogo Czar? Yeah, that's my thing. Well, this is what you get. There you go. Man, they put the beaks all over that. <laughs> and see. Tweet, tweet. I don't have many bird sounds. What other bird sounds are there? Is that a bird? Does that sound like uh, one? No. That a goddamn dinosaur. There is that a bird sound that no, that's you straight down up your front steps to your house straight up pigeon yeah so they might be kind of hamstrung uh, by this one. That still isn't very good at all in five issues into trying something new. I think what I'm we talking about out uh, the Rogo Get them beaks all Detective. over that fish. <laughs> They're getting them beaks in there. Detective. Well, this was the first issue. I felt like I wasn't completely sold on the Tomasi no Gleason run so that. far. Still good stuff and one of the better Batman books coming out. But that multi-headed monster thingy really threw me out of this issue for some reason. When I enjoyed what I was getting before it popped its ugly head into the picture, I like it enough. I ended up getting into arguments with people in Slack about it because oh, they liked it us. more. 
but I, I liked it enough. Well, back to snow blowing and shoveling for me. Shit won't stop this week. Shit don't stop, Eric. To top you it all, you got a guy along. named Snow in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, really. That guy will never. It, it's the problem is Brandon always has a ten on his in his wallet. Uh, it's negative ten degrees Fahrenheit with wind chill, which by Luke Hollywood's standard like, is probably why? a minus. Like, what about Buffalo? Says man, I got to live there. I don't know. You, you got to live somewhere, right? You got to nuke something. It, it's minus three hundred and ninety-six <laughs> at Luke Hollywood style or something like that. Anyway, it sucks, and people don't need any further excuse. Uses to not drive well around here. Let's clean it up, Mother Nature, will you? Right, That's fellas, right. he's out, Eric, and that is the end of mail section number two. And we're going to go and talk to Reggie. A very quick section of Reggie book, and we'll be back. Oh, with the that. Reggie book, the of the Reggie week. book of the week. We'll be back in a second. All right, and here we are with Reggie. <laughs> What the hell happened? One. Whoa. What the whack? Look you did, Reggie. You're wicka what did. Hey, don't be wicka whack. That's what I always say. Come on, everybody. I love that. Yes, I do too. I obviously introduced some oxygen to your bloodstream an hour. That's Jim having a cocaine. The other day, well, that's what I call oxygen. The other day, I was doing an impromptu new Weird science theme song that ended up with the right in the middle of it. I was dancing it up. Uh, you know, it was old school hip hop then. Damn right, right you did. That's and I think Eric said like, "Oh man, this will be old school hip hop," and then I went right into that. And I, <laughs> I did that too. I did. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. But we're here to talk about one book. We only have one book with you this week, Reggie, and uh, it's it's not exactly one that's setting the world on fire. It is Aquaman, and obviously Kelly it's Sue DeConnick. flooding the yes, world. Yes, it is. It might be putting out the fire, huh? It might be putting out the Ooh, fire, yeah. Well, a lot of people seem to not... I don't know why or what. Maybe Kelly Sue DeConnick, in my mind, and Reggie, what your, your neck of the woods, uh, do uh-huh. you... Do you hear a lot of people at the rec center and the five and dime? Are they talking about the Kelly Sue DeConnick on this book? Because I don't hear a lot of hype about it here no. at Quakertown way. Uh, no, I, I, I don't hear any hype about yeah. it uh, in my uh, neck of the woods, no, as they call no, it. The neck of the I, woods, I, yes. there, there is one person I know. I'm not going to reveal that person name, but that person would be known to the Get Fresh crew who uh, – has an axe to grind with uh, Kelly Sue. Okay, Conic, well, but, that, that's a little different. That's That was before this book. And I they think this involves, uh, this might involve one of those fights that we heard about, Eric. That we, <laughs> and all of a sudden I heard people were fighting and I had no idea what was going on uh, because there was like three of them going on. But yeah, there, there's some, that's that's a little different deal. I'm just saying in general, yeah. do you, no, I, on I Twitter. I haven't heard people say like, oh, go check this out or yeah. really say anything about it, to be like, honest with you. Do you think that that and and really g willow wilson had a little smidgen of hype going on the wonder woman book but not as much as i thought that she would do you think that this might be a little bit of burnout from the bendis is coming and bendis 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 and then all of a sudden a deluge of books and now these other creators are jumping on because i think this should have been a bigger thing well you know you know kelly sue DeConnick and g willow wilson don't have nearly the cachet or the uh, no time put in as Brian I, Michael ag- I agree with that. But where I want to go with this as well is I actually see people already telling me, and these are Aquaman fans, some Aquaman fans on Twitter even, saying that 
they're done with this run on already. Twitter even. Yeah, tw- oh. <laughs> even on the tumblers. I don't know where they're what coming you snaggle from. Puss all of a sudden. You know, on Twitter. Oh my god, on the Instagrams. Oh, they're on Instagram even. They're on the Instagrams. I they're everywhere. <laughs> they sent me a, 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 a cable. In the, <laughs> no, I, I, what I'm saying oh, is people it. are – I didn't see a lot of hype for her coming on Aquaman, and I see a lot of people bailing a little too quickly in my mind. We're only I'm two issues would, in. I, I think it's too quickly also. I mean you know, without revealing everything we'll be talking about later, uh, there's really nothing offensive about this book. It's, no. It's no, it's no worse than what we got before. Well, this is and- where I was going to say, too, is you have this idea, as you do, that <laughs> Kelly Sue DeConnick jumps on the book, and in two issues, people are already fed up with not going anywhere, and a pace yeah. that uh, – that's what we've gotten for four years. And maybe – again, this is what I'm saying about maybe the G. Will Wilson and Kelly Sue DeConnick thing is a little bit of a backlash or a hangover from Bendis. Maybe – Kelly Sudeconic jumping on picked a bad story to start with because of the idea that the book didn't do much for years, and, and now you continue that. To what we're dealing with Nightwing right and, now, well, which and people aren't exactly yeah. loving. But and that's the thing that's weird is because at least Nightwing, when I look at that, it seems as if they want to do something new. The problem with Aquaman, in my mind, is. They want to separate Aquaman and Mara and have just an Aquaman book, and I don't think they could figure out a great way to do that. And then they're already having Mara in here. Uh, yeah. It's almost like when we had Batman die at the end of New 52 and you had Jim Gordon jump in, and then they got nervous right away, and Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne came back. Showed up at the so, end of the first yeah, issue. I, I just, I, I'm getting the idea that I don't mind this story i don't mind this story i don't mind nightwing's story i just see a lot of people bailing already and i just I, wonder I if they're say, giving if it a shake if you gave dan abnett 50 some some odd yeah. issues this uh, is you what I'm saying. This one at least six issues. I would give I mean, it six. On. And and yeah. that's the issue with this, reading it. Usually Eric will say he gives something three issues, whatnot. I do think that the way things are, I hate to say it, nowadays six issues are Eric's used to be three issues. You do right. have this extension. So I do think you have to go and read a six issue and then decide after a full arc if you have this nonsense that you don't like and whatever happens then you go and say you know you're not doing enough for me I'm out uh, the same with what all of this yeah really oh it's Miss Jackson if you we have uh, the idea go. too though that we had G. Willow Wilson we've given her the time and, and I'm not enjoying that but I'm still going to go on but it just, yeah. it just shocks me there's, because there's one other thing that makes G. Will Willa Wilson and Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, different than my, Brian Michael Bendis, and it, it, it escapes me that one thing that is different about them. Can you guys can you guys figure uh, out what that I, might I, be? I, I they have know. hair. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, they don't look like they're the mummy. Is that, that it? Don't look I, like again, a, with, with uh, me personally, coming out of a turtleneck. Yes, with with me personally, I really don't care about you know that sort of side nonsense and stuff like right. that. And really, right. here's the thing: is I wish that people too, like you're here at DC and uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick comes over, and yes, you can sit there and tell me SJW or it's a woman, whatever. I always, uh, even Bendis himself too, I'd give everybody the you know the clean slate when they come to a new company as well, which I'm doing because 
I don't have much of a Kelly Sue DeConnick background. No, I, mean, I, I didn't really read don't. Bitch Planet or, you know, Captain Marvel, I guess, was another oh. big. I haven't read any of her stuff. So when we read that first issue, I liked it the most out of the three of us. I actually yeah. did enjoy it. So I was looking forward to the second. I was looking forward to a, a different type of story. This issue, though, it's a little down. Again, this is not going to be anything that's uh, any sort of bias or basis on anything but each individual issue. Because I'll tell you, I think three of us are down on this issue. We're, yeah. we're going to go uh, in a minute. Next issue is How all. Dare you speak it, for next me. issue, it starts up again. <laughs> so you know, you get it's springtime. Uh, you know, it springs eternal and it's spring yeah. training. It, Reggie can pretend the Mets are going to win the World Series every year when spring well, training we, comes. We, but we hey. always forget every previous issue. We we read so that's, yeah, it's well, like a that's true thing for yeah really but give us the stats and we'll go into this aquaman number 44 written by kelly sue DeConnick, art by robson roca daniel henriquez and sunny go it's rhyme time it's rhyme time time to put the comic books in rhyme it's rhyme time it's rhyme time Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Cause the village only pulls dead fish. Andy do the rescue. Kylie's coming with. She's not thrilled about it. Not her style, but her mom is there. And it's been a while. The old folks say there is no choice. They're water gods and they've become quite moist. We're off to the outer aisle and gone. Maybe tomorrow. The price is right is on. There you go. I, I had a little fart sounds to my beatbox. Nice. That's right. uh, yes, I, I didn't want to do the because uh, 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 then it hurts my throat. You a bit of a Bismarcky style, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I would like that. I, I'll go with that. I'm a little biz, you know. But yeah, here we go. We have this book. And the first issue was a little slow. I mean, you were setting up some things. Eric threw shade at me the other day when he said to me, like, oh, if you liked it so much, name some of the characters. And I said, and you know, the buck-tooth guy who likes the soups. And, yeah, uh, you know, I, the, I the even other... liked it when I was reading this issue today because I realized before I gave you credit because you said Nana, but it was Nama. I know. That's <laughs> wrong. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I didn't mind it. It was a start. I was you know, intrigued Nana. to see what was going on. Uh, this issue does not do much. It doesn't do much at all. There's a what lot of just standing do? around talking. What it does is it reveal. It reiterates and, and actually, unfortunately, gives us new information that happened in between issues, which yeah. in, a, in an inelegant way, I thought that uh, it's not, not a bad thing to do that, but literally like clearly a, a major conversation happened in between issues. And uh, now Kylie, Kylie, Kylie is going with him and she's all pissed off. And yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it really does. This 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 issue just more or less doesn't go any. It further doesn't go anywhere. Well, the the thing is, you have Mara at the beginning, yeah. and you're starting. You know, she to, can shape water, Jim. Yeah. Well, she's, Mara's starting she's his bosom. Yes. Well, the the problem I have is they have suitors. You know, there to kind of take you know the deal. Well, the thing is, how long has this been? It seems as if it, three weeks, two weeks, a month. I mean, really. That's She's it. just sitting there looking like, oh, man, I missed that Aquaman. But, hey, you got to move on, I guess. I, I just love the idea. Aquaman spent all this time engaged in marriage without ever getting married. Not even always engaged. It's the whole thing. I was like, where were the suitors for Aquaman at yeah. that point when he was the well, king of Atlantis? again, also take into account that you had at a point where they thought Aquaman was dead. You had the crown of thorns around the Atlantis. And Mara went to – all ends to 
smash that. She was trying to smash the shit out of it to get in. She would stop at nothing to get in there because she believed that Aquaman was still alive and would stop at nothing to get him. Now she's just there. Oh, man, I I don't really sense him. So and then they're there because she doesn't say like, oh, you know what? Get these suitors away. This has obviously been set up. And it threw me off. It did throw you know, me you off. You know what they say, though? Money changes everything, that guys. That is you know true. I mean, and and really, you I said the deal. She was like, oh, what have you guy. done for me lately? Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. <laughs> out of town there. But, yeah, so you, you get that. That threw me off. And it threw me off just because if you're going to do that, you don't need her in the book. You don't. I don't need to have the Odyssey, which is going well, to. It seems to be. Now all of a sudden, we're we're on a countdown clock to the point where Mary's going to get married. The well, Aquaman has the to go get his memory back and then break up the wedding before it happens. It, it is turning like. out to be a retelling of the Odyssey, where oh, Odysseus got yeah, lost yeah. and he's going to end up showing up, shooting arrows through a ring, and he's going to end up winning her back. I, I believe that's what she's going with. Is that Robin uh, Hood. You know, no, it's it's the Odyssey. But they they may even think, like, maybe it's one of those, like, nobody's heard of that story anymore. Kids don't read. Uh, but that's what it seems to be. He's there on this island, and you get a lot of yakety yak. And, I mean, you get a lot of... The village of the unspoken well, and, and water. You even get the idea... I finding out the name of the place now. Like, yeah. that, that might have been something to tell us last issue. I don't know yeah, why it and, came and up. Even that, you, you have him there with the lady... And he's like, hey, are you a witch? I'm not a witch. Hey, can I ask you three questions? Now we're going to play that three-question game of, well, what's a question? Well, that's one. Yeah, that stupid thing. Now we're doing the Simpsons when they, they, him and Apu, they head up and, you know, have these questions. And then she, like, resets it. But all of this... Means nothing. It's it's no. a lot of treading water again. Well, the fact again. that she resets it even yeah. makes it like that. Why are we even <laughs> playing like, this game? I actually, at one questions. point, at one point, I thought that if I was Aquaman, Andy, if you will, I would have uh. stopped and said, "Listen." Cut the crap. Like, tell me something. Let's not play these games. You know, three questions, my ass. Let Tell me. Because she's like, well, because she he asked one thing and she, oh, that doesn't sound good. Well, it was a bad question. Please, just cut the crap. Tell me what's going on. I don't see you chopping wood for her either, I got to tell I'm you. I'm not going to fuck that. Yeah, I, I ain't chopping Eric, wood. But you, I don't think you definitely wouldn't. I, I'm not conversing with any of these savages. You would back you with He has no. Uh, I'm moving to the other side of the island. Want to go? But yeah, and you have this whole thing where he's like, "Are you witches? No, kind of, maybe. You know, hey, Are the you sea, an angel. Yeah, the sea. The sea <laughs> has plans for us all. You know, you're here. So the the whole deal was we had the setup, and I believe it was from solicits, also from announcements that we did have the idea going into the first issue that everybody on this island were sea gods gods and, and goddesses before that it was maybe those other like the cosmic sea gods that we're dealing with in the yeah, but i, I do think that also i told you that i read something in an interview or whatever so we we had that idea anyway uh from that. that so yeah i said it in our first the, the first review i did mention that that was the word on the street or the stream that uh, uh they were great. gods well we see that that's the case and and as you go through and this is not there's not much to talk about here because the problem I have and this is something that's kind of a theme tonight uh with this whole podcast is a lot of things happen in books without proper setup and where you get this you do have a scene with uh you know Aquaman and Kylie about how they're going to get involved and what you did and what's going on. but there's not much to it but the big thing is seeing these Gods and goddesses meet at the beach where they said for Aquaman and Kylie to show up or Kaylee. 
And the problem I have is, and I, I don't know about you, Reggie, but when you have a guy who's the guy with his buck teeth or whatever, he's like, I am Talok, God of rain and water. Well, I don't even know who you are other than that. So that yes. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hit. And, you know, I am Kumangui. Okay, well, who the fuck are you? I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you are. If you had set up where I knew these people, you know, for two or three issues, I got to know them. I liked they one. They have a I secret. Didn't. All I mean, of a sudden, bam, guys. Yeah, so now. I, I mean, what, what, what you're getting here is, is almost too much of a thing because it's, it, even if they, even if uh, they picked one yeah. water yeah, god. Yeah, one. Let's say it was Poseidon or let's say it was Tlaloc or whatever. And yeah. they could like really concentrate and be like, Varuna's but here we're one. getting like every water god from every culture around the world that it becomes a matter of like, well then obviously they're powerless bullshit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not doing anything. Yeah, so they're not like, doing anything. Plus shit? if you're there but and panels, boy, where they change, I love them. I love them, but I don't love them as much because I only get half of the, the things. So I can't really get what they are. And it threw yeah. me off, even though it looks like Varuna might be the creature from the black lagoons. And I like him. <laughs> I like him. I like him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I know. Still though, you don't get enough. And where no. I just have a, Tanger problem. Row is a goddamn lizard man. Yeah, I, hate really. lizard man. I have a problem though, is that we didn't really get to know these people ahead of time. So when you see that they're gods and, and all that, you wonder why didn't you just start with this? I mean, I know it's the second issue, but you didn't set anything up. And now all of a sudden there are the sea gods there. And I just got the idea of like, Oh, well, okay, let's go on. Let's move on because and Aquaman- the whole thing too, it's like, you know, we have all these sea gods. We take pages to see all these sea gods which I find is ridiculous. Mm. But the thing is, like, tell me what that means. Because we had Poseidon before. Why wasn't Poseidon one of these old sea gods that's not worshipped anymore? He was just hanging out at a lighthouse before he got killed in Just League. Like, dead. Are these all – and, like, half of these goddamn sea gods, they seem to be the god of the same damn thing, half the thing, what the, their specific yeah. powers are. That's like, what I'm saying. Do that, they yeah. fight on it's the like island this. about who's the real one, who has this power? Do they still have these powers? I don't know anything about this whole setup. I just know we're on a freaking mystery island where everybody doesn't remember their past. Yeah, I, I remember telling you, Eric. Yeah, I told you that it was the land of the misfit gods. It was the yeah. island of the misfit gods, and it does seem that way. But they're really, all water. They're all ocean. Yeah, water and that's gods. what's crazy. Oh, that's that's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like it's like nine of the same character almost being uh, thrown that's at you. Lovely. I, I actually like man and MacLear. Am I? <laughs> He's fancy with his talk. Uh, when he says it, am I? Uh, but yeah, then Aquaman and Kelly come okay, down they, there. They make it rain. That's their awesome power. They hold yeah. hands. The gods make it rain, and then they. Uh shove aquaman's face in the water and yeah. like he at first he's like no i'll drown i'm i'm afeard i'm scared i'm scared then, and he, he says and that's because they told him listen we'll, we'll tell you what you really are tonight go down you know we're gonna have it it reminds me of some crazy scene from like uh you have a epic sax guy playing in the distance yeah. all oiled up and stuff but he got, there's a bonfire they're dancing uh but they do show that and then they do shove him in the water you have uh the tang He's like, Tang, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. And he shoves him into the ocean, and then he says, I thought it was water entering my lungs, invading my body. It wasn't. It was the fear leaving. And I told Eric before we started, Hoorah. fear leaving, that means he shit his pants. That, that oh. to me, if any, if I think that fear is leaving my body, I've You're shit my pants. I've shit my I'm pants. I'm telling you, the whole idea of fear leaving his body, it really, I don't know what the setup is because, you know, we have Andy or, uh, was it Aruzio, Aruzio. here? 
you know, doesn't know who he is on the island, but I also don't know is Aquaman still have his powers because, you know, we, we talked about the whole idea. Oh, he was able to pull up all those men in the fishing lines before, yeah. you know, the fishing nets. I think that's that one of those like a, a man... born identity thing that well, you don't have that, until you know, A man you do. can do like that or is it because he's Aquaman and he has the strength to do that right now where he's putting his head into the water yeah. and Aquaman's like the fear was leaving my body. I don't know if this is something that they're co- making him their champion by imbuing him with well, some kind of godlike deal. witchcraft They spell. ended up doing that thing where he did get the big green smoke at him. Yeah. And the rest of them are kind of turning into, you know, gods at least showing you them. So I can think that maybe that did activate something, what they're I doing. I don't know. Or, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is his, the his last eyes issue. are glowing at the end. I'm yeah. like, that's not a normal I thing. I said the last, about. but it's green like that smoke. And I said last issue that I thought when he ended up getting strong, it was like a born identity anything that he does have his powers but they only come out subconsciously in you know when you're in trouble or whatever and that would be what's happening now maybe that's why they're trying to you know hey we're going to try to drown you this will activate your powers with the smoke it'll end up doing something we'll have to see but it is weird that it's the same color and even in the distance as you have tang holding him you do <laughs> see the green fire at the in the background still at that point so i do think maybe he's a green lantern maybe he uh, is wouldn't that be crazy that'd be crazy but yeah well, we uh, again no uh it's it's okay. Uh, you, I want you missed more like from this. this six or seven page conversation with Kylie. That yeah, was, I don't know how you could just gloss over. I that. glossed over it because it just. I mean, really, it's it, just it's like just what them, are you like, doing? <laughs> just reiterating what's going yeah. on. She's like, I'm going with you. Or I'm a pisser yeah, about it, yeah, and uh, yeah. she throws him out. Yeah, there's not but, a lot uh, going on in this. And then and she shows back up. Oh, you knew I'd change my mind. Yeah. I hoped. I'm like, I didn't get any of that. What the hell yeah. are you guys yeah. talking about? And and where where you said, Reggie, that it felt like we missed an issue. I it feels like we missed a lot. Uh, to me, where you have these interactions with people. When we had the first issue, you did get the idea that Aquaman had been there a bit. You know, he was familiar with the people. But then you jump into this issue, and then just the idea of, hey, witch, what's going down? They're like, I don't know what's going on. And and he just, I want to see the interactions with the rest of the people on the island so that when you do see that they're gods, the big crazy reveal that it meant something and felt like something. It didn't yeah. feel like anything here. Even if, even if they had been like these guys, people had been handling, I don't know, like uh, items that were related to the religion. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of clues like that, that, that showed that they he were, He stumbled you know, upon something, somebody was using a power that he thought was a power. They kind of, right. no, no, that's not a power. That was just this. You're seeing things, yeah, something like that. The thing at the end, I, don't, I can't say that these, these gods know that he's Aquaman or that he should be able to survive breathing underwater or anything like this because even at one point, we says, like, I don't know your true name or where you came from, Andy. I wish I did. I wish I could tell you yeah, this, but I, you know, I can't. I think the, the ploy is that everybody on this island has to be some sort of god or goddess. I, I think that you don't get on that island unless maybe, you maybe have that. Like the weird thing is Kylie, because her mom was this witch goddess and she was the daughter that they ended up kind of taking away from her. But I think everybody else that kind of shows up, I think that it's a given that you're a god. That's how I took it because of well, maybe what they are. Before, it seemed that you you're telling me that nobody knew who they were last issue, but all of a sudden everybody knows that they're gods and they all know why they're there and stuff like that. I don't get it. Well, I think that when they go to that fire thing that's what uh, you know brings it out maybe they forget after this ceremony when they do it because it didn't even seem at the beginning that they kind of knew yeah well it didn't seem like at the beginning it was just like oh we'll find out tonight you go to this and maybe this is what they do uh to kind of remember and then they forget again i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see what goes is like the 13th or 14th person to to wash up on the beach and they just drowned they keep killing them 
It, it's yeah, they, like they the, it's one of those things. Oh, if you drown, you're your innocent. Body. Oh, he died. Oh, well, that's <laughs> it's the it. witch thing now. If, <laughs> if you drown, you were innocent. Up, oh, he was innocent again. He was innocent. Yeah. All right. Oh, Fine. well. But yeah, uh, I like the art. I like Very that. That's all right. Especially yeah. considering that there isn't a lot of crazy stuff, stuff going to, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But really strong. Uh, every scene, really. There's really nothing wrong with it. And, and I like the layout of it. I, you know, there are a lot of cool things done where like. You know, they'll pop the old woman's head out of a whole panel or. Yeah, I like uh, it. You know, I, I like the scenes where the gods are revealing themselves as visually as much as I didn't really care about what was happening to them. Specifically. Well, one thing I don't like, and, and it's kind of goes hand in hand with the amnesia stuff like that. I really don't like the voice of Aquaman, though, either. That's one of the other things Andy. that kind of throws me out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, but it, you know, it, it just really didn't move me and I felt like it's just running in place. I think the idea of dropping it, if you're an Aquaman fan, I think dropping it now is a little premature. Yeah, that is. I, I uh, agree. I don't think it's that. I don't think it was like a bad issue. Like it made me angry, but it really just didn't jazz me that much. So I gave it a six out of 10. Yeah, I'm about a six as well. And that's a very positive score, I think, because I think Eric's yeah. going to be like a five, five, if not what? lower. Uh, but. I'm still, I'm still trying to be positive about it, and I'm still intrigued, but it's weird that actually getting a little info here made me less intrigued. It, it seemed too soon. It seemed like it was just thrown at me instead of me being able to settle I, in I don't on know this what anything's island. About right now. Well, that's yeah. what I mean, but just seeing these gods and their names, like, well, what, this what, is the well, thing. Guys, is, what, do say, what do you say we join some ancient religions? We can learn about it. No, right. it. You, want to be a, you want to be a witch priest? I want yeah. to know. I'm going to be a priest <laughs> witch is what I'm going to be. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> uh, but, yes, uh, I'll give it a six. What do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this a 4.5 out of oh 10. My I don't goodness. care for this story at all. I do enjoy the art, but everything that we're getting here, like you could say, you know, how the last, uh, like, you know, storyline or whatever, the last series of Aquaman that we had wasn't that great, but at least I could say it was Aquaman and he was doing Aquaman things. This is a guy just sitting around talking, feeling sorry for himself. And then there's witches or, I mean, a god's out of nowhere. And I don't yeah. know what anything is going on. I don't know when, when he was the vigilante, it kind of got thrown awesome. a little crazy deal though, but this is kind of similar to that. I think that one of the problems is, is that the pacing is off for a monthly book. We, we have to wait now another month to get two seconds yeah. of story and well, two I mean, issues. You know, this, I think we're looking at another uh, six-issue expansion it's of, funny. A, of an this arc. It's funny. I looked at the beginning. This is actually like a Marvel-esque it's a five-issue arc, which is kind of yeah. crazy. But, yeah, we'll have to wait it's these whole five, and then they'll probably have like a one-shot type deal yeah. uh, with whatever. But we'll see how it moves. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not that hip on it right now. But Me I'm not either. enough. I'm not hating it enough to drop it or save for people. If you like Aquaman, you know, you have to at least wait till he gets his memories back and see what's going down. But hopefully that'll be sooner, not later. But, Reggie, what are we going to go to now with you and Chris? We are going to talk about Lucifer number five. Lucifer number five. But we'll go off to that, and then we'll be back with some more mail. segment on the weird science dc comics.com podcast my name is reggie my name is chris 
And this week we got one devilishly devilish book for them. What do we got, Chris? <laughs> we got the fourth issue of Lucifer, and uh, our review copy didn't come with a credits page, so we don't have a title for the issue. But uh, and we also don't have full credits. But the cover does list Dan Waters, Sebastian, and Max Fiumara, and Dave McKeg. So it's the same team as it ever was. Yeah, we got to figure. Yeah. Yeah. Now we open with uh, if you remember that woman who was looking after Lucifer, the one with like the tattoos on her face or the jewels on her face or whatever. Mm. Uh, now, she was looking after the Alan Moore-looking Lucifer and the wherever the hell they are. We could call that, uh, like, the that we, I think that's the present-day Lucifer, right? That'd be the best way. I think so. One way I to think put that's it, the but, way it's going to be, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but who knows? That's true. I'm not positive. <laughs> could be the future, the past. <laughs> who knows? Uh, anyway, she's trying to make a phone call uh, while paging through that Annulment of Heaven and Hell book that we uh, learned about last issue. Yeah. Uh, if we're not mistaken, and we very well might be, she does appear to be trying to make some sort of contact with Gately House. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a hundred percent clear. It's, it's not it's, clear. Uh, I think you and I are sort of at different minds about this, but in a way, either way, it doesn't matter because she can't get through. But yeah, uh, it shows like a, it's like it's trying to connect to a phone that's in someone's <clears> head, <throat> and, and uh, it looks like it might be uh, Decker. But it might Maybe. not be his head. It, it could yeah. be could be just anyone's head, you know. Yeah, because uh, she says there's no answer, and she blames Lucifer for that. Right. So I don't know if she's trying to get in touch with Lucifer, or and he's not answering, and she's mad, or he's somehow blocking this call from going through to whoever. That's a, that's a, yeah. Like I I took it. I think she's trying to call Lucifer, hmm. uh, and we'll see why. I think that in a minute. But uh, but you know, I'm not if if she is. I can't answer. I can't explain why he's not calling up. Yeah. So, uh, or why she's calling him. So I, I felt like I have a great reason for it. I just think that. <laughs> now the narration informs us that this woman had died over five hundred years ago, and she has a name. It's Sycorax or Sycorax. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Sycorax. Sycorax is the better way to say it. So we'll <laughs> do that. Uh, we jump back to the mundane world where John Decker is hiding out in the motel room. Uh, he had just woken up, having found himself laying on the floor with a mouthful of blood, and he assumes that he had a seizure due to his brain tumor. He finds this odd since his wife Penny, who had died from a brain tumor, she was dying of a brain tumor before she died in a car wreck, right. uh, she never experienced seizures with her tumor. Uh, now, if we recall from last issue, Penny's cousin Robert from Gately House promised to meet Decker here at this hotel at 6 o'clock tonight. Mm. But until then, Decker is going to go out and do a little bit of detective work. Oh, a little bit, have a bit of a Lexi, as they uh-huh. say. I thought this was silly, you know, him like saying, you know, Penny never had seizures, and it's like, well, tumors react a different way. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, there's no hard and fast exactly. rule, right? It's not, like, it's not like, oh, well, I have the same tumor you have, so... No, yeah, no. it's like, well, is it leaning on anything? I don't anyway, know. Anyway, that was a, yeah. minor, a minor point, maybe chuckle. <laughs> uh, so Decker checks in with a contact at the local police station and finagles his way into their records room so he can do some looking into Penny's cousin, Robert, before he meets up with him that night. Uh, the files are extensive and not digitized, by the way. Yes. So uh, it turns out Robert Ewell is quite the career criminal. He, uh, Penny was always there to bail him out, though, many, many times, as he's able to find out. This is all new information to Decker. She never shared any of that with him. Uh, John goes to wash his face in the police bathroom and has another seizure, and he's out for about an hour. He loses an hour there. Yeah. Uh, back in wherever the heck they are, uh, Sycorax continues trying to make contact over the phone, but it's to no avail. She's eventually interrupted by the two witches we'd met. 
uh, whatever we met them, like two issues ago or something like I think, that. Yeah, one of those. Uh, that's the old crone and the youngest looking one. Uh, they tell her they're there to protect her, which they only just now remembered after seeing a statue. And I believe this is the statue that Lucifer uncovered. Was picking up, right? Uh, yeah. It's the only statue that I think we know about. So Sycorax uh, offers them some tea. Yes, we jump back to the Monday world where John begins to stir. He overhears some officers talking outside the bathroom about how there's a warrant out for John Decker's arrest. Uh, he's believed to have been, who've purposely killed his wife, Penny, in that car wreck way back in issue number one. Uh, Decker slips out before he can be apprehended. On his way back to his motel room, he buys a gun in cash from a dude working at the front desk, and he waits for Robert to arrive. I, I thought that was an end with the serial number filed off. With the, yeah. What, you know, like, who's working Some sketchy this motel, stuff here, man? Right? Like, sheesh. No background checks. Wow. Uh, now, Robert arrives on time, and he is greeted with a gun being jammed into his back. Decker asks what he got Penny tied up in, and also about those monsters, the red-eyed monsters back at Gately. Uh, Robert pleads ignorance. Uh, Decker produces the sigil pendant that Robert gave him last issue and asks what that's all about, and then he passes out. Mm. While he's out, Robert retrieves the gun. Inconvenient, that tumor you got there. Uh-huh. Uh, now we rejoin Sycorax during tea time with the witches, and she reports there isn't even a dial tone on her phone anymore. And this is what, you know, leads Chris to believe, and I think there's definitely foundation. But, BB, is this because Decker's unconscious? Is that, like, cut the yeah. line? Uh, yeah, so, is he a conduit of some sort? Exactly. Or, or is yeah. she trying to reach him? You know, like, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's it. there seems to be a relation there. You're right, that... When he when he's out, she can't get through. She can't get through. Uh, maybe maybe the whole switchboard is down. I'm not sure. Mm. So uh, the witches begin <laughs> sharing a tale about the one who fled us, and it says that uh, 30 years prior, Robert Ewell came to Gately House, and uh, we'll have more on that in a bit. Back at the motel, John wakes up, and Robert pours him some coffee. He mentions that after all these years, he and John don't really know each other, which makes it all the more odd they keep crossing paths lately. He uh, harangues John for being so ignorant about the things his wife was up to. Yeah, now at this point, our narratives begin to entwine. We've got the witches telling a story, Robert telling a story. It's all the same story. Yeah. Uh, Robert was a thief and an addict, but his addiction was magic. Seems like that, yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) and so he came to Gately House, which is described by the witches as being a tightly guarded magical fortress. Now, while Rob in the joint, he came into contact with the two witches, the young one and the crone, and after they find him, they're not entirely sure what to do with him. At this point, Lucifer, the devilish-looking one, the not Alan Moore-looking one, he arrives, so the past Lucifer, and he mocks the coven for being weak and not knowing what to do with this interloper here. And so they remind him that they need a third member. Robert Ewell hears this, and he offers himself up as their third member. Uh, Lucifer tells him that that won't fly, but make sure to clarify that it has nothing to do with him being a man. <laughs> they, they really seem to want to drive this point home. I think I think for legal reasons, they, they I, can't I, appear to be a, <laughs> an unequal opportunity employer, you know. <laughs> they can't get sued this way. Exactly. Uh, now, Lucifer... Explains that he's not happy with this goof just because he tried to steal from them. Which, which really you think he'd be okay with since he is the prince of lies, since he right? Is the devil. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be like, good on you, buddy. But uh, also remember that Lucifer's the one that, that knocked out the third crone or the third witch. Remember there was some story they told where he, he was able we to get them, her. the young witch yeah. tricked them somehow, and, and, and they lost 
they gained a witch and lost a witch, and that was they still had like two thirds power or whatever the heck that yeah. is. So after three and a half days of, we're gonna guess uh, Lucifer on Robert torture. Uh, Penny Ewell arrives at Gailey House to check on her cousin, and the witches see her as bursting with magic, damn near crackling with it. They say. <laughs> so Penny reveals that she'd sensed that her cousin wasn't. She sensed that her cousin was in danger and was drawn here. And the witches ask if she's ever been a mother. Uh, she hasn't. She doesn't have time or interest in answering any more of their weird questions. So she rushes upstairs looking for Robert, and she finds him. Uh, Lucifer has Robert strung up by his veins and arteries. Have you ever seen Hellraiser? Then you know something about what this looks like. Uh, you see he's looking for any sign of magic in his blood, and instead of withdrawing the blood, why don't we just withdraw the entire vein? Sure. Uh, Penny asks Robert if, if Penny asks if Robert can be saved, and Lucifer offers up a deal. See, the witches need that third witch, if you recall. So she accepts, but then a little while later, Penny makes a call from a payphone outside of Gately House and calls John Decker, and that's the guy she had dated just a few nights earlier. Uh, she informs him she can't see him anymore. She's going to be out of town for a long while, you know. Why don't you just say I'm going away for good? Yes. Uh, he John takes that as being let down easy, but she assures they have nothing to do with him. But then they have like a back and forth. Yeah, as, a little uh, repartee. Exactly, yeah. And she, she's, she's seeing that she really likes this guy. So by the end of the call, she decides... Effort. Her cousin can rot. She'd rather, and you know, she's been bailing him out all these years anyway. She's tired of yeah. bailing him out. She'd rather explore a relationship with John than become a member of a coven. No, when you put it that way, yeah, it's true. No. It's pretty good. It's pretty easy decision to make. <laughs> now and so, Robert Ewell has been stuck at Gately House ever since. But then, Stingy Jack, and that's that Jack the Ripper lookalike who's Some, been showing up on the fringes. Yeah, right? Jack the Ripper meets like. Uh, Ragman, Evil Ernie, Secret yeah. Six, Evil Ernie, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, I don't know what this guy is, but all right. But uh, this stingy Jack appeared, and he made Robert some sweet promises to get revenge against everyone who'd wronged him, and that includes Penny, John Decker, even Lucifer himself. Uh, back at the hotel in the real world, at least we think it's the real world, uh-huh. Robert goes to blow Decker's head off, only it turns out John didn't load the gun. I guess you, you, know. you know he could buy the gun. You can't buy the bullets from there from the hotel true. guy. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have to get them without the gunpowder in it. Yeah. Uh, now uh, the fellas wrestle around for a little bit. Uh, we return back to the wherever the hell, and Sycorax realizes that Stingy Jack is behind all of the weirdness going on. And the witches are like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's, he's, he was the one who told us to come hang out with you. It's like, hey, so, uh, yeah. Uh-huh, a little bit of distraction. Uh, we jump over to the Alan Moore-looking Lucifer. He has knelt over the gutted Blake. Now, Blake is the guy who wrote the annulment of Heaven and Hell, and we saw him strung up last issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stingy Jack is looking on, and he reveals that Caliban didn't send Lucifer to the wherever the hell, and it's implied, we think, that this place is actually a creation of Lucifer's own making, and we flash out into like that room with all the frescoes. So uh, my impression was that they're inside a painting. Possibly. Maybe? Uh, I maybe, don't know. Maybe that's how it would manifest in our world. But I definitely, it does seem like he created this town hmm. to disperse Sycorax's essence or mind. And the town maybe. is populated by 
uh, souls like Stingy Jack that are like in a limbo state or something. Uh, that's what. That's how I took. It. Yeah, it's it's very it's very. Uh, uh, what I'm not even sure the word I'm looking for here. It's very odd. Yeah. And uh, nebulous of sorts here. But uh, Stingy Jack manifests some sort of shadow insects in order to attack Lucifer, and then he holds Lucifer down and cuts out his tongue. Yeah, it's uh, that because Lucifer is starting to remember the uh, truth of yeah. why why he's there. This is how they make him forget. I have a feeling we're going to see Lucifer. Regrow uh, his tongue? Yeah, right as rain next <laughs> issue. But, uh, you know, I mean, remember, don't forget, he couldn't even walk last issue. He would, you know, obviously. Mm, he can no longer regrow his eyes, right? Something like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One eye is still out. So, uh, something funny is happening, but uh, this is obviously a, like, magical world of anything can happen or whatever, you know. Uh, sure. No rules, yeah. Unusual occurrences. So, uh, this was interesting, though. This, this definitely, for, you know, we've been talking about, we're getting a lot of stuff with no explanation. We did get explanation of sorts of a lot of things in this issue. Sure. Uh, almost yeah, was, an, at one point, kind of a page full of info dump. But info dump, yeah. That's another thing. So, yeah, what, what did you think of it, Chris? I, I gotta tell you, I like this a lot better than what's come before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... This is only the fourth issue, but it still feels like it was an issue or two too late. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think with this information, a lot of the things that we learned already would have been uh, a little bit more satisfying. Mm. Um, a lot of the things we experienced would be a little bit more satisfying. We still didn't touch on everything. Like, I don't know what the hell Caliban is doing. No. I don't know what that bag of bones is all about. Uh, I remember that thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we still don't know, like, my initial impression, I-, I read this with, like, 102 fever, so I don't know. <laughs> that might know. be the right way to do it. I don't know. That it might, might be, because I enjoyed it more the first time. <laughs> but, uh, like, my impression was maybe, like, this Sycorax had something to do with Penny. Maybe it was a manifestation of Penny. I- oh, I- that's I, I don't know if that's if it's just me wanting to make a connection, because, like, if Penny wasn't part of this coven, how did she draw the sigil on the window before she died? You know, I mean, I don't know what her connection was or if there's even more secrets we're going to be tipped off on next issue where maybe Penny was like a double agent of sorts where she was with Decker, but she was also sort of uh, intertwined with this coven. It seems coven. to imply that she was doing some witchy stuff while she dated Decker or, you know, while they were married and together and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, Robert was still trapped. But then, so yeah, I don't right, know how so they're going to how they're going to reconcile that. So maybe that's why she was doing. It. Yeah, I think I think that is information to be revealed. Uh, hopefully, yeah. next issue would be a good time to reveal it. But <laughs> I think I think you're definitely right. We got a lot of cool information here, a lot of stuff that kind of helps frame things. That even if we had gotten hints of earlier, might have helped to understand. Oh, sure. Like for example, that Lucifer is trapped in a world of his own making. Uh, yeah. Without without explaining necessarily anything about Sycorax, who, as far as I I'm, I can remember, this is really the first time we're hearing all about her. We might have heard about yeah. her. Once. She was just in the background, like helping him tend to his wounds. You know, yeah, but you know, I didn't think she would suddenly become this uh, this the a focus, the focus, and the statue. But you know, they could have mentioned that Lucifer made this place, and obviously he's trapped there, and uh, you know, try to un- unroll it that way. I, I, I'm still having trouble with. The Decker story, put, getting a timeline together, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is kind of filling in a little bit more over time. This really strikes me, Chris, as one that's probably going to read better as trade or in it'll, one sitting. It'll only read in trade. Yeah, yeah it'll it, only read in trade. Uh, reading, reading this month to month is rough. Uh, because it does it a great disservice. It's it's a lot, of, a lot of information to try to keep track of. Yeah. And I do a very poor job of it. But, hey, 
That's uh, I don't review it. That's why I don't even read. I I pay like two thirds attention. That's how there we do go. it over here at the uh, Cosmic Treadmill. <laughs> and even here with the, uh, the like we we complained in past issues that like the panel progression is like wonky. We don't know what direction to read some of these yeah. pages. Where here, since this was so information heavy, it made it made the flow go a lot better. It, it made it easier to, to digest. <laughs> yeah, it did it forced the story to be read a certain way. I mean there, 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 there are did. pages that are more or less just reading captions left to right. Uh, oh and, for sure. And balloons. Like that's all you're doing. So yeah, oh, yeah. It, it works like a prose book in that way. Just kind of <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah you're probably you're probably right. Also like I you know, when we when we switch scenes, I wasn't having trouble like I used to. Maybe that's exactly. we're getting used to yeah. them, or uh, the way they switch them. You know, uh, properly on a on a on a verso page rather than on a, on a recto page. But uh, mm. so uh, I don't know. But I did find this to be an easier read, and I, I found it to be a much more enjoyable read. But I'm still a little frustrated at some of the things we need answered. You know, it's just yeah. like. Uh, but I, I'm more interested to know the answers, so that is a very good sign that I'm, you know, getting more interested in the book. Uh, what would you sure. give this on the site? I, I gave it a pretty strong score for for this book. I, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, I don't know if that was the fever, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, what it comes down to is this: this book has no right being single issues. Yeah. This, this uh, if you if you just buy the first issue of this, then you have zero reason to come back because it's not compelling. No. But uh, like, if we weren't if we weren't you know reading this to review, we wouldn't be reading it. No, I wouldn't. It's uh, the first issue was just a miasmatic <laughs> garbage, but uh, or I mean, it was beautiful and uh, thought provoking. But uh, <laughs> this is you can only read this. In trade, I think to get to get anything out of it, and uh, I feel bad holding that against the single issue because I don't know that this writer would have chosen for this to be single issue. Right, right. When they put the script together, um, and like you said, the progression is better. The sh- the the scene shifting is a lot clearer, um, and most importantly, I'm actually curious as to what's going to be in issue five. So uh, I, I bumped it up to an eight out of ten. Yeah, it's definitely a, a positive change in this, but. You're very right that these issues, and even this issue, we're not getting anything close to resembling a full story. You know what I mean? No, it's, certainly it's not. Truly, a chapter of a book uh, to the point where we're like meeting new characters and like new other uh, characters <laughs> from before. You know, it's like reappearing. Like, oh, stuff that would happen in a book would be totally normal, but in a comic, uh, a single issue comic, can be jarring. Uh, compare that, for example, to, and again, this is not because it's a perfect one, but uh, the dreaming. Each issue is much more encapsulated while still maintaining a overall story. Although I would say sure. the last one was the least like that, but that's another thing altogether. <laughs> uh, I think I would come in on this. Mm, I could probably push it up to a seven point five. I bet because I did like it better. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold at a seven. Uh, it still needs you know to to become a great. It's the, this is this is a work that's gonna have to be judged after. The first arc, you know, we're going to yeah, have to look at sure. it as a whole and uh, really tell you whether it's worth getting and reading. Uh, but for a single issue, you know, if the, if this was your first issue of Lucifer, you'd be like, "What the hell? What has happened?" You know, like <laughs> this this is this is this is not a book you can just grab a random is- issue off the shelf no, and follow along. Not. So no. uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a knock for that. I'll give it a seven out of ten. But it's mm. uh, if you have been reading Lucifer, I think you'll find this issue the most rewarding. So far, yeah. so that's that's a nice thing. Uh, next week we do have 
one book, and then I know we have it because we already have it in our possession. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I put myself to say it here, but I will say it. It's uh, Book of Magic number four. Yeah, it's the second Books of Magic of January. I so, know. <laughs> so we got two this month. And it's because uh, of that, uh, you know. That weird our, diamond week. We're yeah. having the weirdest fifth fifth week of this year <laughs> that I can remember in memory, you know what I mean? Like even, oh yeah, even uh, you know, back in the days when they'd have events on the fifth week, there wouldn't be this many comics a lot of times, you know what I mean? We're getting like 30 comics, it's crazy. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, because they because uh, Diamond took the last week of December off, so yeah. everything got shifted. So the fifth week is moot this what, time around. What a crazy thing, man! What a, what an industry! It is. Like Diamond just felt like, ah, we don't feel like working that week, so everybody shuts down. We're all screwed. You know? yeah. <laughs> Whoa! All Hope right, you got your rent paid already. <laughs> oh, geez, that's uh, yeah, you got that right. So anyway. Uh, I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? That'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it dreamy. See ya. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul of faith. Yo, it's mail call. Eric Shay, I have no idea where that might have come from. Let me pull up me notes here and get to and get to the area that we like to call the male section number three. Mm -hmm. My girl, my (laughs) girl says the male section number three is from John Wayne, and John Wayne says, "Howdy, Pilgrim! Howdy, Howdy, John Pilgrim! Howdy, Kilgrim!" Shout out to everyone in the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boop, 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 Right. I have a lot of making up to do with that sound I have a lot of making up to do. And in general, it feels pretty great. Howdy, Krillgrom. Okay. It is weird science. Since I started reading monthly comics in the New 52, I've always had at least one Superman book uh, on my pull. This is the first time this is not the case. Lord Andy, I saw a super victim of Bendis, has had encouraging words for me, which helped as well. And I remember uh, Andy getting excited. baby? He did, and and then he pretended he was a cat hanging there. <laughs> Me, uh, Lord Andy was excited because one of the things that Brian Michael Bendis said when he was trying to, you know, get everybody on his side was that he visited that Cleveland museum, yeah. that Superman museum, and that's what inspired him. Now I blame Andy fully. Well, I still plan on co-hosting, not not Abby, Andy, co-hosting <laughs> Brandon's We Hate Bendis party, Lord 
Abby, Eric, I am more at peace with things because I'm treating it the way you guys treat TK's Batman, a separate continuity that means nothing. Do we do we do that, Eric? Do we? We used to. However, to I must. I know. I must add that I don't care what Trevitt's neurotic keyword notifications tell him. I'm going to keep shit do talking Bendis whenever he comes up in the Slack because facts don't care about your feelings, Trev. Shade thrown. I don't know what's sorry, going on. Sorry, not anymore. sorry. I don't either. I got word that there was a bunch of fights going on, and I was just happy I wasn't among them for once. I'm like, what? People were getting targeted and yelled at? It wasn't me. Thank God. Now to my watch, I was out. So I don't know what's going on. I actually, maybe Trevitt has blocked me on the Slack. Is that possible? Because I haven't seen him in Slack forever. Like, I know how things work. Yeah, really. Really. It's time for meat and cheese. My, my Columbus is <laughs> You're the best I'm, in the biz, Jim. I'm really trying hard to find someone to really sink my teeth into. Woo-hoo, sexy. All I'm right. sticking it out on Aquaman, though I know it's I'm sorry. polarizing. I'm Flash, so sorry. Flash, Wonder Woman, etc. But apart from Detective, Shazam, and Doomsday Clock, everything seems pretty meh right now. I would say that even though I had some qualms about Titans, it earlier Hood, i Wing, think come on, that baby. uh freedom fighters is a good one as well so do I. marvel is doing some fun stuff i'm also looking forward I, to background more than ever yeah and with that nightwing people hate it it seems yeah. but we don't uh, it's okay you know I, I like it it's kind of hanging with us it's like a guy at a party hanging put his arm around us play some cards maybe <laughs> fucking bring Marvel your mashed potatoes all of a sudden you think stuff. you're a stud i never got invited to him i need to in my my mind movies that i have going on you make my eyes you rain like the BMOC I need, of the mind. yeah i am I'm a BMOC, big mind on something. As I absolutely love the shit out of Guardians this week. Think you will too, Jim. That's what he says. Well, obviously, he hasn't listened to the Marvel podcast. What do you think about that, Eric? I wasn't as high on it as everybody else. I have no idea. I have not read any of the Guardians. I wasn't as high on it as everyone else. So there. Good. Take that. You try to be different. Take that, Guardians. You mean you were negative about something? (laughs) What the hell you say? Really? I'm really? What's going on here? But I'm still struggling to find my book at DC now. I know neither of you is exactly loving what they're giving us right now, but do either of you have any iconic runs from the new 52 or pre-Flashpoint you think I should check out? Jim, you mentioned Morrison's Animal Man to me a while back, so I'll check that out. Anything else jeff lemire's animal man is really good as well i love jeff lemire's uh, green arrow run that eric didn't but i, did I really not. like that you like charles soul's swamp thing and red uh lantern i'm More just gonna red answer for you as well yeah a swamp thing was good though when you took it over you were into it a bit it, to a degree uh, that was it did good. get a little over the top with the machine queen and then the you know the story avatar or whatever machine the hell that queen. was is that how it went? Uh, no, no, no. Trying to think of some other. Obviously, uh, you know, some people are in and out of it's the not, Batman. It's not that, you know, Scott first trade of the Superboy New 52, is it? Uh, no. Nobody's talking about that. But you uh, you like the Earth 2 beginning. I you know, love and the even Earth Tom too, yeah. Taylor jumped on it. kind of went down a little. But you like John Layman's Everything Lehman's that we had until comics. we got to World's End was good. I'm just here to mention what you like. John Layman's Detective Comics you like. Uh, you love Vando Senti's Catwoman. Until Gothtopia. Uh, that, no. was, that was good, right? Until Gothtopia, no. Catwoman. Uh, no. I'm trying to think of some other things. There's a bunch of stuff that I did like. New oh, Guardians. you know what else I really liked? I liked – here's a little off-the-rails deal. I actually did enjoy the Palmiati uh, Gray – Batwing, when he jumped on, when Luke Fox became Batwing. It's not iconic, but I didn't mind that. You didn't like it when David um, was Batwing? 
No, I, I, it was okay. I, I just like the remember it was almost like a kumite when sure Luke was. Fox got involved. And I you was know, all M- excited. MMA fighter um, Luke Fox. Another deal. What would be something that's a little off the you know the beaten path would be the All Star Western book that I really enjoyed. I really like the beginnings of Gotham Academy, Eric. Uh, you know, you like Martian Manhunter at the DCYOU. Sure, stuff did. like that though. Rob Williams, he hates our guts. So should I say that? But stuff. Uh, we are Robin. You really liked. So to, yeah, to there's a, a point, lot of stuff. I'm, everything has. Yeah, Good books until a point. And you love Doomed by Scott Liddell. No, I did not love that, but I find the character very interesting. You liked Vibe at the beginning, then that kind of went off the yeah, rails. And then a little Jeff as Johns well. left, and it was then yeah. became awful by the end. I know. Well, you liked the. I think the last issue, I, if I remember, was okay. Stormwatch. Don't don't read Motherfucker that. Motherfucker went to Gem World. I think. Yeah, I know. Number three. Last week, I took over reviewing Wonder Woman for the site, partly because I love G Willow Wilson and nice. wanted to enjoy the book, but mainly because I want Jim to be a happier pilgrim, and figured I could do that by taking He's one of the man books away from him. But man, this run has been disappointing. Sure. You guys know I'm a grad school studying uh, in grad school studying political science, and while I don't need politics in my comics, if it's done, I well, I really enjoy it. Uh, really, I, I didn't get that. <laughs> we fight about this all the time, and I kept telling him, "You say that these politics that G. Willow Wilson was doing, this is not grad school politics to me. It felt like sixth grade. This Unfortunately, elementary school politics. This was not politics and comics done well. No need to go in depth about it, mainly because it was so shallow. There's not much to discuss. Yeah, this is my I, side I said of the that lunch right table. Away. No, oh, yeah, it's my really. side. Let's fight That's about the it. Politics. <laughs> Listen here, you have those blue lunch things, which means that you have free lunches. Get out of town. That was me. Uh, people, when when I was a kid, we had lunch tokens. Did you still have those when Maybe you were I wasn't in, a poor in kid, Quaker though. Town? Oh well, <laughs> everybody would have had these. You'd either have blue. Yellow or something. No, Blue up, was free lunch. Just, you know, we ended up just paying cash at one point, and then like my senior year, yeah, they we were still like a card that. system, and then like a okay. keypad. Yeah, we had these to- at the um, every Monday. You'd have to get in line and buy your token things for the the week, right? And everybody knew where the free lunch table was when you would go to get your tokens. Plus, the tokens were blue. They were like a little octagon thing. They were pretty neat. Uh, this is before yeah, America you, came up with current currency. You know, we had tokens of having, different colors. Well, we ended folks. up having these colors, and then people would just make fun of you for it. So and that was that was not fun. <laughs> I mentioned this in my review last week. Yeah, but there was a moment when the prime minister and the rebels are meeting at the end the prime minister says we should not be pawns in a war between gods and empires and i thought to myself the greek gods are at war with western civilization that sounds awesome is that what this arc was supposed to be where the fuck was that story i never saw it did you guys i still have hope moving forward though but this has been a lackluster start for g will she did admit that she was having problems yeah, getting a grip and she on was the sick for a little so while there that's fine yeah so i'm i'm good with that she can kind of get her feet i always look it. forward to the idea of a good wonder woman let's yeah. them get it yeah, you you should always have a good Wonder Woman book. That's the Trinity. You, you need a strong Wonder Woman. When are we going to get that's a strong basically, Batman? I don't know. Batman, he's his own little thing. That's ba- is, that's the other thing, though. talking about, John. Wait, if Batman get a sucks, Superman? if Batman sucks, it doesn't really affect the overall DCU, really, because it still sells. It's Batman. Wonder Woman, the sales are terrible. You need to up that to get a stronger whole line. That's basically all I got for you guys. You know the Trinity's Batman, Superman, and Green Lantern. Yeah, I remember Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. You <laughs> told me way back. And I, I agreed with you then because I knew I had no better. But I can't say goodbye yet, not before another edition of Pick'em Pilgrims with John Wayne. Yes, you knew it was coming, but I'm Did done I? fucking with you guys, and I'm going to make it more interactive for you both instead of just giving you a list to pick off of i'm telling you john 
That makes it worse. It really, really does. Your dream Justice League lineup. Is it the classic seven? Some random assortment. Is it Midnight and Apollo teaming with the Electric Warriors and the Unexpected? Yeah. yeah Let sure. everyone know. Looking forward to your answers. Pilgrim sending you and your families all the best and shall talk shit about Bendis with you in the Slack all this week. Uh, mine would be Yeah, what do you got here, baby? Superman. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all you need. He's you, strong. You're enough, Superman. Right? It's the Justice League, Superman. I'd have Superman. Uh-huh. Dick Grayson. Weird. Batman, Dick Grayson, Eric. Okay. (laughs) I'd have Superman, Dick Grayson, Wally West. Just say Nightwing. Come on. No, no. It's a new character he's coming up with uh, later, Flamebird. He's going to now take Flamebird on. (laughs) And now Wally West, you got him. Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, Bart Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Iris West, when she had the Speed Force powers. Uh We uh also have uh, Mina. Mina's in there. Yep, We're going to yep. have Avery. Avery. Yep, Avery. Yep. We have August. Wallace. We have August. We have Wallace, Kid Flash. Um, any, am I missing any? Is there anything else there that I got? Uh, Eobard Thawne. Uh, the, the twins. We, we got Solomon. them. Eobard Thawne. We, <laughs> the Tornado Twins from the future. <laughs> the Tornado Twins. We got them and Captain Cold to round it mm. out, Eric. Uh, actually, I, I, like the, I like the classic. I actually yeah. like the classic. I know that you – but this is why I like when we have the idea of you have your Justice League classic yeah. lineup. You, you can interchange Green Lanterns with that. That always yeah. is the case. But with that – then I also like to have the JSA and the JLA. So then you could have like a team because that's where I like to have like well, oh, weird, this team because the, the, the classic is the JLA though. They just I know. The just no, like I'm recently. just saying the classic of what they're doing right. now is what he's talking about. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, a Green Lantern, Flash, Barry Allen, you know, that sort of deal. Aquaman. I do like having these other teams because usually if you just have a dream team lineup, it's very hard not to include the Trinity in it. At least you're always going to have like a Batman Batman and a Superman and stuff. And then it, it's already not as cool as it could be. I'd like to have another team, you know, a JLA or whatever they'd call, you know, Justice League Quaker Town, where they'll have a Hawkman Firestorm. This is Eric's team. Hawkman, Firestorm, Blue Beetle, uh, Animal Man, Firestorm, and possibly Swamp Thing. Something like that. Uh, you know, that's what, if you're going to, because you like the idea of having different Justice League teams. You always like it mixing up, but I'd like to have it so it could be totally different but what would your team be my team would be batman now that i said eight batman wally yeah. west flash obviously shazam hawkman firestorm black canary and kyle rayner green lantern yeah see there you go but you still always have to eat you can never think of if it's just one just league team of not having one of the trinity right well, yeah, it always I, I actually kind of gets you the trinity there. like at the one point you know like well i'm batman saying one seems of them to always need to be the like you know the guy who sets it up and does like stuff and i always just like the idea of batman being there even if like you know in jla like we had batman the founding member of the jla and the whole book yeah he's gone for most of it but he starts things up yeah. it's nice but that's why i had flame bird and, and steve orlando didn't want uh batman in his book but they made him so that's kind of if you want to go that route you're gonna have to have him anyway uh he didn't want batman or lobo in that book he told uh hussein but he was made to do it lobo's not on your list how about john Uh, teenage john he on your list so cassie cassie on your list no these are the kids, Jim. Things. They don't belong in the Justice League. Actually, they belong in the Teen Titans I, or the Young Justice. Yeah, they're older now. Are they? Here's my deal. I think that what I would like, it would be a team of Wonder Woman, Zatanna, uh, Man Bat, 
maybe Detective Chimp, mm-hmm, possibly mm-hmm. a Swamp Thing, okay. uh, John Constantine, maybe, uh-huh. and uh, bl- uh, uh, Blue Devil. Yeah, how about this that? Sounds like Never an awesome that. team. I'd love to Never read this seen book. That right? No, I don't. I don't want to read it at all. But hey, there we go. But we're done with the mail. There you go, John. Thank you, and I'll argue with you later on Slack about politics and possibly Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a new thing we're arguing about in the, the Slack gem right Tom now, Brady? Aaron. Yes, well, right there. You said my thing. I know that it's very, uh, it's very cool to hate on Tom Brady. Is that the cool thing the kids are uh, doing now? The kids are all hating on the Tom Brady's, but hey, I'm not going to hate on Tom Brady. I think the guy has taken right. a Break lot. The trend, with, Jim. with he ended up taking a you know a body that certainly did not look like an elite athlete, Eric, and he made himself into the greatest quarterback of all time. But the Patriots aren't my team or anything. I just like Tom Brady. I like to like guys that you know I like watching and stuff like that. So there you cool. go, Eric. But we're going to go off now to end the podcast. All right, and here we are to end the podcast, and I'm here with Brandon. I get the honor this week. Buffalo Brandon this be my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, the now it. it's here. Well, we still have the end where I yell at Eric about books coming up. I actually get mad at Eric. This is a little we're, – we're going to go a little time uh, sphere here because – I have what we've already recorded at the end and Eric starts throwing shade at me uh, about because I'm trying to talk about the Patreon. You'll hear it in a little bit. And I ended up almost choking on my drink while I was drinking. So I kept trying to talk and he started making fun of me. So I got really mad and started throwing shade that he doesn't do anything on the Patreon. <laughs> I started like, well, what's that? What you doing on that Patreons there, buddy boy? Toys, toys. Yeah, I got mad. Yeah, I said, I said, I think the cellar dweller, he's on strike or something. I don't know. I haven't him and then i even halloween is over i'm telling you i even mentioned i'm like brandon's doing more than him but here we are we're gonna end the podcast uh the books at least uh with two books now also i'll give you a little hint as well of how we how we run things i've already told my book of the week even though I hadn't even read the two books we're going to talk about uh, here. Yeah. I think knowing, that was a safe bet. Knowing that these would never make it ever, but these are two books. One we're going to talk about a little more than the other, and that would be Damage. And I thought to myself, because Primal Age came out, the DC Primal yep. Age, the Target book, and you reviewed it. You reviewed mm-hmm. it on the site, mainly because, I mean, the only one who won't admit it is DC. This is the DC Universe being He-Man. That's yes. this is what it is. And, yeah, and we they, knew they're it. afraid of, of uh, just yeah, saying they don't, it out Yeah, right. they don't want to say, even though they seem to own some of the rights yeah. to He-Man. Yeah, that's what, that's, He-Man yeah, comics that's what I don't yeah. understand. Um, but when that was coming out, I asked you, because you even said a lot of the stuff that you're doing, including damage that we're going to talk about tonight as well, that's canceled. That's going to be done in a couple months. And a couple of the other, you were doing the He-Man miniseries with Injustice. So that ended. So you made the worst call ever to yeah. say to me, hey, hey, if there's any new books, let me know, because I need some reviews. So I said, yeah. okay. And this was actually even yeah, before. pre-Marvel. That's actually. what I was going to say, yeah. before the Marvel stuff. So. When I saw this Primal Age coming, it was announced, and it was a weird deal. Like last Friday, it was announced. All of a sudden, it's announced, hey, 
You know those Primal Age, these He-Man DC Universe figure type deals? Uh, there's going to be a book at Target, a Target exclusive book. And uh, by the way, it came out a, uh, a half hour ago. They always do that. It, it, they drop the – it's like a rapper dropping an album here. So out of nowhere, it comes out. So I said I said to you – but I didn't even know at that point we were going to get a review copy. We did. So I said, hey, you want to review it? And then you're like, yeah. And I said, well, it is Marv Wolfman and, and you know Jerry Ordway. It's a lot of older guys. So you may want to – you're like, no, no. I'll take care of it. Yeah. The minute you started reading it, I started getting message, messages with pictures <laughs> – <laughs> messages about like you got to get a load of this uh i laughed again tonight because as i was getting ready to talk to you i i couldn't get it's 100 pages yeah i could not long. get through it but uh, i did and it read, feels longer than yeah, 100 pages that marv wolfman <laughs> story is about 30 uh, it felt like 300 and while i'm reading it i got to that part with that puffer fish where they use that on their their mouths to breathe yeah. underwater. I'm like, I, I'm <laughs> out. I am I was out. Just like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah, but uh, I figured that damage is ending its run. Did you say it's at 16 or 16? 16, 16? I think I heard it. So last we have after this issue, we have three more. And I figured, you know what, since we're talking about this, and this is how the story wraps around, that I thought, well, if we're going to talk about this primal age, I might as well let you know, me and you will talk about damage. We'll finish this up. And, uh, you know, Eric, he wants no parts of it anymore, so (laughs) I'm willing to finish it up with you. So we'll go to 16. Now, that being said, I am kind of uh, upset. I wish we would have thought earlier this could have been kind of our deal for this whole time. And I know some people actually have been saying... I wish that you still talk sideways. I wish, you know, Silencer's continuing on. That's not canceled yeah. yet. And Terrifics is a Reggie book, so we'll probably continue with that at, at a point. But I think all of these are going to be yeah, – the longest I can see these happening are to 18 to kind of get a full out, you if know. that, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, well, you have – Still a third trade, basically. I, yeah, I think that the last solicited – deal of the terrifics is 15 now again this is going damage is going to 16 so maybe 16 is the magic number and silencer i think is at 15 or 16 solicited and even the solicits seem like they're coming to an end you do have gene luan yang jumping on the terrifics uh going you know probably finishing it up i would guess but damage is ending and we're at the issue 13 and i'll do the credits in a second um but it is Robert Venditti writing, and boy, this book did not have any momentum. We're talking issue 13, and you said something that I have thought for a while now, <laughs> that basically you could interchange, move each of these issues around. kind of You could drop them on the ground. They can all be laying, pick them up in yep. any order, and it'll still make as much sense. Because basically, every if issue, they were never numbered, and you, you yeah, dropped them, and you I had mean, to pick them up. You're right. Every yeah, you, issue ends up just being Ethan fighting. And then at the end, somebody else showing up or somebody, you know, helping them. You did have the Unknown Soldier help at one point. You did have, you know, he fought uh, Poison Ivy. And it just keeps going on and on. This issue, uh, he's been captured by the Justice League. We yep. knew that. I kind of forgot about it until I started this. But it's going to be the same thing. But it is damage number 13. Storytellers, Aaron Lepresti and Robert Van Ditty. They're still it, doing that. Huh? Yeah, I know. It's nonsense. <laughs> Inks by R- Matt Ryan. Uh, not Constantine Matt Ryan. I think that's his name, right? Colorist Hi-Fi and Letters by Tom Napolitano. And they do have the little deal. Ethan Avery joined the military to become a hero, but instead was turned into a monster caused by the justice, captured by the Justice League. He's the one-hour weapon of men. 
mass destruction, codename Damage. And I said to you over at the Marvel podcast that when I was thinking about it, when I was catching up on books, and if you have been listening to Marvel with me and Brandon and Aaron, you will know that there is no book that Aaron likes more than Weapon H. And (laughs) I said that he told me to read it. I liked it. I really do like it. This is pretty much Weapon H. Yeah, I know just that, without claws. Yeah, yeah. The, the joke was that this is the Hulk. This is way more like Weapon H. Or maybe even like when they had Indestructible Hulk, when you had that run, which I do think Mark Wade did, where yeah, Hulk yeah. and when Hulk, and I really like that run, where he Hulk. He worked for like Shield. He worked for times. Shield and yep. said to Shield, basically, you let me use your facilities. And I'll let you use Hulk as an atom bomb. Wherever you want to drop me, uh, I'll trust in you that wherever you send me to blow up everything and beat the crap out, it's bad guys. And then in the meantime, so it did remind me of that too. But Weapon H, it does remind me a lot just because of the the on-the-run feel of this and stuff like that. So through this whole series, you've had the – and I can't even say the progression of – Ethan inside of Damage's head and which yeah, is going to win or whatever. They've it a few times, but they never go it ju- further It never than goes that. further. It's yeah. always the same, so there's not and anything. Th- at this point, they almost make it seem like it, it has gotten further instead of, yeah. you know... Because Batman w- says... Ethan because, basically yeah. has control, he's yeah. kind of saying, but, you know, Damage is knocking on the door, so to speak. Yeah, and, and uh, with that, this... That's really kind of a new info. Yeah, <laughs> well, series. and here you have it that he did... He was captured by the Justice League, so you go and throughout all this, y- you have this idea, you know, where uh, they were using him as a weapon. They-, they mention it all the time. I mean, if you're reading yeah. one or two issues of this, you- you've had enough of that, uh, <laughs> that already. Your brain. Um, so when they get there to the Justice League, that he's at the Hall of Justice, he thinks. And Batman's like, hey, you know, uh, I want to show you around here. We're going to try to figure out things. We're going to get things together. And we might want you to join the Justice League. And with that, you do see them walk around. There's a little weird deal where Martian... Uh, or Miss Marsham walks by, and yeah, it's Ethan. It's not damage at this point. So yep. he's like, "Hey, baby, what's going on?" And she doesn't say anything. He's like, "Man, what a jerk!" And uh, <laughs> but you do see a lot of other people. Like in this one deal, you have Zatanna, there, Hawkman, there's yeah. uh, you know Plastic cool, Man, cool. Kilowog. Yeah. So with that. Batman's saying, I'm going to give you a tour of the Hall Hall of Justice, and we'd like you to join up with us. It's not necessarily to me like you're going to be on the A-team, you know, Justice League. Not that you might be on the A-team, but you end up where maybe this is where he's going to hang out. And it ends up being one of this Batman that Robert Venditti writes is, is first off, is a complete and utter asshole. He's an ass because what happened? We're on the DC podcast here. Yeah, 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 really. We don't have to. He's not bad, bud. He's just a complete asshole. And and he's, he's saying to Ethan, like, you know, you can join us and we'll use you. Like I said, almost like an indestructible Hulk is why I came up. You know, you're going to have to go rules. And the whole thing with this is basically, there's rules here, Ethan. Damage in Ethan's head. Rules? Not on my watch, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And then he's like, rules? That's what that's what they use you as a weapon, yeah, just like the government. That's what Colonel Jonas wanted to do. Have rules. Yeah, and then you have I mean at one point it her made me mad. Her rules were a little worse than yeah, Batman's. I mean her rules I mean, were Batman's a jerk, yeah, but still. This is in my mind, this is where this whole thing starts off on the wrong foot. Is yeah, the I idea of like Colonel Jonas's rules. I'll give you what I 
really thought Colonel Jonas's rules were. You do what the fuck I tell you to, and if you don't, we kill you. There's a rule. You kill people that I say. You think they're innocent? I don't care. You kill them. Batman's rules are probably going to be something like you can't wreck the walls. Right. Uh, you, you can't take a shit don't in the middle of New the Orleans cast. Next time yeah. New Orleans, don't you know? kill people that are on your team. Yeah, you know, basically, Batman rules, Justice League rules, would be the rules that Ethan thought that he was going to play under right. before Colonel Jonas exactly. changed the, hero the game. Rules. Yeah, right. the hero rules. You know, when we go into Atlanta. Don't destroy everything. Yep. Try to keep control. And then in the meantime also says uh, – Batman says to Ethan like, and we also want to check out what's going on with you and Damage. I understand we have out. seen that you are – you know, when Damage is Damage, you're still in there in his brain. We've seen this. We've been able to tell this. Uh, and we want to check out more of that. We want to see, in my mind, trying to help Ethan. Like yeah. saying like, listen, I think that you can control this to where – if these books were – say that Damage was the biggest seller of all time. It's the second best-selling book under Batman that you want to keep Ethan going. This is what the progression I think would have been so that you can actually have a Damage who's Ethan as well and they can just talk. Not not even just in the brain but like when we have Hulk where – Hulk can do so much but when Hulk starts able to be talking and right, joining right, right. a team, he's on the Avengers, then you have – you know you open up a lot more with that. Even in the regular Hulk book now uh, that, yeah. that Al Ewing's doing. Um, so, Although I, I don't understand this issue at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I might be with you. We'll, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. <laughs> and I, uh, so he's there. And it's a test, but what's the test? Because then Ethan flips out and says basically like, hey, listen, uh, no, I don't want to join. And and it is funny. I I like the idea. I don't think that Venditti plays it up well enough here and, and makes Batman a dick, like we said. I like the idea of... Ethan saying he doesn't want to join because it's the Justice League. You should want to join it. There was the deal at one point where they were going around recruiting Justice League members and they went to Oliver's door and knocked and like and he just opened up no and slammed the door on him he didn't want to do it and then there was another time that they were actually there for his son connor uh which was funny too but uh here he says no and then batman's just like he won't take no for an answer but then he hits a button. He goes, they're not. Yeah, he goes a step further. Yeah, they're they're not even in the the Hall of Justice. They're yeah. in the back carrier that was a hologram because basically then it's like okay, well you don't want to be. He is the what? Like this is like he's asked somebody to a prom, and they say, well, you know, I have another date. I don't want to go. Okay, well now I'm going to run you over with my car. Yeah, I, gonna I mean, say, it goes. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to kill you now because he says, oh, you don't want to be in here. Doesn't say, well, you know what? I can respect that. Or unfortunately, we're still going to have to detain you until we can figure out things or whatever. It's just like, well, I prepared for the alternative. And he, they're in the back carrier, open up the back door and shove him out. They shove him well, out. Here's, here's the other funny thing. Like, you know, Batman's done nothing but preach this whole issue about how he knows everything about Ethan and damage. And he studied him and this yeah. and that. You don't know if you try to shove him out of the back. He's going to turn into damage. probably going to turn into also, damage. Also, <laughs> you have captured him. You have him detained. You would definitely know the timer. They right. they know about that. So if he slept 24 hours, it's reset. Yeah. So if you push Ethan out the back of the bat plane – 
into nothingness into the he's going to change into damage and yeah. he does yeah, the he timer does. starts exactly what happens he ends up grabbing the side and just crumpling you know the deal and there's batman who goes i, I didn't plan for that yeah well, well, cool, what, did, really? what, what did you plan for <laughs> what did you plan for then you didn't think you were going to have to fight damage in this yeah. encounter in the air at all yeah. I guess, and then huh? and then all of a sudden about faces and said listen you know superman that stupid idiot he just wanted you to be able to do what you want, but I'm not like that. I'm from Gotham, so I know. So it comes down to like now he has this foam that he ends up squirting on damage, which ends up containing him yeah. until he breaks out of it. But well, yeah, what was the whole plan here? What really no, no, no. was going on? Because it's just there's no story. It's just trying to make a fight with Batman and damage, like the fight with Superman and damage, like the fight with Poison Ivy and damage, yeah. Wonder Woman and damage. We, we've gone damage, through yeah. the rounds. This didn't make me think that Batman was any cooler or better, and it didn't make me think that damage. We know how strong damage is. We know now if you're going to use this as a way to show that he's also a tactical guy because bat you know it, it's just him <laughs> going to town and yeah, by the just end, throwing grenades at him and yeah, stuff so while this is going on damage has ethan they're talking in their brain and like i think this is a setup <laughs> like really i think that yeah i think the setup is he didn't want to join he's gonna kill you maybe yeah. he's testing you but still whatever batman then gets his other you know escape pod he's got it, a hatch down it, there it looks like yeah. the imagine it looks like the Imaginex uh <laughs> bat deal that because eric brought in one time it looks a lot like that he ends up getting in that goes out the escape hatch there messages over to the justice league saying hey league this is batman i'm returning to the hall uh you know and that's where you have and also when he's leaving he says to ethan and damage hey enjoy yourself there enjoy your island getaway yeah so what so this, this all is is a like setup yeah, yes and so this whole idea None of, of this why sense. even start out with anything why did they even let him wake up yeah. If they're going to take them, which they do, here. they take them to Monster Rock, Rock. which might be Dinosaur Island, but <laughs> isn't. It may know. be. It sure looks like it to it me. It does, <laughs> but it's called it's Monster Rock. So why, why did they wake up? Also, just the idea that and in damage and ethan realized right away that oh man there's a lot there's flying dragons there's these the crazy things i mean this is the worst of the worst of dinosaur deal and he's like oh man what's going to happen when, when our hour is up that, well batman's image, even yeah. set him up that he's got five minutes off of that so the poor guy has <laughs> like because of this fight like what is what was the plan about batman and that's the best thing is you have ethan and damage say batman's a real jerk you might not be going too far. He's an ass. He's a, a jerk <laughs> asshole because he just he's, dropped him there. He, he, yeah, he even says island. during this, it's like Batman was even talking about, like, I understand. I understand what happened. You, you, you know, the military used you. You wanted to be good. You're trying. There's never anything in this conversation with Batman and Ethan that ever makes me think that. Batman would be mad at Ethan. Ethan is a good guy. It was, it was the same way last issue with Superman. Like, Superman was just acting kind of like a real jerk. Like, we're going to take you down. We're going to take you to prison. Yeah. And Ethan's kind of trying to butt in and be like, well, listen, listen I was made to do all yeah, this. Yeah, I was made they, to they do this. I don't wanna... these places yeah, Batman seems to understand it as well. <laughs> and they cares. don't care. No. They don't care. And set him up to go damage. 
And if and say he didn't say that because Batman's like, boy, I didn't prepare for that. So did you prepare for Ethan to die? Yeah. Because you or, throw or him out the back of a plane. The island as a normal human. Yeah, but a normal human from that, he's going to die. He's going <laughs> to fall. The fall would kill him. And then even so, what's he going to do in, in, in an hour? And yeah. hopefully this ties around to something where they come he's back. But by a dra- the giant best is, dragon three it's, seconds yeah, on it's not like Batman leaves, though, and says, like, hey, this is Batman. Uh, you know, we have to get to plan C, meet me here or whatever. He's like, I'm coming back. You know, I dropped the payload on Monster Rock. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. I do like the art a lot. I think the Unless art is Wonder really, Woman's really good. Invisible jets hovering over That's there. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll them. see something, but he's marooned on Monster Rock next, and it looks like a big dragon's about to eat him. It's like Fing Fang Foom is yeah. about to take him down. Um, like I said, I, I think the art's really good. Aaron Lopresti's art's really I good. I like it, too. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, this is nonsense. It's, it's complete yeah, it nonsense. Is. What did you give it? I ended up giving it a, a probably a little high for this, but you know, I, I pity this series a little bit. I, I gave it a six five, mostly because I do want to see damage fight some monsters. I think that'll yeah, that might be, be okay. a, a breath of fresh air for the series. To be honest, it's just now, now that he saw Monster Rock, he'll stop fighting. Yeah. That'll be the big. Yeah, we're deal. gonna get story now. Yeah. So uh, plus, we got to wrap this all up in three more, four more issues. So. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a six five. I was kind of generous. Yeah, I'm gonna go five five. Like I'm gonna go five five. I like the art too. It's just you, you can't keep giving us the same book over and over and over. And <laughs> totally Batman sick. just Batman just felt like a jerk. Any issue is every issue. Yeah. Now the next book that we will just talk very briefly about. It is the primal <laughs> age book, and yeah, this, this was, was a book of the week. For this was a reasons, Target exclusive. Uh, I like the idea of it. Actually, I, I think do too. I, I think the idea sounds actually read it. Awesome. I, I did talk. One of the things, maybe it was uh, last week's podcast or whatever, when I, I did mention this, that when this was announced. Uh, I actually said to Eric right away, listen, I didn't know we were going to get review copies. So I said to Eric right away, listen, I know he goes over to Target all the time. I haven't been to Target in a freaking a year. So I said, if you see this, get it and I'll pay you back. And yeah. uh, then we got the review copy. So I said, don't worry, I'll check it out. Boy, I'm glad I didn't buy yeah. well, it. I, I was so the same bad. thing before you sent me the review copy. I, I told the yeah. uh, roommate, I'm like, you know, Greg, you go to Now, now you're married now. That is your wife. That's <laughs> you not a roommate anymore. You grabbed this yeah. book for me. I sent yeah. a picture of it and everything. It seems and... like something, just the idea of it seems like something that you'd want to have, right? Yeah. Like Even if, even if so. you didn't read it, cool. just yeah. page through it and see. And that's the other thing that I think that they're off with. It's a lot of pages of story, and it's a lot of filler story. These stories are bad. I would have rather have had – now, they wanted to make it 100 pages to match the Walmart things. That's what I would think, that that's why it's 100 pages. That's kind of the thing with these these things. So with that, though – I would have loved to have had maybe 75 pages of stories, maybe, maybe two, you know, 32 page stories, maybe an ad thrown in there, but also maybe 25 pages even or whatever of character profiles of these yeah. primal age characters. That would yeah, be tell awesome. tell you about them. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, I that, think so I too. could sit there and just – And there's uh, a ton of characters in here too. Yeah, and do them in a way – 
that are you know, like looks cool to look at. I mean, what they do have in this at the end, they have layouts by Scott Koblish, which you have this crazy little thing that is like on a cork board where it's like this is where it's just the pencils and it goes to it doesn't even show you anything that would be that exciting. There are some no. like kind of uncolored pullouts at points, but this seemed to me that when they decided to announce this on that Friday that it's going to be the target only deal. Uh, I got the idea after reading this that maybe this wasn't always going to be the target exclusive, that maybe they were going to try to make a series out of this. And then when they got these back, they're like, this is crap. Let's just throw it together and throw it yeah, to target. Just let up the snow. It, yeah. it just didn't, it's not good. And Marv Wolfman, I know he is. He's a legend. He he yes, really is. is. I mean, you you we talk to people at least once a month. His name comes up where somebody in the Slack and the Get Fresh group people have gone back and like, boy, I just read the Lazarus contract and man, that thing's awesome. And I just read this deal and I, you know, all these things. And uh, now he's done. Lost it. Yeah. I, I have read yes. now the Raven deal. It's like Michael Jordan I, on the Wizards here. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, it is. It's bad. It, it's bad. And so you have this big story is his story. And boy, it just, it, the Superman, everybody feels off. Nobody it's feels right. Yeah, it is. And it just goes, and we're not going to get that into it. We'll just tell everybody that if you're really into these primal age things that I don't know how into people are. Uh, Reggie was asking, Reggie was thinking about getting some until he found out they were like 15 bucks a pop. And he's like, I ain't getting yeah, these. I know, so, yeah. Uh, it should be like seven, eight bucks. Yeah. And Eric, Eric claims that, you know, that's kind of the toy market now anyway, but still, when when this book first came out and I said, do you think this will sell? Eric was like, no way, because number one, a lot of the people who are getting these toys are more collectors than actually yeah. like kids playing with the toys. And no, so, yeah, I think it's like the old He-Man fans. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think there's a lot of little kids like I got to get this book. Now, the art is okay in spots at points it is, yeah. it's Especially really good the, the but, like splash pages yeah sometimes stuff. though it is it's not good at all no. and and I, i'm going okay. through and that's at least if i had something where i i'd look at it and say well i don't have to read these silly words but even like you start off and there's batman and it, it just the perspectives of things are off sometimes it doesn't even look like it's really inked and colored yeah. fully well, it, it, the transitions too between panels like that first fight with wonder woman i have no idea what's going on between yeah. those two yeah 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 and, and but there's one page as i was going through i'm just flipping through and also you start out and you have at least nine pages of a battle between Batman and a caped figure that you know is Wonder Woman from yeah, the minute she shows up. Beans. Why not say, why go all through this? There's a thing with these orbs, uh, that end up kind of just. Orbs are nonsense. Yeah, they're just, just nonsense. Oh. You have a Joker that looks like a medieval type Joker, but even with that, the, while I'm paging through it, the first really good page that I thought was where all of a sudden you have Wonder Woman with the orb. When she has the orb and she, they're like, you're not going to get away. And she's like, oh, wiser than Athena, stronger than Hercules. I really like it. It looks like an old school Wonder Woman. But then you kind of go back to the nonsense art. Like they, they changed their deal. And also yeah. I want to point out too, because I'm looking, I'm sure you're looking at the review copy as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't, it even had like some of the notes 
and stuff like their proof pages that we yeah. got. We didn't really even get like a quote unquote review copy. copy. Yeah. We got proofs. And I think that's because it, it, it came out and the proofs are even from that day. I don't think that it came out fully done is what well, i i mean it's like this was all a quickly put together idea yeah. and and just grabbed anybody who was around not working at that time like give me a quick yeah and you, have, you know you have marv wolfman there and then you have jerry ordway but yeah it, it, if it's your if you want to check out like i'm looking and then aquaman shows up he looks awful he does look awful. half of the things i i hate to throw shade at at a guy because it's a guy i like but a lot of these things look like kind of a rob liefeld hardware it's like all of a sudden i grabbed them from like the, the mid 90s I, yeah it, it just it looks doesn't like look a little great. john romita jr yeah 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 uh anything to say about the stories themselves no i mean i mean the first one's just to run around and grab all the orbs and then after that it's all backup stories based Basically with yeah. with individual character spotlighting. I, the one good thing I will say is, if you do bother to read everything, which I did, unfortunately, uh, you know the the villain ones are the better of yeah. the backup stories than the hero ones because the hero ones are essentially just a retelling of what you already know of the heroes with uh, with different costumes on. Yeah. Um, all the way down to Batman and Lucius, who he hires to make tech for him and, and stupid things like that. So. Uh, you know, there, there's, there was a lot of opportunity. I feel like they just totally whiffed on. I was excited. And, and like I said, I, as soon as she went to Target and she was kind of looking for it, I'm like, don't bother. I read it. It's atrocious. I'll make fun of it as, I was just thinking too. I, I, I ended up seeing Lazarus contract for Marv Wolfman. I'm in Judas contract. I was talking at the newer (laughs) one, but I wanted to make sure nobody threw shade at me. But, uh, yeah, with this, I, I'm not going to buy it now. I told Eric, you know, don't even bother. It's a steep price. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, can't find enjoyment the in The worst, you know? too, is you get to the end of the Marv Wolfman, it's like, the end? Like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, we'll please, see, we'll God. see. I, I don't think that these will continue. I really don't. The Walmart books, I have read the Walmart books, uh, most of them. I, I'm a little behind now. And I did like, I mean, even much to your chagrin, I did like the Brian Michael Bendis Batman yeah, story. Batman. I, I didn't continue on with it. Um, but w- I think the first two issues I read, I saw the introduction of Ginny Hex. And as that was going on, maybe the third issue I read, they were pretty good. And uh, the problem with those are y- you're only getting 12 new pages and then yeah, you're getting a lot of stuff that I had Back already up, read you, and you the read stuff already, that I've yeah. read already, and especially when they threw in the New Age of Heroes stuff. This does have full out everything's new i mean everything's there it is one good thing so yeah and i mean maybe if you had a little kid who did like the toys and they wanted to get this maybe they could read this and think you know they're not going to know any better so they might like to see it with and if i had the figures like say i had the wonder woman and and the batman and the supermans and and i start reading this and maybe i'm acting out some of the scenes and stuff maybe as a kid i would have liked it more but I couldn't say that this is all ages either. It didn't no. have that tone either. No. So I just – these are – they're just weird. And this goes along with a lot of the things DC has been doing lately. Like you had people complaining about that Tom King Walmart issue where, you know, even if it is a dream sequence or whatever, 
Lois is getting murdered over and over. over and, and these over, are books yeah. that they weren't really – nobody came out and said these are books for kids, but they said we're putting them at Walmart where the Pokemon cards are to get new <laughs> readers. So you're assuming that's what they meant. Yeah. So it, they – DC seems to have a problem where they're making these things happen but not really thinking about how they're going about it. Yeah, or, and or so, we're going to release an uncensored black label and then get mad when things are uncensored. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Like, like I, I know that there's a bunch of the writers that were do- – like Shea Fontana. What is she doing now? She was on Wonder Woman, yeah. and she was also on those superhero girls' books. Why not have her write something like this? So yeah, that it I think can she would be. do better. Then. I think she yeah. would have been awesome. You have Wonder Woman in there. I didn't like her Wonder Woman per se, but I liked her superhero girls, and I think that that could have done well. Do a Wonder Woman story with her. Get you know somebody well, like especially that. Especially if it's something like you're putting in in a toy aisle. That's where this yeah. book is and sold. And that's it's what I'm saying. And instead, you get a, like, uh, a Marv Wolfman's three hundred years old. For crying out loud, what is what is he writing for kids? His kids are older than me. Yeah, you know really. <laughs> His great-great-grandkids probably can read this. Get somebody, like I said, get Shea Fontana. Get some of these other, uh, you know, people who you had on. Get the Bensons. I know that they the br- the bridges were burned with them, and they got out of town because DC, you know, didn't want. But they would have been good on this, I think. You yeah, know, get some somebody. get some other characters. People. I'm telling you, I this is not a joke. This is something that would even be good over the top for Steve Orlando. I was you know just going to say. I was said this is not a joke i think steve orlando would have been good on these yes, this would I be know, something he would be able to do yes and probably like the over the top nature would fit something and i, I like think this. that he'd have a ball doing it yeah. i don't think this is above or beyond him i think that he would be down with it and do something like that not marv marv wolfman and jerry ordway <laughs> seriously what would you jump in a time machine and go back to fucking 78 this is, has this been laying around for 30 years yeah, i mean get get something this is the the problem i have with stuff like this and a lot of stuff with dc just as a final deal is they want us to take this seriously but yet you can tell they don't yeah, you know, know this is just yeah. thrown out there yeah. so they want 10 it bucks does, and uh, never mention well, what did you, you know? give it on the site oh i think i gave it a four yeah because I, I, I did like some of the backups there were a few backups that were decent but they're again they're eight pages out of a yeah. hundred that uh-huh. you know you might like you might not depending on uh, yeah. You know, your tastes or not. Even, uh, the Mr. I'd, Freeze one, you, I think, stood out to I'd me as I'd even my like favorite. a checklist of the characters you can get. I'd look at yeah. that and be like, man, I'd like to get that and yeah, do that. Yeah, show and... me an ad of all the toys. Yeah, <laughs> see that. Or at least if you're going to do this, too. This is where I'm telling you, like a Shea Fontana, I guarantee you that she would have known what the toys were and make it so yeah. that every toy would be somehow depicted yeah. in the in the thing. With at least their own better-looking splash page yeah. or something. I don't yeah, know. Please. You know, I mean, the superhero girl seems to work. My daughter loves them. She's yeah, got a bunch that's of toys and watches like, YouTube like shorts and stuff. Your daughter <laughs> so, and me. That's yeah. who they're made for. I like those. And, you know, I, I like a lot of the stuff that, that they do that they kind of – and they have – and even that, they have that, you know, DC ink and that young adult imprint and stuff like that. This could easily tie into something along those lines, like get yeah. it like that. And it just—it's yeah, a shame. That's the one imprint they're coming out with, I'm actually interested in. I yeah, haven't heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You, you'll end up. Uh, they do have a 
thing that I had in the news this week that a free comic book day, I'm sure you'll pick it up for your daughter. They have a couple of those that, you know, ink imprint and that Zoom that they're oh, going to okay. have. One of yeah. them is uh, a thing about Selena Kyle when she was like 13 or something. Oh, that's 13. Cool, yeah. So I'm sure she'd like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, this would be a cool thing that if it was along those lines for you and your daughter to read and things yeah. like that. and you know what would happen then possibly she might want one of the figures that's kind of how this yeah. is supposed well, to I go mean, she, she loves the teen titans go but she yeah. ended up getting a uh, couple beast boy toys for christmas because yeah. she yeah. loves that book so much yeah, so see? the teen titans go book there you go that's i, I do there's, think there's that, roads in they just don't use yeah them that's much. what you i was gonna say saying? i don't think that dc has enough because you're there i mean you talk dc marvel comics all these things and yet you, you don't have that much on the DC side to share with your daughter except Teen Titans Go That's and, you the know, the superhero thing, yeah. girls. But it'd be nice to have a couple more options as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. That's it for these. Oh, my. We're off, we're off now to talk about the books of the week because I'm, I'm not going to give a score for this. I only read yeah. the first Marv Wolfman story, and believe I mean, me, I could barely get through that. If you're thinking that. of dropping $10 on it, don't. Yeah, but, I wouldn't do it unless you know? you're good. Here's the deal. If you're a guy who collects things and you're already collecting the figures and you want to buy this as a collector's item, then go, you know, have a ball. Yeah. Don't buy this just to read. It, it's nonsense. Might be it able really to flip is. Flip it on eBay for a few bucks. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know it's, what that price I, is looking. Yeah, like. and I, I don't know how these things go about and how like when people talk about them, the the. Uh, the Walmart books, are they going to be collected in stories and things like that? That maybe, uh, even though this thing, I wouldn't wait till it's collected yeah, either. No, I would, either. I would want Well, no these deal. things don't even get picked up on the roundup. Like, no, I see people I know. review the 100 pagers and stuff, but they don't really, nobody, I, nope. they're low press. The roundup you know what I'm is, saying? is that, it's just like uh, uh, Marvel. I was going to do the Purple Daughter, the Jessica Jones uh, collected of the digital, digital deal. There's yeah. the first, and then I was like, boy, I don't see it collecting. You know, it's not on the roundup, so it doesn't really do us good anyway. So I read it. I just didn't review it. Um, but, yeah, and that, that's it. We're going to go off now to finish up with our books of the week. All right. And what is your book of the week? Eric My book of the week Shea? is a tie this week between Shazam number two and Teen Titans number 26. I think mine is Shazam. I, I think I did. I go a little more positive than you on like know eight you five. <laughs> I, I did give Teen Titans an eight, so I'll say it's a tie All as right. well. Which also leads into talking about the Patreon again, because like I said, next week is annuals week. Uh, so if you want to listen to us, you'll have to sign up on Patreon. If not, we'll just see you in two weeks. See you in fourteen. See you in fourteen, <laughs> as you say. But this this is the list of books that we're going to be talking about oh, on the Patreon only podcast. There is a long list here. Action Comics number one thousand and seven, Batgirl number thirty one, Batman Beyond number twenty eight, Detective Comics number nine ninety seven, Heroes in Crisis number five, Justice League Annual number one, Justice League Odyssey number five, Mystery of Love and Space number one, <laughs> Old Lady Harley number four, Raven Daughter of Darkness number twelve. 12, Teen Titans Annual number one, The Flash number 63, The Flash Annual number two, possibly The Silencer number 13, The Terrifics number 12, and Wonder Woman number 63. <laughs> there are so and many also, books. Also, just think if the Doomsday Clock wasn't delayed again. We yeah, would have had that this week as well. That, week that as got well. delayed. So, yeah, if you want to hear us talk about all of those books in full, go and join our Patreon. I almost just threw up, Eric. What the hell on just Patreon.com. I'm like, did he have a stroke? Slash 
weird science. Go. There's going to be links in the show notes of this show as well. You can join in. And if you join in in February, then you can be uh, there for, is this peanut gallery shit? You you can go and be on there for like a free trial for the month of February and check out all of those shows that we do. All those shows like, you know, the the horror movie show. What about it? I'm I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. You you might be able to get some of that. Hey, you're throwing shade at me. I'm going to throw it right on back, buddy boy. Ding sound. sound. That's why the cellar dweller might have had a stroke as well. Who knows? Who knows about Eric Lee? I have no idea. But also, uh, Brandon has started uh, some Patreon shows as well for Marvel stuff. So he did a Marvel sales podcast and then also did a Marvel solicits nice. one. But yeah, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Check out some stuff. And if you join, that would be great. And there's many a level to choose from. Fatty. So we are done for now. Uh, what do we say here? Everyone have a great week. We- Keep it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven or fourteen. And welcome to This Week in Lois Lane History with your hosts, Lord Andy, Lady Abby, and we're uh, making a shout out, of course, to the Good Fresh crew. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for all the uh, uh, positive feedback, too, for our last episode. That was a fun one. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible issue, but uh, (laughs) which was what, Gen 13, and it was from 2002, I can't remember the number, like 71 or something like that, but it was really bad. We gave it a a three on average of our scores, so. Uh, Yeah, and um, we got it for like a dollar, though, so that's cool. Yeah. I think. I mean, I guess I got I more entertainment out of it. Yes, for sure. And so did some of the uh, good friends. So, uh, thanks. <laughs> little so, big tits. Little big tits. Yep. I'm working on the country album now. So, mm-hmm. um, ooh, that's a good idea for for the show. Oh, yeah. Well, now I got something to do. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other guy? I was going to say a shout out to Jim and Eric, uh, of course, of Weird Science DC podcast crew. WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And I, do they have the Marvel site yet? I can't remember. I'm they sorry. WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. John yeah. Walton, I believe, was saying something. Yeah. What was it? WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Oh. So, uh, and a shout out, of course, to Chris, Chris and Reggie of uh, Cosmic Treadmill and uh, everyone on the Get Fresh Create, uh, A.A. Ron, for your uh, feedback earlier this week. And um, dude, I'm really excited that they're, they're delving deeper into the Marvel U right now. I'm Marvel. not. <laughs> What else is there to read? There's something good. Uh, what? I think Marvel's putting out better stuff than DC right uh, now. I don't think so. 
Oh, wow. See see how things have changed since we But met. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. I don't I know. I think, more Marvel than I think Spider-Man's pretty good. Mm, I, think I like Spider-Man and Deadpool. The uh, uh, Invincible Wasp? The Unstoppable Wasp is pretty cool. Um, He's just looking Deadpool's around pretty decent right now. Deadpool Spider-Man is a fun series. Trying to recall a name of a title because he can't think of no, it. No, uh, Spider-Man just kicked off. I haven't really actually read that issue yet. I picked it up, uh, number one or whatever. But. I do want to read into the Spider-Verse. I think that would be well, the Spider-Verse. Fantastic Four, I think... I was excited at the beginning of the series, around number five now, which is like a wedding special, so it's going to be huge anyways, and kind of off storyline, but I think they're kind of milking it. They always milk it. And no it's shit, kind of welcome like, to comments. <laughs> but it's just like, eh, I'm still going to get it every day, or, you know, every month, but um, I don't know. Yeah, that's how we feel about our periods, too. <laughs> but DC, I think the only thing I'm really excited about right now is like, well, I love Adventures of Super Sons. It's like a classic for me, but... Well, I mean, Aquaman's starting to get really dragging on me when everyone else is, like, giving up on it already. I'm like, no, it's still a good car! And then I think that's just mm-hmm. a bad aftertaste of the denial. movie. Uh, it's just, river in Egypt. But, uh, anyways, we're here not to talk about those terrible titles. We're here to talk about great titles and lovable characters. Like Lois' girlfriend, Lois Lane. Yeah, so we both agree, right, that she we the she's the most hated person i think like oh, right, like God. you know you can try to pick your best villains your favorite villain, but like the person that i hate oh, yeah. and despise oh, yeah. more than anybody else and yeah. i've bitched about I don't on hate a lot of villains. i actually don't hate a lot of villains yeah most villains i identify with especially yeah. when they're trying to kill lois lane I know. so <laughs> that's hopefully a lot of them. she if you're not familiar with lois lane she is uh the first woman of the dcu <clears throat> uh, character and she's also the first bitch of the dcu yep and um I don't feel bad about saying that. I, I think everyone, if you spent five minutes with Lois Lane, you'd probably want to just slap her. Or, or the first 30 seconds and then... Yeah. And then throw her off the top of the Daily Planet building. But don't worry. Superman will catch me. It's mm-hmm. fine. So she's been... Everything. Well, really quick. Uh, she debuted in the first, you know, the most important comic of all time, actually. No. Comics number one mm-hmm. with Superman. That was uh, June 1938 and... Everyone listening, they probably already know that. So, blah, blah. She's normally written around five foot seven, hundred twenty pounds, uh, bluish purplish eyes, black hair. Um, you made a disgust look there. When I yeah, her BMI <laughs> should not be that little weight for how tall she is. First female DCU I mentioned. She's done practically everything. She's been black. She's been like a kung fu person. She's been a military operative. She's, of course, the number one reporter in the world, and she's been boyfriend of the. Biggest hero in the world forever. Uh, now she's a mother of like a half god son, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, she's been everything. They've they've over the years, and all that time. She's of having, nothing. Yeah, like eighty years, <laughs> you know. Or, yeah, I know she's still a hater. So, yep. but um, over over eight years, like she's basically like out of all the characters in the DC universe, I think more shit is like she's done, you know, oh, yeah. for a character and. That's the outstanding cool thing about her, and she's cool for some of her principles, but she's just an awful human being, yeah, I think. She's, so, oh, she's super And selfish. she's a pretty bad mom, and uh, uh, not a really good wife, uh, you nope, know? she wasn't even a good girlfriend. And she, she was an awful girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's very selfish. Uh, she's always out for number one, and yeah, that's why we're here to tell you about how great she is. And, and mm-hmm. uh, like I said, Superman, girlfriend... Uh, number five from December 1958. I know it's January and we apologize, but 
we're like, we could go back one month for this one because yeah. I think you'll understand why. And we're getting back to our roots here of just terrible, awful comics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Gen 13 was a terrible, awful comic, but yes. in the wrong way. It wasn't yeah. entertainingly terrible. It was just I like, mean, what the fuck am I looking point. at that's right now? That's the point. It wasn't yeah. made for the good writing. No, they call it image yeah. comics for a reason. Yeah. Titty yeah. art. Titty art. That's what they should have called it. Mm-hmm. Jim Lee and whatever, whatever, break off. Titty <laughs> art. <laughs> Known for characters such as Spawn. We got spawn. side boob. We got front boob. We got <laughs> bottom boob. We got whole frontal boob. <laughs> and legs for days. But... This woman does not, well, she's just got days. Um, this is Lois Lane, and, and she's featured in this story, which just caught her attention right away. Lois Lane as the fattest girl in Metropolis. Oh, my God. And uh, before we take a break, we'll just discuss the cover here really quick. So, I, we agreed I'd play Lois Lane. And yes. You'd play the Man of Steel. you play such a good woman. <laughs> Well, it's got me in a lot of good cosplay. Or a lot of good parts. (laughs) But, uh, so a fat Lois, mind you, this is 1958, so just close your eyes and you can see. Yeah, 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 that's going to come up too. Sexist, racist, um, racist. Yeah, pretty much. And this is when the uh, comic code was ruling the day and just flat out ruining comics because comic uh, companies were editing. They let this buy. Oh, yeah. Well, this is... This is going to yeah. give little females great, great, great body issue. Oh, yeah. That's what we discussed right away. It's like, I don't know where they got that from. Seriously. Yeah. But, so, Lois Lane is standing in a mirror. Uh, looks like she's in, like, a department store. So, no, she's in the Hall of Mirrors in a fun house. Of course. And... She's in the circus. She's so oh, still looking fat in the skinny <laughs> mirror. Oh, she looks skinny because she's actually fat. Right, mm-hmm. So, she's in, a, like, a classic 50s dress, though, and... Uh, she's got like her gloves on and uh, the little hand purse, right? The little handbag, yeah, yeah. The little pumps. Pumps are cute. Um, and the hat with the feather. Mm-hmm. But she's she's staring in the mirror like, oh my! And oh says, my! She's not English. Just, Hello, I'm Lois Lane. <laughs> as y'all know. <laughs> then she might be slightly more tolerable <laughs> if she had a British accent. Probably listen to that. Oh, what I'd give to be the slim Lois Lane I used to be, like the reflection in this trick mirror. If Superman ever saw me now, I'd die. Mm. And okay, yeah, really quick, let's talk about that. Uh, so, 1950s Lois Lane, 1930s and 40s Lois Lane, before the comic code, was uh, an adventuresome, outgoing, outspoken, did her own thing, independent woman. Still a bitch, but just, you know, independent reporter. Yeah. The 50s happened. Society changes in really awful way in a lot of ways. Uh, and uh, women are all written, basically, if you are a hero, even Wonder Woman was basically baking cakes yep. and, and being the housewife and right. trying to win the hearts of their particular hero or not even Steve Rogers. Male, which not, or not Steve Rogers. Male uh, uh, figure. Uh, male figure, yes. Mm-hmm. So it was an awful time for, for comics, period. Mm-hmm. And they almost died off. Uh, and it was an awful time for basically any minority or, or women aren't minorities, but it's always been kind of shitty for women. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. They also um, do, they, they, I think they reviewed it. Um, they also did that really awful comic where she turns into an African black. Yeah. Oh, yes. Chris and Reggie did uh, yeah. the one where she turns into a, uh, would you still love me if I'm black? And Superman doesn't even have to answer the question. They just kind of write, oh, well, you're back to your normal self. Lois yeah, so I guess we'll see if he you. loves her when she's fat, too. Because, yeah. God forbid, <laughs> you gain some weight. Yeah, she's looking pretty plump. Jeez. Speaking of all this, though, uh, you and I are both listening to I Finished It, and I I do want to write a review for this book. Mm-hmm. It's an actual book. It's pretty and, sweet. Uh, but we're listening to an Audible, 
But it's called Supergirls, Fashion, Feminism, Fantasy, and the History of Comic Book Heroines. And right now I'll tell you, uh, I gave it like a 9.8. This is a, I learned so much. I knew a lot of it already, but like how he explained it was brilliant. And it's a hilarious book and like also shameful. Like as a male, I just feel dirty. Oh, good. Welcome to the club. You know, so, and who's the author? I'm sorry. I should say that right off the bat, but by Mike. Madrid, who I think lives in San Francisco as a comic book collector. And, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, he's a... Uh, I, I love this book. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and you're like halfway through, like, right? chapter seven, and it's really awesome. And like, I, it's really cool. It's 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 very informative. They talk about this uh, this issue in the book. Yeah, they talk about this. So. They talk about, like, the Power Girl issue I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. I always like, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's a very good book. Everyone should pick it up, for sure, because, like yeah, I said, I, I gave it hell of a rating. So, uh, with that, we'll go to a quick break, but... When we come back, like as promised, uh, oh boy, be excited! Superman's girlfriend number five from uh, December 1958. <laughs> Superman gets his own makeover, from a rough and tumble social crusader to an establishment figure. And things aren't much better for Lois Lane. This tenacious reporter gets to the fifties, and suddenly she's not the tenacious reporter anymore her real focus is is Clark Kent really Superman whom I love dearly even as a child I was annoyed by how Lois was portrayed I was I was annoyed by what she was doing it aggravated me but then I wasn't so happy with Superman at that point either all right welcome back we had to take a quick break here to get drinks and everything else all wrapped up so yeah really quick we're talking about December 1958 and once again we're we're going to do a January one, but we, hey, we already did two January issues. We're allowed to do a December issue of yes, yeah. history. And, and like I said, it's worth it. So mm-hmm. uh, this one went for 10 cents, and it came out oh, this December 1958. But get this, uh, uh, Lady Abby. Uh, also in December 1958 was the debut of one of my favorite characters, Adam Strange. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I actually used to have a book like this of Adam Strange stuff, and I sold it for like beer money. Mm-hmm. I will never do any of that again. We're stuck with these until no, we die. Yeah, but that was back in the day. Like, my first time, I was a huge collector. And that's why it took me probably long to get back into collecting, because I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this all over again. <laughs> that's why I refused to buy Captain America. I used to have so much Captain America, and I'm like, even figures are all... I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if my kids took them with them, so I don't know. But anyway, so that was pretty interesting. That happened in Showcase number 17. And Lois Lane started getting her own title, I believe, in Showcase, like number five or four. So there you go. Um... Because, you know, she deserves it. Just kidding. She deserves it. So, went for 10 cents, as I said. Uh, Number five was written by Otto Binder, artist Kurt Schaffenberger. 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 And the cover, like, (laughs) these are actually well known. Yeah, I know. You're just like, I want a chef to cook me a burger. (laughs) Chef cooking me a burger. That's, I'm sorry, we have to start the podcast over. So, uh,. And then the cover up. We gotta up go another break. We gotta go for a burger. Yeah. yeah, and this weather, too. Yeah, we're in the middle of the storm of the century. Storm of the century. Which, century. when I grew up, this was called winter. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, the news has nothing else to talk about. So it's, uh, we're all gonna die. And mm-hmm. people are crowded to the uh, grocery stores. Well, apparently, trunks can't make it through the uh, snow drifts. Yeah, well, that's true. We're. We're worried, selfish people we are, like Lois Lane. <laughs> like, well, I don't want them to ruin our podcast. These assholes trying Superman to get out of there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a guy with, like, a huge-ass truck, and he can't get out of the parking space right outside my window, which is yeah. 
Living in the first Pretty floor ironic. kind of sucks for so many reasons. But uh, they plow and then it like puts the snow like. Oh yeah, yeah, to, like, yeah. There's, there's mountains and up against the can't make it You can't make the, it through. Get the a little shovel, hump. boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing with condos. You don't have shovels because well, everyone here would throw out their hip anyway. They probably also have a circle K a block over that way. Yeah. Oh yeah, for thirty five dollars. Return after you're done. I don't think they have returns there. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> You're just covered in sweat. <laughs> <It's> like... Exactly. <laughs> okay, fine. Tried to plug it in and it just wasn't charging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wouldn't, charge, it wouldn't take a charge. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking right now about Lois Lane as the fattest girl in Metropolis. Metropolis. Uh, Metropolis. So, since I'm doing... Oh, the lowest lane. Do you want to do I the will yellow stuff? And bear with us. We're sharing one book, and it's not like a comic book. It's from a. Uh, it's from the seventy-year celebration of seventy-five years of Lois Lane, mm-hmm. which I bought kind of just to piss off Abby. She's like, "Why?" But I got the yeah, like, I paid like five dollars for it. Really? And so can you set it on book. fire now or yeah. later? Because I'm not going to read this book. So it's all you. You're about to read it now. Mm, just oh. this, just this issue. Oh, you're gonna read all. You're, you're gonna fall in love with Lois. I'm gonna fall in love with Lois. Oh my gosh, she's the best character series. ever. That's when you know you should just take me out back and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> like I got rabies, I'm going to die. Just take me out back and put me down. <laughs> going through our comics, I'm like, when did I get all these Lois Lane? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how'd those get in there? Oh. <laughs> That's Lois Lane's voice. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Oh, I know that happened. <laughs> no, he's, now she's got like a southern accent. How the hell is Superman? <laughs> Superman? Okay. <laughs> Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Why does Lois Lane shriek one day when she looks in the mirror? Why does the girl reporter shun sodas and candies and go on a severe diet? And why does she particularly avoid meeting Superman? The man she secretly loves. Okay, wait a minute. Why is it that she secretly loves him, but the title is called Superman? That's what I was just girlfriend. saying. They never that's really. absolutely ridiculous. Like, the whole play of the story is like, is he her boyfriend or is he not? Is oh Clark my her God. boyfriend? That's absolutely you know, but, ridiculous. Yeah, she sucks. Yes, you guessed it. It all comes about when Lois Lane gains weight and thereby wins the unwelcome title of. Fattest girl in Metropolis. Oh my god, she's not even like ginormous. Like she's like she's like average American right now. Yeah, like she's she's, she's Walmart. I've yeah. even seen girls like that at Target. Yeah, absolutely. Like she's not like nice morbidly obese. Yeah, she's still got a nice butt. Yeah, she does look like I said. She's like not thick. terrible. She's not terrible. Like yeah. this is so fucked up. <laughs> that is kind of fucked. Like if I'm out. And that particular woman and then you was wonder my why, age like, like flirting with me. I'd probably be like, hey, what's up? You know? Like women have like image issues. Yeah, like sucks. seriously. This is, where, this is where it all started. Fuck you. Who's the writer? She's definitely not 120 pounds. Who's the writer, who's the writer of this goddamn fucking Otto, issue? Auto Binder. And he's, Fuck that he's not Otto Graham, the uh, quarterback for the Browns. Auto what Binder's like a famous writer too. I think it's worse because Superman's about to say, pardon my saying so, <laughs> miss. But you're quite a load, Puff. You know what I mean. the, the girl I most often fly with is Slender Lewis Lane. What the fuck, Superman? <laughs> you're a piece of shit. He's shaming her. You're an ass. This, like, this is the first thing that Superman said. You're a piece of shit. So anyways, the first panel is like Superman that's carrying 
Fat Lois Lane. Over the cityscape. Over the yeah. cityscape. Like, bitch, you have super strength. You can lift buildings and, like, fucking throw people into the sun and shit, but you can't fucking, like, pick up a 200-pound woman. Go fuck yourself. Yes. Like, seriously. He's, he's, he's being like, a dick about it. You threw sure. Bane. Like, how far? Go fuck yourself. Like, you're an asshole. Like, there's that. I need that, uh, I need the, um, the the soundboard. the soundboard for a fatty. I yeah, need fatty. it. I need it because it, it'll be saying it the whole fucking time. Jesus Christ! What a piece of shit! Fuck you! Fuck you, Clark! You're a piece of shit. Anyways, no, he is. Now. I mean, Superman has been pissing me off lately. And lately, this is in the 1950s. Like, I'm just saying, the the more oh, deeper and deeper down the well I go, and the more stories. He's a piece of shit. He's, he's kind of a dick. It was not even <gasps> a dick. He's like he's just. Are we turning against your? No, no, I can hero? never turn against the idea of Superman. The idea but, of Superman, that's like, no, that's not a thing. It's a thing. The idea of sex is it, yeah. better than the actual sex? No. Sometimes. That's not how that works. Really? Not that, that sucks for you. I'm just saying. That sounds like you're a personal problem there, buddy. Well, you're stuck between a goat and a sheep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. don't judge me. I, so. I didn't know that much about you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know who I hate more. You were fucking Superman or Lois Lane. I'm surrounded by people I hate. I fuck goat and sheep, Lois Lane, but I've never seen such a cow like you. But, oh. That's uh, <laughs> fucked up. Where's the beef? <laughs> so the other fly over the scape, and she just... You know, she's blown away. She says, and she, I love how she's got her finger up, her pinky up. Like, she's oh. still trying to be dainty. Yes. Says, I'm Lois Lane. Oh, I was 100 pounds ago. But super, oh, so she's not even herself. Oh, my God. Like, she's not, she doesn't even identify as her own self now. Yeah. Because she's 100 pounds more. Mm-hmm. And if we go by DC Encyclopedia, they say that she's 120 pounds. So she's only 220 pounds. Yeah. That's not. And she's not even drawn heavier than that. Maybe, what would you say? Like, seriously? I'd not say that 200 much. pounds, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So, I'm the thing, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> already a fat joke, too. If he never finds out it's me, or I'll have a fat chance of winning his love. God fucking Christ. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> seriously? Seriously? Oh. Uh, so, you now. like the heavy size last episode. Just wait, guys. They're coming. <laughs> So in the hills outside of Metropolis, a ruthless gangland plot is carried out under the cloak of darkness one night. And so now we see this car being run off the side of a cliff, because I guess there's big cliffs outside of Metropolis. And, uh, By the like way, this... we're not even through the first page yet. Yeah, this is panel two. <laughs> so <laughs> these a uh, car, oh, it's probably Lois Lane, I'm guessing, I don't know. But there's a car coming in the back. And Fat Lois see... Lane or Skinny yeah. Lois Lane? Yeah, we don't know yet, we don't know yet. Uh, and then so this car is swerving around the, the, the road, and then we see this car flying off. It looks like they're trying to kill somebody because uh, there's a guy in a fedora and a, a coat jumping over. I'm sorry, and um, you know, he's, and he, I think he's driving the car over the edge. You know, like um, uh, west by northwest or north by. Anyway. But goodbye, Swag Swanson. Why should I split the <laughs> Swag That's the best Swanson? Rap name ever. That's a good porn name. Oh my god! But Swag Swanson. <laughs> what type of swag are you wearing? But why should I split the loot from our last jewel robbery with you? You take a ride over the cliff while I jump out. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna, you know, if you're I'm about to tell you my whole plan right now because I'm. But he's swag. doing it like what so. It? He's jumping out of the car now. Imagine trying to do this. Imagine trying to drive a car. Over the edge of a cliff with somebody in it, 
And like, why are you doing that? You're yelling that. I'm just going to jump out now. <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. Slay Thunder. Why should I split the loop with you with the last two? I'm going to jump out right now. Ah! I know. Yeah. So it's flying out. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he's putting a lot of effort. He's landing smoothly on his feet. So. Must be a Kryptonian. Returning from a weekend out of town, girl reporter Lois Lane stumbles on the grim deed. And so she gets fat? Because she's skinny. You gotta get her on panel three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's skinny in this panel. So this is a yeah, yeah. It's like a prelude, you know. Gotcha. So, oh, that Dame saw me. Yes. Yes, um, I love. I think we should have a count for like Dame Broads. What's the other one? Get yeah, down, Broad. <laughs> How about uh, oh, I'm Lois. That's right. I'm the only witness. I'll report to the police. But 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 how can I describe him? He's so average, so distinguishing <laughs> fe- no distinguishing features at all. That's fucking that's, true. Yeah. <laughs> Is she talking about his dick size? What's worse, being called fat or average? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, They're pretty that's fucked a good, up. Yeah. They're both pretty, like, Because I fucking fat Lois Lane. Yeah, I bet you would. But just an average guy? I don't know if I'd fuck with <laughs> You have a really good point, though. You have a, that's a guy, so there you go. <laughs> well, there's Clark, so we know Clark's coming up. We turn the page, and now the next day, I'm guessing, at the police station... Of those, sorry, he's he's none of the criminals in the rogues gallery, and I can't tell you what he looks like. He's so so ordinary that I could only identify him by his penis. Well, if you <laughs> well, if you run across him, notify us immediately. The next day, after Lois writes up the story about what I saw some shit go down, but I can't really tell you anything. I know, right? Was so he told us the thing that he was going to do before he actually did the thing. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't hear any of that. Did she hear it? Oh, she has super hearing sometimes. So the next day, after Lois writes up the story for the Daily Planet, she goes, um, Lois scooped you this time, Clark Kent, and she'll have another scoop if she runs across that killer and helps convict him. Girl reporter witnesses murders as the, uh, you know, that's Perry White obviously talking. Uh, he's probably, oh, I know they changed the name from when it was Star. J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, you're right. Yep, same guy, same hair. So, same cigar. Mm-hmm. Same cigar brand. Mm-hmm. Same, well, he normally wears a suit instead of the vest. I gotta yeah, say that. But, uh, what does Clark say? Hope she's uh, lucky. Uh-huh. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Later, as a new assignment sends Lois to interview a famous scientist. Hmm. Professor Colby, what is the sensational new discovery you mentioned over the phone to my boss? It's an amazing growth ray, Miss Lane. I cannot reveal the secret details, but watch what it does to that small plant. So he's shooting this, looks like an R2-D2 droid almost, but like... Kind of but like an old projector type style. Like yeah, stuff exactly. Like, like a different droid that you'd see. Like, like wheel in. And they're, um, it's, it's shooting gamma rays, obviously, or something, to at this potted plant across the room. And Lois is a fucking dumbass. Before long, astonishingly, oh, this wide-ass x-ray thing I'm shooting is... But Lois is standing next to the fucking plant. What is she doing? She's such a stupid bitch. I hate her. Because <laughs> so, obviously when you're shooting a ray, it's yeah. like... So, let me flop a ray. What are you doing? <laughs> I can ask it questions. So... Why? It grew swiftly. The berries are much larger. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it grew so swiftly from average and ordinary to such an enormous, lustrous, thick plant. I told you like a good Oh, look what he says. Plumper. Plumper. <laughs> <laughs> are we still talking about the plant? Oh, God. Right. 
you might say. I'll wheel the machine to my other plants. Oops! The ray struck you by mistake, Miss Lane! You know, it's it's shooting blue Uh, rays. She walks right in front of it like it's not an accident. I felt a tingling. Oh oh my god, this is such a fucking euphemism. uh, Be an orgasm? Yes, no, probably not. But the next alarm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they didn't give those to women back in the (laughs) days. That's true. Just make me a sandwich. What's the doctor say? Make me a sandwich, Lois Don't worry. I'm reasonably certain the growth ray. Works only on plant life, not humans. Honey. Must be that uh, she's a weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's. Let's try the other one. Mm. Just poison ivy. Oh, that's a no. A Absolutely not. Poison ivy is way smarter than this fucking dumb. Oh, I know that. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, poison ivy is a fucking doctor. You're, you're saying she was a weed. I was trying to think of like what her plant would be. It's my soul plant. <laughs> like, it's my spirit <laughs> plant. Like, I don't know, a fucking thorn bush. Like, you know. It's probably a thing. You know. But, yeah, we should we should copyright that, put out a book. What's your plant? Um, but what? <laughs> Learn how to live a healthier, happier life. All right. But the next morning, but when the alarm clock wakes up, Lois, the next morning, and you see a big, chubby hand reaching for it's not, well, you know, but it's, just, uh, it's obvious. Yeah, and she hits off the alarm, but you just see the hand, the little hand uh, hit the alarm clock. <laughs> and her pajamas have split open, and her mirror reveals the shocking answer: my robe. She's and so much it's more split. plump. And she's she's plump there, but she doesn't look that bad. And, oh my goodness gracious sakes alive! I've turned fat overnight. <laughs> and then you see her plump little feet sitting on the uh, scale. I weigh more than Think twice as much as two hundred. Just two hundred. Oh, more than she, twice. That means she weighs like ninety pounds. pounds. Oh my, yeah, you're right. That's, ninety pounds. Oh. That's gross. I, I weigh more twice as much as before. And that's the professor's growth rate did work on me. I can't return, or can he return me to normal? Sorry, Miss Lane, I have no antidote. But I began to work on it immediately. I should have it soon, in a month. In a month? No problem. More problems face Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can I even go to the office? She's so, like, look at her. She has pictures of herself. Yeah, she's got photos of, of herself. Just herself. She's in got eight background. by tens in her. She has yeah. eight by tens that are, like, thick, like, thick frames. That's like a two-inch frame. That's just, like, a profile picture That's of her. That's me. Seriously. That's me. She's not even doing anything. She's selfie. Not, like, she's, seriously. That's before selfies. She yeah. She's like millions of pictures of yourself on the wall. And then you pay people to do that. Yeah. I'm like, I need pictures of myself in my house, so thanks. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> not with, like, That's anybody. That's me putting uh, but so now she's in her bedroom and she's going through her closet. She says, "How can I even go out in the office? Or none of my dresses will fit me now." Hmm. The lady in the next apartment is overweight too. Maybe I can borrow clothing from her. Wow. Hey neighbor, you're fat. I need more fat clothes. Seriously. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Gosh, I didn't recognize you, Lois. Of course you can borrow one of my dresses. I buy them at the fat girl shop. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, a, we can't make this up. I guess this it's is, Walmart. Is this it? is the. <laughs> fuck you! I like Walmart. I buy shirts for you at fucking Walmart. So fuck yourself. Uh, presently, so fat girl shop. Went to the fat girl shop. I guess I'll have to shop there too now. At the Jesus shop, so she's Christ. at the store, and she's just got her shoulders are like slumped, and she's just she's hating herself. 
And uh, perfect, my dear. That dress makes you look 30 pounds lighter. Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's a skinny this saleswoman. Wrong. I'm going to fucking punch yeah. her goddamn She's not like a looker, you know? No. And, and she's just, like, I don't know, just her. I'm, like, sad. Because that, that's really good art right now where you, you feel the emotions through the figure. You know yeah. Um, but it, it would take 100 pounds to really help. What if Superman, the man I love, saw me now? I must avoid him at all costs. Yep, every little girl out there reading this comic, remember, if you're a little bit overweight, you should, you should go avoid the man and just kill yourself. <laughs> After you buy something really nice, it's the fat girl shop. Yeah, seriously. So. Uh, Jesus Christ. As Lois leaves, and you know what I was saying earlier about the book thing? Like, I feel shame now. Like, I was like, that was a really good book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but now, just being a male, and like, how, how bad the comic book industry has been since the beginning of time. Yeah, but anyways... As Lois leaves, our fear comes true. Superman is flying by in the sky. Heavens, here comes Superman on patrol. How can I hide? Oh, I have it. May I have a ride with you, ladies? Oh, and it's a car filled with two plump other ladies. Sure, hop in, dearie. Er, squeeze in, that's it, if you know what I mean. Yes, squeeze in. But Lois' added weight brings disaster to the small car. Crack, bang, boom, spunk, all the tires break off of the axles. Okay. We yeah, you, you know these 1950 cars were so... Jesus. You know, like all, you know, uh, fiberglass and, and really cheaply made. Yeah. yeah not, they weren't like, you know, four-ton, you know, tanks and all. Mm-hmm. that could take uh, three modestly weighing women. And then here comes... Superman! The added weight bringing disaster to a small car. Yeah, so I'm talking about the brain part why the car breaks down and says, oh dear, the car's breaking down. What will Superman... Oh, well, that will bring Superman here for sure because he fixes his cars too. Because that's what the fuck is <laughs> Oh, a bunch of fat ladies over there. <laughs> I better change all their tires. Seriously? Looks like <laughs> I'm needed there. A super fucking man with his fucking butt whistle coming in. Like, what the fuck? So he just picks up He picks up the whole car. car. Fl- this is really good art, though. I have to have The to art's pretty fat. The art's fucking cool. So yeah, he like picks the- up the whole fucking car while he has fucking Lois Lane underneath his arm for some random ass reason now because yeah, before why she was inside the car and now she's like not yeah what he, he he's like let me grab you and put you under my arm yeah seriously right and then fly off with the car with really? the car in my fucking hand by the way you're heavy while i have a car <laughs> holding with one hand above my head with two other fat bitches in it i need one arm just for you what the fuck you're a piece of shit superman like i just want to point out you're How fat you are. <laughs> I can do a car with one hand with two other women who are pretty fat, but not as fat as you and their car. And oh my God, I can't do it. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> did, you, did you read his line? <sighs> Luckily, I'm so changed. What? <laughs> Oh, no, this is your part. Sorry, that's why I was confused. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you do Superman, though? Oh, I have to do him first. Yeah, so he's flying off of the car. I'll fly you to the garage. But there were too many of you inside. I'll carry one of you under my arm. No, I think that's just sexual harassment. He's like, you know, why don't you leave? I'll carry this car. (laughs) This car with one hand with two other women in it. But I can't carry another person on my other arm instead of using both fucking arms 
I'll just use one arm over here and one arm for Fat Lewis. <laughs> Fat Lewis. You're a perverted fucking piece of fucking shit. Like, what is wrong with him? Well, luckily, Lois thinks to herself, holding on to her hat, luckily I'm so changed she doesn't recognize me. If Superman knew I was Lois Lane, I'd, I'd die of shame. You're such a fucking cunt. I hate you so much. I must say, a girl like you is er, quite alone. That's oh, the second Jesus. time he's fucking said that. I'm more used to flying Lois Lane around. You would uh, make two of her. Holy Jesus. fucking shit! Like, can you imagine? You like, are the. Can you imagine this happening today? Oh Superman like God. saves a woman, Somebody's puts her do down, that. and someone's on like the phone. They, they, all, be, they all capture her on their phone. And that would be like, on like Robot Chicken. Superman's a fucking asshole. Seriously, like, this would be something on fucking Robot Chicken, and people would die of laughter. Be like, no, like this actually happened on the comics. <laughs> so, like we're just reading word for word. Uh, like Jesus, it's not good. Like. What a fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck you, DC. You guys are fucking assholes. Fuck you, 1950s. Fuck all that. Like, when America was great. No, America was fucking awful for everyone besides one. I don't know why women couldn't vote until forever. Like, it doesn't Uh, make sense to me. I'm chokes as Lois thinking to herself. Oh, no. Yeah, she's thinking to herself. (laughs) Chokes on the big load. I'm I'm one of her. All one of. I'm all one of her, but I wouldn't let her Superman know for a million dollars. I'm Blois Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you going to say? You'd be like uh, twice away. What is that? Blois Lane? Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, fat ass bitch cut Lois Lane. You know, and he's like, Superman, you're really like, kind of giving it to her there. Not in the good way. <laughs> no. And, and no one else was around to like witness that. I think everyone would just be. And then poor old Jimmy. Later, reaching the office, the rotund reporter startles her fellow workers, Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, and Clark Kent. Lois, it says Jimmy Olsen. There he is. There's another. There's Jimmy. Yep. We've, we've had our fun with Jimmy, that's for sure. So. <laughs> that's an appropriate candy. <laughs> Lois, is it really you, or am I seeing double? Oh, my God. You really need to Double's see bolded. this extra strong chair. This extra, holy shit, can you imagine this happening in a workplace? Hey, well, I mean, I know it does, but it's like, Here's people getting thing. away with that shit? Ah, like, like, How would you know, first of all? Second of all, there are men that are way fatter than this in this society. Oh, absolutely. They would never be told, here, let me get you this fucking chair. Let's yeah, this looks more dude. stable for you, you like big fat extra fat, strong, because you know? you're such a fucking piece of shit, dad. Jeez. Just in case you didn't know. We're trying to make you feel like shit. I, I don't mind what you think. Just so Superman doesn't know about this. Ironically, Lois Lane doesn't know that Superman is right there, having changed his secret guise of Clark Kent after his patrol, changing tires and discriminating fat women. But, mm-hmm. uh, that's the story of the growth ray. And please, Clark, if you see Superman coming here, warn me so I can duck. If I, he saw me working here, he'd know I'm Lois. Er, I'll try to keep Superman in the dark, Lewis. Mm-hmm. What a fucking Desperately, the tubby girl. <laughs> even even the dialogue is insulting her. Seriously, even the narrator's like, even this <laughs> piece of shit. Like, what the fuck? And she just, she's, there's uh, like a, uh, what do you call it, montage panel. And she's trying to eat like a salad. And she's got a glass of water. And then she's on an exercise bike from the 1950s, which is pretty hilarious. 
And she's struggling Women's on that. weight reducing gym. And then she's in a uh, hot towel inside of a box. It looks like it's just a beheaded Lois Lane sitting there. It's fat Lois in a box. But, um, so it says, Desperately, the tubby girl Newshawk begins a war on weight. I'm starved, but I'll die it's on lettuce, about a carrots, month for you and to radishes. Lose, like 10 pounds. Yeah. But. It's not how this works. In a month, we'll have a, the thing that can. This is trying to teach women that if you're overweight, just do whatever you have to do Jeez. to be under 100 pounds. Yeah. It's <laughs> like 90 pounds. That's, that's gross. Ugh. It is gross. I don't find that That's attractive gross. at all. Like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, if you have, like, like a lot you know, of, uh, like, if you uh, have, Victoria's Secret uh, models. Like, yeah, when I was 13, that was great. Yourself, but, or, like, Gen 13 type shit. You know, it's like, yeah. for me as a grown man, I'm like, like, yeah. like, and I can never enjoy, like, a good meal with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. like, ugh. Like, I mean, if you have, like, some kind of, like, um, eating disorder, that's one thing. But, like, if you're purposely trying to be lower than that, like, come on. Yeah, that's just. That's concerning, but oh yeah, but she's too fat for herself. Which I thought this was gonna be a fun issue, but no, I'm just getting like really sad, and depressed. So well, it's so funny. It's a good just, ending. Like she's not well, fat she anymore. Die of coke and ice cubes. Yeah, or something, right. But... She's serious. It's about to go to that. <laughs> I've paddled enough already to get halfway across America. Yeah, but I'll keep right. going. I'll keep going. Oh, now I'm in this towel and this box, which is really funny illustration because she's just a head sitting in a box. Yep. And she's sweating. Rays of sweat are coming off her. She's dripping sweat and rays of heat are coming off her. I'll bet a volcano is cooler than the steam cabinet. It's cooler Cab- than the steam yes. cabinet. Yes. Upon checking the scales, ah, the needle didn't hit the end of the scale this time. <laughs> I lost one pound. Oh, and six... And one quarter ounces. In water weight? I'll take this rate. Uh, at this rate, I'll take weeks before I'll just sit down to no face Superman shit. again. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Oh, my God. This is not like a Is this all like thing. one afternoon? I've never <laughs> exercised before in my life. Like, seriously. <laughs> Why is it not working? I just exercised today. Well, like, well cancel my gym membership. Yeah, seriously. But like, preoccupied with her weighty problem. Lois is suddenly reminded of what day this is. When she reaches home, Heavens, it's my birthday, and Superman sent me a gift as usual. Guess mm, what it is. How tempting. So wait a minute. It's a so bunch of chocolates. Show you how much a dick Superman He's is. He's a though. piece of shit. He knows it's Lois. He knows it's Lois. And he still sends her a giant box of chocolates, knowing that she's nearly killing herself at the gym. Oh, shit. <laughs> to another and an hour later one hour later she oh dear I gained back all the weight I lost holy shit out of eating chocolate plus an extra pound which means the needle had to have gone around but last year's birthday gift from Superman also got me in trouble 
But that charm releaser you gave me, oh yeah, it's like cutting off her wrist. She's wearing a bracelet, and her, her wrists are not that bad, but you know, they're, they're too thick for the bracelet. It fit me last year, but my wrist is so plump, I can't get it off now. One of the charms is a rare space jewel that clicks when kryptonite is nearby. Well, I was able to warn Superman of danger several times that way. Mm-hmm. What does that do with anything? <sighs> well, she's just, uh, I don't know, but now she's reading the Daily Planet for five cents. So you bought a comic book for ten cents back then, and you'd buy the Daily Planet rag for five cents. Mm-hmm. I promise to be a bridesmaid at the wedding tomorrow. <laughs> it's not a good month for her. Jesus but, Christ. Well, if I keep the bracelet covered, it won't give me away to Superman. Superman to attend wedding of police hero's daughter, says the Daily Planet cover. So, next day at the ceremony, here comes the bride. Oh, Superman didn't blink an eye as I passed. I'm safe. And they're all sitting, Superman, oh, Superman sitting in the church. In Everyone else suit. is in suits and dresses. And he's, and just, he's just in his There's <laughs> <laughs> my red, blue, and yellow outfit. Just, Not about the bride. Yeah. It's about me. Yeah, it's about exactly. Superman. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Can you, you single? Hey, how you doing? I don't know if you know, but I don't know if you can yeah. tell, but by the S on my chest, <laughs> that means I'm Superman looking for a super babe. How you doing, babe? <laughs> Whoa, you look like twice as Lois Lane. I know. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, but... no, too fat, too fat, too fat. Nope, maybe if I'm drunk. Nope, nope. <laughs> like what the fuck? So he's such a. He's hoping to get laid. He goes, there's Lois thinking to himself, oh my god! There's Lois! <laughs> but I'll pretend not like to know her. <laughs> my chocolate's work. My chocolate's work. I really don't want to marry this bitch. But she, wait, hang on. Now it's looking like he's not a dick anymore. Because he's like, how can I get out of marrying this fucking crazy bitch? Yeah. And then it turns into a... Uh, I was actually thinking that deep down. Like, he's not being an asshole. He's just trying to make it clear. That he hates her just as much as we all do. But he didn't. If he made it clear that he, like, hated her, then, like, he'd be like, hey, I fucking hate you. Or I'd stop shaving her ass every fucking day. (laughs) The next time you throw yourself out a goddamn window, just so I show up. I'm sorry, I'd help thousands of other people today. Exactly. You died, you bitch. But hopefully he wouldn't do that when she's fat. Hopefully he's, yeah. Anyways, okay. There's Lois. But I'll pretend not to know her to save her from embarrassment. <laughs> so. He does have a smirk on his face. But fate is not as kind or slow as the Superman was. Oh, the Superman was not kind. He was not kind at all. He was not kind at all. He's a fucking asshole. Here's a box of chocolates. Like, oh, fuck We're so huge ass box chocolates. Mama always say, life's like a box of chocolates. I'm a fat asshole. Like, no. I'm a But fate is not as kind. And uh, for suddenly, the special jewel on her charm bracelet starts clicking. What? Okay. Now the ring, please. Oh, I was foreshadowing a panel before. Oh, so well, yeah, I get that. going to get attacked by the bride, maybe? The bride's going to attack Well, who has kryptonite? I don't we'll know. We'll find out, I'm the sure. The bride is um, Lex Luthor in disguise. No, he's too young. <laughs> he looks like Archie uh, Andrews, but... Um, I know. So, anyways, she's obviously right next to the bride. They're going through the... Uh, you know, vows. And he's getting out the ring. And her bracelet's starting to go click, 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 click. Was it like when a gator's near Captain Hook? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> a crocodile, like, tick, chalk, kryptonite is gonna get hook. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it means kryptonite is nearby. It must not be, it must be in that ring box planted by the enemy of Superman. 
which is what, marriage? Uh, shall I yeah. warn him and give him my identity away? Lois hesitates only a moment. What if she, like, lets Superman die just so she thinks that he doesn't know that... We'll see. So that he doesn't find out that she's fat Lois? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Lois hesitates only a moment, but with the safety of the man she loves at stake? Stand back. Superman, I'm going to tackle this, this bitch! <laughs> so he gra- she grabs the... Well, there is. There looks like there's kryptonite in the ring box. Yeah. So there's like an assassin who knew that Superman was going to be at this wedding. Uh, well, yeah, they did. They did announce it to the Daily Planet that morning. So yeah, they put kryptonite in the ring box somehow, and uh, she grabs it out and she goes, "Stand back!" And I get the kryptonite away. Ironically, Lois has exposed her own identity to Superman. All right, Superman. Now that you see the gift bracelet you gave me, you know I'm I'm Lois turned fat. Didn't want you to see. Didn't want to see this way. Joke. Poor Lois is humiliated. <laughs> Not realizing I knew all along. <laughs> what a fucking cunt. He doesn't like say it's okay. He doesn't stand up and go, it's fine, Lois. Such an he asshole. just sits there with his mouth agape. And then I guess the wedding goes on. Yeah, he did nothing. He didn't go to school, Lois. It's all right. Don't worry. Nope. He gave He's a just couple like, I'm you I love you the way talking. you are. No. You're beautiful. You know, it goes, uh, don't worry. Yeah, like, <laughs> he just looks at her. He just looks at her. He's thinking this, and so, like literally, she she like confesses her worst fear to the love of her life, and he's just like. This is during the vows. Gives her the Batman stare. So imagine your wedding. Gives her the Batman stare. Oh, he gives her the Batman stare. What a fucking asshole! Imagine this being your wedding, and then your bridesmaid. Why would you ever have Lois at your wedding anyway? So like, oh, I want that shit to go. She's fat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she's looking at go. Oh, you're fat. She wants her to look better. Because <laughs> so, that's what bitches do. What if she's behind all this in the camera ring? That's what I just but, said. Uh, that she's fucking Lex Luthor in a wig. But, Skinny Lex Luthor. Mm. <laughs> slim Lex Luthor. Yeah, though, she'd the be new like clothing line by Luthers. Slim Lex Luthor. <laughs> These jeans make my butt look great. <laughs> and now I, get, oh, now I'm, 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 I can't even think anymore. But she, So the wedding goes on. The, and they're at the banquet, and they're throwing... The, oh, yeah, that was my point. So you're having a wedding, and Lois, in the middle of the vows, grabs your fucking ring box, yells over to Superman in the middle of a church... And, I'm yelling, Jane, I'm fat! <laughs> Talk about wedding nightmares. And then so. Superman's just like... <laughs> yeah, and so it's dead silence in the church. Well, anyways, I guess we'll carry on with the vows now. Yeah, right. Thanks, Lois. Marriage. Guess what brings us together today. Nice. I appreciate that. Bro. So Lois caught it as they throw out the bouquet. Um, and all the girls were very ridiculously waistline. That's just ridiculous. They just did it uh, on purpose. Lois Lane caught it. That means she'll be married soon to the one she loves. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. So like. All this shit went down, and then like just went back to this the dumb broad is like ignoring what just went down. <laughs> oh, Lois is gonna get married now! Like no, no, no. Stupid. But she goes, "Fat chance, Superman would They're never like, propose eh, to me now." Don't worry about it. We're, you know that whole thing that just happened, Lois Lane, that you like interrupted my wedding and shit. Let's just like forget that happened. Like they just skipped that whole panel. But oh, the there. bride is gonna kill her. Yeah, like, but, it's just I mean, like. She probably already left, pissed off, you know. Jesus Christ. She's in tears in the bathroom. That's where the bride is. No, while she's throwing out the bouquet, obviously. Then she's running into the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it? You fucking cunt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
You ruined my wedding! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that chance Superman was never supposed to be done. That chance! <laughs> yeah, I, I was at like the 50th the third, time. Yeah. Nobody loves a fat girl, sob. No, what the fuck? Uh, I, think it's, like, I think it's about to get worse. That's so not okay. <laughs> More heartbreak awaits, Lois, as her next assignment is to cover... Yeah, the, freak show. What the <laughs> fuck? It's the, the grand opening of the new amusement park. <laughs> Fat lady wanted. <laughs> okay, so there's a guy standing outside, Jesus classic Christ. classic uh, uh, fair guy. He's got the sideways um, flat top hat, smoking a, uh, like a dime cigar, uh, the fat tie with suspenders. He's got the cane to point out the prizes. You win these one prize between the erasers and the plastic rings. You win this. Pri- you have a chance of these two prizes <laughs> for three hundred tickets. But um, yeah, he's sitting there, and there's a sign outside the freak show uh, sign that says "Fat Lady Wanted." Oh my Jesus! And uh, do you want to? At least somebody wants me. Hey, miss, just fatten up a few pounds, and job is yours. Uh. No thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I want to work for you. It's <laughs> in the funny mirror house. Lois doesn't laugh like others. Oh, this one makes me look like the tall man. I'll try one of the other mirrors. This one makes me look slender. This one makes me look fat. This one went to the bank. And this one, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> this little thing you went to the bank. So. Oh, uh, she's just walking that, through all these mirrors. And says, Will I ever be this way again, looking at the skinny mirror? Is that a reporter? Is that, who is that? We'll find out. Hey, that image matches my photo of Lois Lane. No wonder I couldn't find you all this time. Turn <laughs> fat, eh? <laughs> oh, my God. Turn? Hey, you turned fat, huh? You turned fat. Why <laughs> you go up to, like, you, know, you just sign in a, fa- a Facebook Seriously. or go to a... Oh, uh, you turned fat, eh? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, a class yeah. reunion, you're like, oh, you turned fat! <laughs> then what else is new? Are the kids? Not you can wait. Yeah. Like, you turned fat. <laughs> you just turned poof. Oh, you turned into one of them fatties. Uh. Eek! The killer I saw. No way. How? Oh, wait a minute. Goodness. How the fuck? Oh, because she wrote the story. She wrote a story. Oh my god! So she put herself out there with, way back when we get the beginning of this issue. You're putting it together now. She, yeah, she, she. Yeah, I told you that was prelude, but <laughs> I don't know how he knew that Lois Lane. Did that until she puts herself out there. Yeah. Like a stupid fucking person goes, I witnessed this, mm-hmm. but I couldn't solve it at all because I'm an idiot. Like, that, mm-hmm. Wouldn't the police want to like slit your throat at that too? Like, what are you doing? Oh, that's just Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just Lois being Lois. Dumb Lois Lane. She's just a girl. Maybe she's someday just one a... of these gangsters will find her she's and shoot her. She's just a dame. So, yeah, just a dumb dame. Just a dumb fat dame. <laughs> Eat the killer I saw. Eek. <laughs> And he goes, yeah, sister. Yeah, sister. Your picture didn't match any girl coming out of the Daily Planet offices. But luckily, I overheard you were sent here. You're the only witness and could send me to jail. <laughs> Not if I bump you off. <laughs> if you know what I mean. While he whips out a gun from his uh, pocket. Bang! Oh my gosh! <laughs> He's just like a little 12 year old girl. Oh my, like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, like, oh, oh, my my gosh. oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm shooting you cold bloodedly! Oh my gosh! Why didn't you fall? You could. How 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 could I miss a big target like you? No! Right before you die, I'm still burning you! Because 
What's he doing? What's Superman? He ducks around the Because mirror. I'm melting the bullets with the heat of my x-ray vision, mister. What? The heat of his x-ray vision? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be his heat ray vision? Correct. But this is the 1950s and nothing makes sense! Because <laughs> <laughs> science doesn't exist. <laughs> Superman, you saved me! And now Superman's got the, uh, just the, the most generic, you know, criminal guy we're talking about, and he's got him I've been following you like a secret bodyguard, suspecting this killer would be after you, but I couldn't nab him before. Your description was too vague. The safeguard you till now. I devised a plan. Because <laughs> I'm Superman. Yep, he's just so fucking great. And now the next and final page. Uh, oh, here he's, he's explaining his plan. Of course he is. And a little tiny, I like that. Though. Uh, it's like a little <laughs> tiny. So there's the regular panel, and then na- instead of like the regular narrating box, you have a little Superman's head. <laughs> little Superman head, and he's and he's telling you. I secretly arranged for Perry to send you to see Professor Colby, who also cooperated with me. Super calculations showed me how to rewire the growth ray to work on humans. As well as plants. The professor is playing his part well. Letting the ray hit Lois by quote-unquote accident. He turned her on purpose. He turned her He paid the scientists off. To and then he gave her chocolates. Gave her chocolates. To make sure she stayed fat. And he needed her at a wedding. You're a fucking <laughs> asshole. You piece of shit. <laughs> He's such a fucking cocksucker. But, what the fuck, Superman? You're an if asshole. if you work with her every day, and you're Clark Kent, and she just blows you off and treats you like shit. Yeah. And then she loves you as Superman. You know what? I'm going to fuck with her too, man. Yeah, you're not wrong. I wouldn't pay a scientist to make you fat and give you chocolate until you almost want to kill yourself. But, yeah, whatever. Some... <laughs> I don't know. You have a conscious. Oh, oh, Fat Lois Lane's angry. Yeah, she's she mad. She's mad. Superman, you caused me to turn fat. Why, I'll, I'll eat you up. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll up and I'll pop. <laughs> Oh, uh, take it easy, Lewis. I knew you wouldn't consent if I told you. Wow. What? Consent didn't exist. <laughs> but it was for your own good to disguise you so the killer wouldn't recognize you. Understand? You see, I'm turning this around to make you feel like a piece of shit, even though I'm the piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm the biggest piece of like, shit. Like, seriously. Here. Like, let me just be like, oh, no, it was for you, even though you didn't consent to me changing your body because I was using you to get what I wanted out of the whole thing and didn't tell you about the plan at all. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, you're trying to kill yourself. Yeah, seriously. And you're the Meanwhile, your psycho, your psychosis <laughs> is complete. <laughs> like, Jesus. But those calms down. She, he turns her to have a fucking... Body dysmorphia. You're a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> now that the killer's in jail, I'll reverse the growth ray. By tomorrow morning, you'll be as slim as ever. Oh, God. Probably, like, she's probably down to 80 pounds now. She just dwindles away. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. So, anyways, yeah, he's shooting with the ray gun, but I'm just looking at this last panel. Jesus. Presently. Well, now I can munch stuff myself. All the way without... You didn't read this one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll still be fat till then, huh? Good. Take me to dinner, Superman. What the fuck? <laughs> Could you sit there with like, your hands on your hips, getting shot by these gamma rays, I mean, yelling this? Well, then you're taking me to dinner! 
So, I mean, if I'm not going to gain a pound, I'm going to gain a And she's got a, looks like either a full turkey or honey of ham, like the entire ham. Uh, she's at the you know dinner table, she's got a glass of something. She's got a piece of celery in her mouth. In her one hand, she's spooning some other shit in her hand. Mashed potatoes, looks like, a pot of some other stuff. And now I can munch stuff myself all the way without worrying that I'll stay fat. Waiter, more forward! There is an exclamation point there, too. So actually, if I read this correctly, there's a lot of exclamation. So now I can stuff myself all I want without worrying that I'll stay fat! Waiter, more forward! So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The treat's on me. There goes Clark Kent's paycheck. Me and my big ideas. Last line ended with a fat joke. (laughs) It it started with a fat joke, and it ended with a fat joke. And it made us all feel a little bit Jesus Christ! I can't believe Oh my God. The end. I don't know know what I hated more. Gen 13 or this one. I don't know. Well, we hate them for two different reasons. Like, you're a psychology major. Like, we just felt two different type of angers (laughs) in the last week. Because it's... uh, We want to take a really quick break and run up on our review on this? Yeah, I gotta take a breather Just take a a digest all of this. Is that you a fat joke? Ah! Superman or Green Lantern ain't got nothing on me. I can make like a turtle and die for your pearls in the sea. And you, you can just sit there thinking on your velvet throne about all of the rainbows you can have on your Welcome back from break. Uh, you might be giving a fuck. Abby gets up and goes, I'm, gonna, I'm eating some chips. Oh. And I'm going to, oh, you're eating for everybody. Give me something, too. We're going to get some burgers. We're going to do everything right. Everyone who's listening, just go out and eat the most unhealthiest uh, thing you can have. And just be it. I'm me, you know. And fuck you, Superman. Goddamn, you're know? me. And fuck you, Superman. Because you're an asshole. Wow. Fuck Superman. What wow. Shit? Like you said... I'm break, but maybe manipulative. Well, yeah, like manipulative. The definition of piece of shit. Paying off scientists to shoot you with gamma ray manipulative. You know, like fucking with your head. I know who you are. Psychologically abusive. Yeah, that was. I'm blown away. Like, like I said, that that was definitely of all comics we reviewed together. I think that got like the most emotional, like. Don't get fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Usually it's like bad writing. Mm-hmm. I can get over bad writing because, like, you get it. It's just bad, bad society. This is morally you know? fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like okay. Like, how is it okay? It was okay back in the day. And you wonder why our society and our country and everything uh-huh. is just so fucked up. We're coming out of that. That was not that long ago. And, like, uh-huh. and women are finally now, and not just women, but like anybody who's not. The ideal, whatever white American male like is is like having a chance to stand up against shit like that. Though, like if you're publishing that, and that's what you're looking up to, is Superman, mm-hmm. who's and like the number like one girls. action hero of that Wasn't time. Wasn't that supposed to appeal to mm-hmm. young? That was written for girls, books, Lois yeah. Lane, because that wasn't showcase. That was Superman's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Lois Lane, and they were 
doing that to increase female sales, and that's what they're telling young women mm-hmm. who are buying that comic. They're reading that guy. I can't believe it. Like uh-huh. that book we were talking about, those super those super girls, uh, hit on stuff like that. And there have been issues that he mentioned that I've read. But when I read that, yeah, I mean, that just like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, just. And look, the entire comic. The entire Mm -hmm. comic. They they didn't stop. They didn't light up and go, hey, we're doing a little thumb and cheek here. No, they're like, hey, this is just. Yeah, right? Like, we're not making fun of people. We're just doing what we're supposed to do. Like, like, you know? Mm -hmm. It's holy shit. So, it gives me a conflicted review, though, you know? So, Superman's Girlfriend, number five, from. December 1958. We appreciate you giving us a, a, a leap month on that. It is January, but a leap month. I, I don't. I'm so conflicted. So art was fucking awesome. About? Well, I want to give it a, a bad score out of like how, like you said, morally or or just just fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least you can follow the story. I follow the story. There was. It wasn't really any action. It was good. Uh, And I mean, I guess at that point, 1958, which was a terrible era for comics anyways, but like, if you're going to buy a comic, and that came with like two other stories, I think, in that actual issue. But um, I I don't know. Like, if you bought that as a kid, I mean, I don't know. I read Riverdale stuff. I read, you know, Archie and and Veronica. I'm giving you a point two. A point two? Fuck that. What about the art, though? The art was fucking cool. That's a point two. It still doesn't save the fucking storyline. You know what you're drawing for? Go fuck yourself. No, no, thank you. Let I guess, just, yeah, I guess. Let me just, just fucking draw this fat broad. Let me make sure she looks for Yes, say, though, that he, he drew her not unkindly. She's, she, if to our standards, she was not a To our standards, but to, to our, their yeah, standards. To their standards. So you can be a pretty fat girl and still be ugly? No, I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. You're not <laughs> saying that, but that's what the comic is trying to say. Yes, I, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I got you. can you. be pretty, and but you're fat, so therefore you're ugly. I think you could write a thesis about this one issue. Oh, yeah. And just, like, society itself and mm. just how, oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, point two for Abby. And, I, like I said, I love the art, but everything else about that, like, comic. I want to light it on fire. Literally turns my stomach. Yeah. Mm. Like, that really, like, makes you think, like, this shit exists, and that that was the area, like, that my mother grew up in, yep. you know? And I don't know. I can't even score it. I and can't score it. wonder why she thinks she's overweight, but she's not at all. Yeah, my mom is a skinny, she's, she's like tiny. me, she has the same body type as me. She's tiny. And she's getting tired as she gets older, you know? She's like, oh, I'm, but, I'm like, yeah, like, who's the one that you have no You're way? You're fabulous. You know? And, and yeah, no wonder now. You're, like, You're right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and holy shit. Even if she holy didn't read shit. that, her peers read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I, I can't. I can't even give it a grade. Yeah. I can't. I don't know how to rate. I can't because you're, you're so. I'm so like I said, conflicted in the fact that I can't review it as a comic. I can only review it as like it's a, a comic review. It, it, it's 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 Come on. it's a you can do it piece of history. <laughs> That's what that is. It's social history. It's not though. It's I rate it as a comic. Come on. Life or fat. I'm really thinking about it. The story was still followable. Dialogue was not bad. Art was great. Dialogue was horrible. It had so many bad puns. Yeah, but that was, I mean, they're still better than the puns we read now. Oh, mm-hmm. They're just really so. insulting and bad taste. three times <laughs> in one panel. Like, oh, that's no. true, yeah. Like, fat chance will get a fat thing fat out of this. Fat, 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 fat. All right, I'm going to go with like a... Uh, 
Ah, Let's say a one. I was going to say a one just because the art was like really, really cool. That's fair. Um, That's fair. But like I said, the story was fallible, and it was, and it was, um, it wasn't like Gen thirteen. You know, like we actually knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I didn't want it. It was a very one. clearly written story. Yeah. But it was just so fucking wrong. In case you get a report, Cross. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Here it's it is like, again. It's propaganda. It is. It's a propaganda mm-hmm. uh, pamphlet is what that is. So, I, yeah, I just got to go one because it, it, the art was good. The art was really good. Um, I actually enjoyed that art better than the Gen 13 art, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh yeah, uh, well, one, side just to, like, make it a point eight, you know, uh, a point eight to a one. Boy, am I sad now. Oh, just, you're so sad. We're all, we've all been shamed by Superman tonight, and I think we should all just look in the mirror and tell each other that we're beautiful, and fuck that god. You know, fuck that god who comes out of the sky. I'm going to get a kryptonite ring and kill that motherfucker. <laughs> That's probably who put it in the box. Yeah, right. They never said who Superman oh, no, nope. was. Yeah, it wasn't the they assassin. Never said. There's probably another woman who was rejected by Superman. Yeah, they never said. Oh, my God. So on that high note, (laughs) but thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for the great feedback the last uh, last episode, which is great because that was like the worst comic we ever read, (laughs) and I got the most feedback. So uh, I guess there's another really bad one. Do you know our email address offhand? Under the mattresscomics at gmail.com. Okay, under the mattresscomics at gmail.com. We never really check it, but maybe we will now. I always check it. Oh, you do? Okay. I don't, but check, I will now, I, I promise you, but everyone, send us some requests, uh, we got plenty of or things and ideas, or just text us in Slack, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah just, just text us in Slack, because <laughs> we're, we're always on Slack, but I'm never in my email, any suggestions, so. let us know, if not, we're just keep on doing our thing, yeah, we got, we got plenty to do, but, uh, I hope everyone in, enjoyed, and they can, and, and stand tomorrow in the mirror, and be proud of whoever they are, to know that you're a beautiful the good, person, the bad, because, the ugly, the fat, the skinny, the non-middle yeah. parts, everything in between. You, we all read comics, so we're obviously doing something right. So, you know, just love yourself, love one another, and don't let Superman put you down. Fuck so. Superman. <laughs> <laughs>